And next up to help us preview WrestleMania weekend is Andy Labar. Andy, how's it going? It's going good. Just, uh, you know, getting ready to preview some of these shows. I misunderstood the uh, time differential between us and just woke up. So a little groggy, but but I'll give you all my hot takes. Thank you. Yeah, that's the, sometimes yeah, you can fire yeah. them off early in the morning. Yeah, it is. It is very difficult trying to uh, manage. You know, I just got done talking to somebody from Germany and then somebody from Los Angeles and now someone from uh, from Oregon and the West Coast. So it's been it's been a weird day of trying to kind of figure out where everybody's at and, and, and where they're living. So. Yeah, my current work schedule has been like every day is different. My schedule keeps changing, so I just like got confused. Anyway, no big deal. That's all right. We're here. It's it's WrestleMania weekend. (laughs) We can talk about this. So obviously before we get into uh, the the cards that we're going to talk about, uh, you want to get your plugs out of the way where people can follow you, read some of your work, do all that sort of fun stuff? Sure, yeah. Uh, as as you know, uh, I'm kind of the removed from a lot of the wrestling world right now, other than when we do some uh, independent coverage on VOW. Uh, but, uh, so I have some older reviews and older previews up there that aren't super relevant anymore, but I'll be writing a handful of review, or previews for um, WrestleMania weekend, uh, so just keep your eyes on VOW for that uh, as we get close to the shows this week, um, and probably some reviews after they happen, uh, but you can... Uh, follow me only basically at Voices of Wrestling um, and then on Twitter at Trilly Robinson. That's T-R-I-L-L-Y Robinson. Yeah, this is your this is your week to shine here as we uh, <laughs> we yeah. do the previews for all these uh, uh, independent shows. And, and you're somebody obviously who keeps his finger on the pulse of uh, the independents. So we're going to get there in, in a bit. We're going to talk about a, a bunch of shows here in this collection. Uh, before we do that, I, I have asked everybody uh, the WrestleMania weekend histories and WrestleMania weekend memories. So have you ever attended a live WrestleMania weekend? You know, I have it, and and uh, I don't know if you remember this, but last year would have been. I probably wouldn't have gone just because I had a wedding to go. But last year, so going leading into 2020 in Tampa, that was the one that I was actually kind of like planning on uh, before COVID hit. And, you know, in the VOW Slack and and just with some people, we were really slowly kind of planning some. Uh, I was getting married that year, so it was going to be like a bachelor party in Tampa, just get you know full of debauchery and just you know you know whatever we wanted in wrestling, and uh, and then kind of. COVID started becoming a thing early on in the year before it even hit the U.S. I was like, well, maybe it's not going to happen. <laughs> and then it didn't happen. So last year probably would have been my first one. Uh, but no, I've never actually been to a weekend um, just because of where I've lived or finances or things like that. But uh, since I got back in wrestling about six years ago, um, I've been following them and, and watching most shows that happen uh, around the weekend. So, um, yeah. It's a, it's a fun one usually. Um, this 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 weekend will be a an interesting one, but yeah, it's usually you know it's a big highlight. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely will be, be a fun one. And yeah, I, I totally get it. Like if you, if you weren't able to go like a few years ago, it seems a little tougher these days to try to at least if you're going to try to like fly across the country or whatever. Like obviously this year with the right. pandemic, of course, it's still like a, the the big reason. But even then, like yeah, it is it is hard to 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 plan it out, to figure it out, to get there, to do all that sort of stuff. It was a little bit easier back in the day. It has become a little right. bit more difficult these days. But yeah, yeah. Maybe at some point you can uh, get there if they're in L.A. or uh, I don't think they're coming to Portland anytime soon. So yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe Seattle. Yeah, we, on, we only recently got WWE shows again. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So it might be, it might be a, t- a tricky uh, a tricky thing. But uh, maybe L.A. or California or something like that one of these days. But Yeah, uh, yeah I, regret, I regret not going to the San Francisco one. Um, and then – or uh, I mean, New Orleans, everyone should have gone to that. But yes, that Dallas one. Was, Dallas was a reality, but we just – I couldn't make it work at the time. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the San Francisco one I always, I, I always kick myself because we planned a tr- – I, I wasn't 
wasn't as keenly aware of WrestleMania weekends at that time. And I, we, my wife and I planned a trip to San Francisco, like literally the week before WrestleMania weekend. I was right. like, God damn it. Like what a mess. And I, I tried to justify going back there the next week. And then I, yeah, it was impossible to justify. So, right. uh, anyway, let's talk about these shows that we're getting into here. We are going to touch on a bunch of different shows. We're going to talk about independent wrestling TV's family reunion, part one and part two. Uh, we're also going to talk about ICW's no holds barred 11, uh, and 12, and then also delve into Beyond Wrestling and For the Culture. So we're going to get into a lot of different ways here. Let's start out with the uh, uh, Independent Wrestling TV family reunion shows, both of these taking place on Thursday, April 8th, uh, Part 1 at 12 p.m. That is from the 81 Bay Brewery, where all the uh, Independent Wrestling uh, showcasing the Independent shows will be. Uh, family reunion Part 2 coming up at 3 p.m., so they're doing both shots uh, pretty much back-to-back here uh, on Thursday. So uh, what do you make of, of the scheduling of that? Do you like the idea of these shows all being in the same day, or would you like them to be a little more spread out if if, if you had your way um I, you know i think it's gonna be i i haven't done my due diligence and seen like kind of what else is happening at that time but i think you know the the type of fan that is live um you know i actually listened to a podcast recently about obviously about gcw not selling uh, as many tickets and kind of getting a little angry with their fans which we we can talk about like you know we're not they're not being supported properly but i think the type of fan right now uh, that iwtv has um, is going to be pretty dedicated and go to the shows that are, you know, their uh, showcase of the indies type shows. And so I think if you kind of just pile them in together with a little break in between that, that won't really affect their ticket sales. Um, and the people that are kind of are dedicated to them are going to like, like myself really are going to be focused on that, that channel and that, uh, their shows anyway. So when we go through the cards, it's kind of like a big introduction to some of the other shows and, and, and promotions that will be you know, having some other things happen through the weekend. Yeah, I actually think that's a good point because I think if you look, there's really not much else going on. They have that Thursday morning slot and, four, and Thursday afternoon slot pretty much to themselves. They have there's Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F uh, at 12 going up against the family reunion part one, but that's really two different fan bases, which we'll talk about here in right. a bit. Like your your person that's going to really get into Degeneration F is probably not going to be as in, into this family reunion thing. But I'm with you. Like it, what what it's really cool is if you sit down, and you start your WrestleMania weekend on on Thursday. The first show out of the gates on that Thursday, 12 p.m. is the family reunion part one. We're going to talk. About here in a bit and like you said there's a lot of people that you know you're watching and, and if you're not keenly aware of the independence or if you're even casually aware there's gonna be a lot of people that you've never seen before so i think it is a cool way to kind of get things started and, and say oh, okay here's some people i've never seen before part two then kind of adds a little bit more to that adds a little bit more fun matches and then you're pretty much set for the uh, the independent wrestling tv the rest of the week because you're going to see a lot of the same names uh pop up a few times and you'll be kind of ready uh, and aware of those people so yeah they they own that time i mean the other the only other thing is happening is the G generation f we said is happening at 12 and then at 4 p.m. on that Thursday, you get the uh, the first day of the Acid Cup. But That's you can right. get an entire part one of Family Reunion and 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 you know maybe half of, of Family Reunion Part Two before the Acid Cup even starts from the Collective. So yeah, you, they they really I think it's actually pretty smart the way that they booked this and, and really took over that early Thursday time slot. Well, I think they, I think initially Family Reunion Part Two was scheduled for 4 p.m. and then they moved to three. So maybe that's that's part of it. Is I mean, it could be other things happening in the in the brewery, but. You know, now they, they are running at least half of that second show unopposed as well. So it's good. And, and you know, like I said, it is the shows are basically an introduction. Each each match is sort of like a, showcases a, a different promotion that you can find on IWTV, uh, which I think is a really smart way to do it. So you're just getting it's going to be quite varied, hopefully, uh, in the in the product and, and have different storylines coming in and whatnot. Uh, so let's get into this uh, family reunion part one. I'll read the card here real quick, and then we'll talk about some stuff that stands out to us. 
Uh, we got Johnny Butabi, D Rogue, James C versus Funny Bone, Nurse Ratchet. Big, big get, getting Sarah Paulson here for this show. <laughs> it's a good, good <laughs> great get by uh, Family Reunion here. Uh, and then Super Beast. Uh, we have Boomer Hatfield, Boar, and Erica Lee versus a very good professional wrestler, Travis Huckabee and Matt Mikowski. We got Dominic Garini versus Robert Martyr. We have an IWA Mid South Heavyweight Championship match here with Jay Chris defending the title against John Wayne Murdoch. We have Daniel Makabe versus Jaden Newman. Uh, Wheeler Utah versus Adam Priest, and then our main events, which just got uh, announced after the Cassandra Cup uh, over the weekend, uh, Lee Moriarty defending the Independent Wrestling Championship against Edith Surreal. So uh, what what of that show uh, really stands out to you? I think it's a pretty pretty awesome card with a lot of really cool uh, singles matches here for, for to, to kind of kick us off with WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, yeah, they've done a really good job. The, the one that has been added since I was mentioning to you before we started recording is uh, – from old wrestling judge hugo lexington black versus will wrestle which is a uh, you know a couple of uh uh a certain wrestler that his name might rhyme with schmicky schmain page uh <laughs> and, we'll call him our shane page yeah. <laughs> yeah no it's their it's their old wrestling gimmicks which i haven't thought about old wrestling in a number of years so I love that they're company, kind man. of I miss that company. <laughs> yeah. they're uh they're in there uh as well but um so yeah, it's it's a really cool card. Um, I I wrote my preview. We haven't posted it on the website yet, um, and uh, I'm I'm pretty excited for a handful of matches on here. I mean, I think the IWTV TV champion IWTV championship is a, a really fun match. Uh, Lee Moriarty and, and Eos Real, uh, formerly known as Still Life with Apricot and Pears, um, they had a match two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, as we record this on Enjoy Wrestling, which is MV Young's kind of like YouTube channel. Um, our, and promotion and it was really fun it was not like you know go out of your way to go see but there's two people who are, are quite good on the mat um and i think you know with with a crowd here um well what however big the crowd is with with people watching at least uh it, they should probably you know uh, ramp up and this is lee moriarty's newest our uh, first defense of the the championship um uh, just going to be kind of fun they, they are just kind of grapplers that aren't i think what sometimes when we talk about like people who are grapple heavy, uh, you know, like a Timothy Thatcher style or like a grapple fuck style. We think about people who are super serious, like the blood sport style and, and Moriarty and, and Edith Surreal are both not, they're more of the Chikara school or the, the dragon gate, uh, type school, the, the Torimon style where it's, it's, it's a little bit more fun. Uh, they can be serious and they can be brutal, but it's, it's a little bit more, uh, twist your opponent and, and roll around type, uh, grappling and, and mat work. And I, I really enjoy watching both of them. So excited to see that one. Um, and then kind of, a uh, one that I'm, I'm a, a, a little, I guess, surprisingly into is, is Wheeler Yuta versus Adam Priest. Um, uh, two people who I've historically not liked who have always under delivered to me. Um, but Yuta's on this like incredible run so far in 2021 and a little bit in 2020 since he uh, got into the, the peer title tournament uh, in ROH, uh, kind of redefined his body over quarantine as well. He looks mm-hmm. a lot more bulky. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, he's just, he, he, so he looks really great. Um, and he's, He's always been someone who had kind of like the moves um, and, and kind of like that baby face persona, but he's he's really also been someone. I right now I write this in my review. Who you you could always see like the him thinking through a match, like you know he's someone who wasn't good in in between spots, um, and he's really kind of. I'm guessing he's worked with Jonathan Gresham maybe with uh, some of this this training because he's he's starting to really become smooth on the mat. Uh, he's had a, got a little heel edge to him lately. Um, so he's been a lot of fun and, and beyond and in ROH and some of these other places that he's been working. Yeah, I think that's um, a really I good mean, point. 
uh, about yes. you. Sorry not to cut you off, but yeah, he's somebody that no, I've always good. like kind of seen. Like, yeah, like there's something there. There's definitely potential there. The look at you know, the, the look in terms of like the gear and the, the and just the overall like. But you were just like, yeah, he just needs to kind of look a little bit better. He just kind of kind of had to get the body together and, and get his matches a little bit better. And the problem is like you know, and that's always an issue with young, you know talking about young wrestlers is you know he debuts and he's like 21, 22 years old or whatever. I think he's just now like 24 years old or something. So I, he might have been young. I think he did. I think he debuted as a teenager. Like, yeah, the, you're right. Yeah, it might even yeah. be that far back so yeah we always kind of have this issue where we we look at these guys and they're so young and it's like yeah they're not going to be great <laughs> like very few people are really good mm-hmm. when they're 19 you know it's very difficult and yeah you're absolutely right i don't know if it's yeah, i'm sure it's working with gresham i'm sure it's just working it's just getting those reps but yeah i've really liked what i've seen from him uh in this year so far and even in late 2020 so i'm, I'm really excited uh to see what he does here and this is a great weekend for him and and, and a great you know, showcase in, in what should be a pretty big match on the show, like you said, that's kind of on its own for him to kind of make his arrival known. And I think the, the Lee Moriarty point that you mentioned as well, and it's really, it, it, the point works for both of them as well, that those are two people that, like, real hard, you know, your deep, deep indie people know about them. Your casual mm-hmm. indie people might know of the names, but I don't think they really appreciate just how good uh, both of them are. And I think Lee Moriarty in particular has a chance to just leave this weekend as like, oh, yeah, he's like the best guy in the independence, like far, far and away. Uh, and Edith Surreal, you know, not, not to take anything away from her as well, but, like, I just think Lee is on that other level that I oh, think yeah. after this weekend people are just going to go, oh, my God, that's, like, so far and away the best guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's been, I mean, over the last year, I mean, he's, uh, to me, he was probably, I don't want to say he was the best wrestler of 2020, but he, between 2019 and 2020, and now, he's kind of been one of the most consistent and or definitely the, the independent wrestler to keep your eye on probably more than anybody else. And, and that's been, you know, handled by giving him the the championship after war horses like really long run um you know he's uh, back when wrestlemania the original wrestlemania weekend in 2020 was going to happen everyone was like he's he's poised to have the breakout year and have become mvp that didn't happen so when they did that the collective show in the summer um it was like everyone was like oh he is the mvp i mean he wrestled ach uh i don't remember who he wrestled uh, a bunch of good good opponents um but it was he had like four really great matches over that course of that, those six collective shows or whatever. So he is uh, just uh, insanely consistent and uh, definitely very, very exciting. And if the world was different, he'd be even bigger now, you know? Absolutely. And the one matches I'm a little curious on is this IWA Mid-South Heavyweight Championship match, Jake Chris versus John Wayne Murdoch. Do we know that we're, are we getting a, a wrestling match? Are we getting a death match? What are we getting here? I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> Yeah, it'll probably be both. I mean, uh, IW Mid-South is impossible to keep up with if, if you wanted to. And, and that's another story. It's a little, <laughs> always a little, you don't want to get too deep into IW Mid-South and, and supporting Ian. But, you know, Chris uh, has the, been the champion for almost a year now. And he defends the title on every show. And he's actually had some really cool defenses that I've seen in the past couple of years or past year, excuse me. Um, and Murdoch is obviously a past champion and an incredible deathmatch wrestler and he's going to be on another couple of shows that we'll talk about today um obviously in his later years you know it's not 2010 anymore whenever he was or 2015 when he was kind of the big deal on the on the mid-south circuit um but yeah i I think it'll be kind of more of a a hardcore match you know an tna impact style hardcore match so you'll get some wrestling but it'll mostly be a, a brawl. I yeah, probably more and, plundery, yeah, be, more plundery yeah, than exactly. just straight death match. It just might be the yeah, other shit type stuff. So exactly, yeah, um, and then yeah. So I think you know, it could be fun. Hopefully, we'll get some blood. Uh, but I, I do expect Chris to to walk away with the title there, just because he's been on this tear in the company. 
I think this is really cool. I mean, overall, I think this card is is, is interesting because you have like your your, and this is exactly how I would probably structure uh, an indie card if I was doing it. Is I would I would have like you know your your multi man bunch of people in matches early, and then singles matches, which is perfect. Like you mm-hmm. kind of get your you get a lot of people on the card, you get a lot of fun. You know, that, those could be matches that are boom boom boom, bunch of stuff happening, and then you get like you know what I think is pretty varied. Uh, match types. You have Lee Moretti and Edith Surreal, as you mentioned. Uh, Dana Makabe versus Jaden Newman will, will, will be wrestled in a very, you know, kind of grapple uh, heavy style as well. You'll have Wheeler Yuna and Adam Priest, which will be probably a little bit more high flying. Jake Chris and John Wayne Murdoch, which will be a little bit more plundy brawling. And then Dominic Greeny versus Robert Martyr, where I don't know exactly where we're going to see that one go, like exactly where that's going to go, but I, I like the varied nature of this card. I think there's a lot to like, and, and if you're a wrestling fan, you'll find something to like, I, I, I think, on this show. Have you seen Martyr wrestle? I've seen clips, but I can't say I've watched an entire match. Yeah, so he's kind of come up with this Paradigm Pro Wrestling um, group. So he's been working some of these UWFI-style matches. So he's, and I don't know if he's a student of uh, Dom or anything like that, but it'll definitely be a, a grapple, uh, the Dom-style grapple. So it'll be on the mat, but also some some stiff strikes and things mm-hmm. like that. And, and Martyr is really good. He's, he's undersized. He's kind of a small guy, but he's one of those super fiery undersized you know, kind of insane guy. So he, he throws pretty good kicks and, and things like that. So it should be pretty fun because Dom's best when he's working on top and, and Martyr's undersized. So it'll be, you know, kind of like a bully to a, a younger guy and we'll get some good shine for Martyr, hopefully. Looks like Martyr's only 20 years old. That's a... Yeah, God, yeah. He's, he's annoyingly he's, young. <laughs> and yeah. he, was, he, was a, he used to be a referee on some of the indies and he's only recently transitioned into wrestling. That's awesome. So he's he's yeah, kind of fun cool. though, yeah. So yeah, and that's and that's really what this weekend I think is going to be really cool for is, and that, that's how I'm going to use this weekend. And a few of the people we've talked to that have done previews are really looking forward to these matches and these shows where like they don't know a bunch of people, like like they uh-huh. might not know Jaden Newman, they might not know Robert Martyr, they might not know a few of the you know Adam Priest, they might have only barely seen Wheeler Utah or whatever. And it's a great opportunity to see a bunch of people. And that's I think what the IWTV is doing a great job of as kind of the the alternative to GCW, where most people that are even casually following the Indies or whatever. These GCW, you've probably seen every single one of these GCW people wrestle at some point, yeah, exactly. probably against the person they're wrestling uh, this weekend yeah. as well, just because they've had so many shows and they've kind of been the de facto, you know, top indie. But I, uh, independent wrestling TV, it's, I, I'm so glad to see them here this weekend because it's it, it really going to open things up, and there's going to be just a whole lot of new names and new people that you've 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 only seen once or twice or barely seen that 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 you might become you know big fans of down, down the road. Totally. So. Yeah, and keep your eyes open at uh, Adam Priest, who is kind of just now putting it all together to me. He's been someone who's been underdelivered forever, but he's got that kind of not he's not Davy Richards, but he's got kind of that that same build. Like he's super he's super short, but but kind of ripped, and he's he wrestles pretty intensely. And the last I think two months in particular, he's really put it all together. So should be pretty fun to to see him uh, on that. He's got quite a few matches this weekend. Uh, so 3 p.m. we're going to jump to the uh, family reunion part two as well. So we said they kind of own this uh, early afternoon here. The only thing this is up against is that Degeneration F show. Uh, on family reunion part two, the card we have uh, right now, Gary J versus Billy Starks. We got Dan Champion, Lucky 13, Jigsaw, and Eric Cannon. That's an old school match here. I love it. Versus a very good professional wrestling team. Uh, Daniel Makabe, Wheeler Utah, a very good professional wrestler, and Trey Lamar. That's a hell of a four person yeah. unit there damn god wow yeah. uh brian keith versus alex kane a c4 championship match daniel garcia versus kevin ku uh cabana man dan and Derek neal for the new south heavyweight championship and then the new texas pro championship mysterious q versus ryan davidson now this is an awesome show because this is really 
come watch everything that we can do on independent wrestling TV. Like if this show delivers, they they might get a lot of new fans and a lot of people are going to check out these promotions that they've probably never heard of and these wrestlers they've never heard of that are doing some pretty good work out there, especially with C4, with New Texas Pro, with New South uh, Wrestling as well. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff there. Uh, what are you looking forward to on, on, on this show and what can people expect if they're looking at this card and going, man, I don't know all those names, but it sounds interesting. I'm looking forward to every match but one really um and you can kind of guess what that is but but it might be fun um i think the real highlight in the match that i, I think potentially if I, I looked at all of the wrestlemania cards are uh that are happening i think this match could potentially be the single match of the weekend is daniel garcia versus kevin Koo. um it's it's i mean maybe not if you include like the actual wwe matches or things like that but uh you know daniel garcia who has been on a tear for two years now at this point um he's been booked on on random things but he's probably one of the most technically gifted most exciting and and uh people on the on the indies and you know it's not going to be long before he is signed i mean we all thought he got signed by wwe like uh, two months ago but that was he did some work for them we don't actually know what happened so um you know he's one of the buffalo boys he works with our, our boy brandon uh and he's he's fantastic and then Koo, who was always had this great look, but didn't couldn't quite put it all together. I think in the past 2020 has been really good for him as well, where he's really amped up kind of his bully behavior mm-hmm. and has gotten extra brutal. Um, and he's, I write in my preview that he's, he's maybe on, on the Indies right now. He has maybe the highest floor of anyone who wrestles, wrestles regularly. So he doesn't have the highest ceiling. He's, he, I, I've yet to see a Kevin Koo match that is, well, that's not true. He has one tag match that was a near match of the year for me a couple of years ago, but uh, he, he rarely has like the match of the year um, type matches, but he is always delivering around that, that lower end of my notebook uh, rating. So he's, just you know a lot of fun to watch and these two have never had a singles match together and so two of the the better strikers in the indies uh two of the people who are you know quite mean to their opponents and in, in the way that you know i enjoy watching uh should be a real blast to watch them to go at it yeah i'm, I'm really looking forward to this match i mean this this is one that definitely and, and ku is somebody who's starting to grow on me a little bit more I'm, i've liked a lot of what i've seen of him as of late after being slightly disappointed uh, from what i've seen right. in, in years prior and daniel garcia is just fucking incredible he's awesome I, yeah. he, he and lee moratti to me are like kind of the one and two of uh, or the one a one b of like top dudes on the indies right now so yeah i'm really looking forward to this match and it being for a championship it being a straight singles match it being on this show where i think everybody knows that this is a real cool showcase for independent wrestling tv in general as as a bunch of their you know promotions are are coming with their best matches all in one show i mean it it to me one of the one of the better cards of the entire weekend one of my more anticipated matches uh, of the entire weekend just because yeah there is just more stakes it's not just hey here's a match versus this person versus this. i mean there's there's titles on the line there's feuds there's stuff like that so i really like uh the approach that independent wrestling tv took with with with, with this show uh for people that maybe don't know the the mysterious q and ryan davidson and cabana man dan uh versus Derek neal what can you tell us about those two matches because those are people that i'm you know i'm aware of, of of some of the names obviously cabana man dan i'm aware of but some of the other names i i know i've seen matches here and there but i can't say that i'm like super super uh aware of either so what can we anticipate from from those two yeah so i only recently started new Texas just started watching new texas pro kind of into anticipation for the weekend um their shows have been uh you know they're on iwtv uh they're also do- but their actual shows i think that they're running the weekend are running with the the fake GCW, the non-game change of GCW weekend, whatever that that structure. We of run this called. town, baby. Yeah, we run this town. <laughs> so I think I think actual New Texas Pro shows are happening there, um, which is interesting because and not as part of the showcase of the Indies. Um, and they're they're kind of a fun promotion. They don't they definitely don't have the talent of some of you know something like a Southern Underground Pro or Action Wrestling or things like that uh, on IWTV. 
Um, but they, they have a couple of, of guys who are really good and they get, they get a handful of some of that, the top workers like AJ Gray and, and things like that. And even Lee Moriarty that come down and work, uh, mysterious Q is their champion. He, uh, he's kind of this big buff black dude who wears a Hayabusa mask. Um, so it's, it's a pretty incredible look. Um, it's maybe a little out of time for 2021, but that's kind of what, what's fun. Um, and he does some high flying moves, um, you know, he's a little sloppy in the three or four matches I've seen of his. Uh, so maybe a little bit uh, tries things that are a little out of his wheelhouse. But uh, when he does like land things that he's trying, they're it's pretty awesome to see. Um, Ryan Davidson, I've actually only seen once. Um, and that was an, on a new uh, Texas Pro show. And um, I might have called it New South earlier, but New Texas Pro. Uh, Ryan Davidson, I've only seen him on the undercard. Um, and he's just kind of like a big, burly guy. You know, he comes out wearing like furs and has a handful of tattoos. So I think this will be kind of more of a, a brawling, big power move, power bomb type uh, match. Um, could be fun. I think it'll probably just be a little filler uh, match on this card where we have like some elite uh, workers in the United States going. But uh, yeah, it, 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 I don't think it'll be bad by any means. I mean, just kind of be like a, a solid big guy wrestling match. Um, Cabana Van Nand man dan versus Derek neal uh if you're following new south which uh, i sort of am i'm behind uh this is a big time match cabana man dan is past champion for new south heavyweight championship or new south wrestling uh he used to hold the title uh Derek neal's been the champion for a little bit now um and this is going to be like a uh, small man versus big man uh but i don't know have you seen cabana man dan like in the last two months yeah i haven't yeah no i i, I saw he, him maybe a little bit a few years ago but i've not seen him in the last few months Rich, he looks incredible. <laughs> get into it. He's, the body he's, guy he's type already, thing? Yeah, he's like yes. a, I mean, he's not, yes, he's he's definitely toned up. He's grown his hair out. He's grown his facial hair out. So he's looking like this. He's always obviously, he's like probably like 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, you know, he's a small guy, but he's he's looking like ripped. Like he looks like a WCW power plant like guy. He, you know, he's ripped. He looks mean. And he's yeah. been working, kind, not necessarily heel, but kind of like you turned your back on me style, like angry. Um, so he's been working extra stiff, which he was already already a pretty stiff worker, even though he had this funny, fun gimmick. Um, so uh, he's going to take it to Derek Neal. Derek Neal's been around forever. Um, I'm not part of the, the Nashville scene or that Midwest scene or anything like that. Um, so I, I never saw him until recently, but he's a, a bigger guy. I mean, he's kind of what you would imagine half of the Southern or Midwestern indie guys to look like in hmm. you know the year 2000. Uh, big, long hair, big, burly guy, high trunks. Um, and he's actually a lot of fun. He's been on, uh, according to everyone else, he's been on like a pretty good championship run. Um, he's getting booked a little bit more. So this match uh, has a, a chance to be really, really good. Uh, definitely going to be a, a brawl heavy match, though. And then, yeah, as we mentioned, the rest of the card, uh, some some pretty good showcases here. I like the Downey's Irish drinking team, Dan Champion, Lucky 13, Jigs on Eric Cannon. And then, yeah, we got to talk about this team. I mean, this is what a collection of, of talent here. Daniel Makabe, mm-hmm. Wheeler Utah, a very good professional wrestler, and Trey Lamar. I mean, that that is very difficult to find four better workers and put them in the same team yeah. together. Uh, that that's that sounds awesome. So. Yeah, and this will be the main event, I believe. Uh, that's what they, they're coining as the main event. So you got kind of like the stars of... of- Yesterday on the independent with Jigsaw or Cannon, Lucky Thirteen, Dan Champion versus. Makes me feel very uh, old. That's today. Cannon's yeah, the star know. of yesterday. But I'm like, oh, well, he's God. Been, I mean, God, he's been around forever. You know, he's I know. In those early DJ USA shows and just everything. So. I think I'm like the exact same he's age a, as him. So <laughs> that yeah. makes me very. I'm like, oh man. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, but yeah, it's that should might be a lot of fun and and uh, they both are kind of teams that are composed of four people who wrestle very differently. I mean, you have the the power guy, the high flyer technical kind of all-rounders you know it's, it's just a it should be quite fun um you know I, I i wrote in our slack i was like i was wishing they were doing like a traditional like chikara 
Cybernetico or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. That would you know, be we, cool. we probably don't have 90 minutes to, to share our despair for, for this type of match, but it's a, uh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Um, I think, I think it'll probably go a little bit lighthearted you know, they're not going for a title and it's kind of like a, send people home happy type match but uh, yeah definitely interesting to see uh, how the, the eight guys mix and, and then and uh, I've, I've oh sorry go ahead. i've written in review i've written in reviews but the, the not boomer the or excuse me not uh <laughs> dasher dasher <laughs> whatever a very good professional wrestler he is uh if he changes his name and he he's a very more, better I think, name than that yeah yeah I, I think i think genuinely um even more than lee moriarty and maybe daniel garcia <clears throat> i think he is the most gifted and probably for my taste probably the best wrestler on the american independence um and he had a handful of matches in 2020 that were unbelievable um for me like i was like oh i never saw this really in chikara um even though he had some great matches there um and i think he has a chance that if he wanted to he could have a real standout weekend so hopefully he does yeah it's a little frustrating because the name the name gives a, present, a presentation that you're going to see kind of like a you know this kind of haha and wink wink nudge nudge and then he goes in the ring and he's just like great he's just like really really good and that's mm-hmm. one of the thing that was always you know a chikara staple was like yeah, they might have funny gimmicks in the bell ring and they'd be like the tremendous pro wrestlers because you know for whatever you think mm-hmm. about mike Quackenbush, he's a great trainer and, and trained some really really talented wrestlers some really guys that, that got it but i'm right with you i i, I hope that sometime in this year he that can it can be a nickname that's fine but like being the name that's on a poster is just tough i mean it immediately gives you this idea and this presentation of what he's going to be and it, it it's not it's unfair because i'm right with you i think he's absolutely tremendous and 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 really yeah. could stand out but it's just so hard to you know book a a world title main event with a very good professional wrestler versus you know x or whatever so it's just <laughs> as, hard, a, yeah. as, a rev- as a reviewer it's very hard to write his name it's, it gets <laughs> a little to, annoying yes. it. yeah well i've seen a lot of people and i think you even made you're just like i'm just gonna call him dasher <laughs> whatever fuck yeah. it. Like, you know, <laughs> screw it i'm just gonna call him dasher because it's just a lot uh easier uh real quick we'll talk about this match because this this will be one of many times that we'll, uh, we'll say uh, uh this name but uh gary J versus billy starks uh on this match so kind of a showcase <laughs> match for uh billy uh, i think there's probably a better use for gary J, but i mean what, what do you what do you say about this match yeah they've had, they, i mean what i'll say is they've, they've built it up a little bit with promos and, and some hype from st louis anarchy you know uh, one of the things that was you and me and, and rich and a couple other people were so excited about last year was that spirit of spalding tournament i mean you guys even covered it on the flagship yeah right, right. Um, before i mean we all knew like this isn't going to work this isn't going to last because it would have taken the whole year and with covid that wasn't going to work um and you know it lasted one show which is unfortunate um and, and both these people were in in that tournament um and and they're kind of you know i don't know building this up but uh, gary jay's whole gimmick especially in st louis anarchy is that he's this brutal guy who just chops everybody to mm-hmm. death you know he, he he can take all this pain and he can give all this pain he's always kind of the skinny guy but he's this, this tough you know super lo- driven guy and billy uh you know i like a lot of people i work i work hard not to bury her um but i i really have not not a lot of time for her um i think you know, I'm guessing they're friendly uh, behind the, the scenes, and so they probably can work out something that's that's pretty competent. Um, but you know, it's not going to. I imagine it's not going to be the type of Gary J match that you know we used to see against him mm-hmm. uh, with him against like you know Jake Parnell, a warhorse, or any of these other brutal Gary J matches. Uh, you know, when he would wrestle like Ethan Page or anything like that. And right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I hope. I also don't hope he doesn't destroy her because she is still 
a teenager. Right. And, uh, yeah. That, that's what I was going to say. Like, even, you know, in, in one breath, it's like, yeah, I kind of hope we don't see the normal Gary J match. And it, it stinks that you say that. But then if we saw the real Gary J match, it would also be like, ah, oh, man, do I really want Gary J just like chopping the ever living fuck out of a 16 year old? Like, ah, it's just, it's weird. It's strange. And it's, uh, it's, it's the, the better that we just move on. Yeah. I mean, I mean, since it is SLA, I wish that we could have gotten, um, you know, just somebody else. They have a, a handful of, you know, someone like Freddie Ahai is not even booked on anything this weekend that I've seen. Yeah, um, is that by choice or just <laughs> I don't I have, I have, I have, I have no idea. You never know with Yeah, no, he is yeah, the, exactly. the best never booked guy ever, and I'm never sure yeah. if he doesn't want to be booked or if nobody calls him or he doesn't call them back. I don't know. I it's, I mean, it's been a, a mystery hand- for five years now, and I don't know if we'll ever we'll ever quite know. Right. Yeah. There's a handful of guys that that are you know some of my very favorite workers on the indies that don't have any matches, and again, it could be their own choosing due to the finances or, or just not wanting to travel to you know if they're taking the pandemic serious and things like that. Um, you know, one of my favorite wrestlers on the independents, uh, Big Beef, Narles Garvin, has no bookings uh, at all during WrestleMania weekend, and he's kind of this up and coming star. And he, I don't know if you've seen him, but he works like Baby Stan Hansen or Baby Vader. Yeah, and he's, yeah, yeah. He's you know he's a lot of fun, and it could be a lot of fun and a ton he's of got, like, a good Twitter personality too, which is strange because yeah, yeah, usually that's like all you. I mean, today these days, like, hey, good at Twitter, cool. Like people book you, at, yeah, but I, and, yeah, I, I, very strange. I I, I thought for sure nothing. I thought for sure he'd be a shoe in to get involved in this weekend. And yeah, he's just not. So yeah. I, I, hopefully by choice, but <laughs> we'll... and the, yeah, and then one match to keep. I mean, we were mentioning mention everything, but Brian Keith versus Alex Kane. Uh, that's one to keep your eyes on. Brian Keith works New Texas Pro, uh, but he has this awesome look. He you know he comes out in like a, a, a Western Mexican style poncho and like a duster hat, uh, kind of like a gambler hat, and then he disrobes and he looks like he's got like just black trunks and gloves and just looks like this tough guy that's going to beat you up. And Alex Kane is the suplex assassin, and he actually does pull out some really cool suplexes against big guys and things like that. So it's just two up and coming guys. Uh, neither of them are necessarily super young but uh, that have been kind of showcased around and so this could be uh one that surprises a lot of people and, and is a lot of fun uh we'll move now to 8 p.m on thursday this is one of the coolest cards i would say on the entire weekend one of the more unique and and, and fun looking cards uh this is from 81 bay brewery so also on independent wrestling tv here no holds barred uh, volume 11 then and now uh the card is john davis versus dom garini dan maff versus calvin tankman Justin Kyle versus Bruce, Bruce Santee, Jake Chris versus Nolan Edward, the Rejects versus New Jack and Carnage Crew. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Steve Madison versus Lee Moriarty, Brandon Kirk versus Danny Demento, uh, Tony Deppin versus Tan- Daniel Garcia, and a special appearance by the Black Nature Boy himself, Scoot Andrews. I love this card. First, I will ask you the chances that New Jack actually shows up. Are, are we yeah. high, low? Like, we're... Uh, I think he shows up whether he he works that's that's another that's another uh, thing i mean he might hit someone with a, a garbage can or something like that um i mean but not even him i mean when's the last time you saw devito and uh oh my god what's the other guy's name in the carnage crew I mean, oh uh, devito and uh, 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 hc uh, loke yes yeah right right yeah. <laughs> and, and, i mean our, i'm guessing we're not getting justin Crack. Yeah, i was gonna masada, say justin Cre- masada's there though <laughs> they, they can call masada he's he's around but yeah, yeah. i don't i don't know about justin credible so I mean, yeah, it's that's that's a hilarious match. ICW has done a couple of these. Uh, you know, I have a real love hate relationship with ICW. Where, um, I, I mean, in the Omakaze Awards last year, I voted them worst promotion just because of uh, various things. And, and I thought some of the things that we hate or we dislike about GCW, they were doing at a worst clip. Uh, but then they also pull out some like incredible matchups or some really fun gimmicks. So there's like this internal conflict on whether or not I like them or I hate them. Uh, this is definitely a card that I really really like. You know, these older the Vin guys, the guys that are deathmatch or, or indie workers of the past, um, 
you know, people like Bruce Ante, John Davis, uh, Carnage Crew, etc., uh, versus some of the uh, uh, newer guys on the scene. It's it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, I wish that they could announce a match for Scoot Andrews. I love Scoot Andrews. Yeah, yeah. One Do of my... we know? Is he just? Is he not going to wrestle? Is he just, they say special <sighs> appearance? So I guess yeah. he's, he's probably not, right? Then I'm guessing he's not. No, but yeah, I mean, he's been. I was not obviously watching independent wrestling or going to shows in, in uh, the East Coast in the early 2000s, but he's been one of my favorite discoveries for me going into the IWTV archives. And I mean, he's on every show. I mean, he's got a, he must've been the busiest worker on the independence oh, from 2000 dude, to 2003. Yeah. He was a <laughs> so, star. He was a superstar. Yeah. I remember in the early days, like it, it, it was him and like a bunch of other guys. I would read like early, you know, PWIs or whatever. And they were just like, these are the next generation of guys. This is it. You know? And, and yeah, you're, he was working everywhere. Uh, constant on like you know your sunday night heats and your jacks or whatever and right. everybody was kind of yeah, waiting I guess for I that moment yeah for, i guess i knew him for wwe but like seeing like showcase matches on uh on uh the independent like ecwa or anything like that you mm-hmm. know it's fun to fun to go back and see that yeah he was, he was um, a, a lot in mcw which was uh around me and i actually saw him yeah. a bunch of times live in my early 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 independent days when i was really i didn't even know what i was really watching or whatever you know king of the indies type stuff uh, he had that match with donovan morgan on the one king of the indies that i always remember because donovan morgan was another name so yeah he is just such a cool throwback uh to, to many many years ago but uh yeah it looks like so it looks like he hasn't wrestled since November of 2019, yeah. So it has been a while for him. So I, I maybe he's just like, look, I don't really want it, but I'll, I'll, I'll show up anyway. But yeah, it'd be cool to see him getting something physical and, and, and see what he can do. But uh, he's like what 49 or 50 at this point, so it's it's totally yeah, fair I mean, that he's not in ring shape and ready to go. So yeah, I mean, Too Cold Scorpio's wrestling uh, again, I think this weekend, so he can uh, we can make it work for these older guys. Absolutely, yeah. And and is there any? You know, we don't have to go match by match here because this is really just like you said. It's kind of a, yeah. a fun little you know haha showcase thing with like you know older indie guys versus newer indie guys. And I don't mean like comedy stuff. I just mean like it's hard to really you know what are you going to say about <laughs> John Davis right. versus Dom Guarini? It's just like hey, here's John Davis. He's an old guy, and here's Dom Guarini. He's a younger guy, so they're going to fight each other. But uh, you know, is there something that really stands out to you on the show other than other than well, we'll talk about Deppin versus Garcia because I think it's a really cool match as well. Yeah. Uh, but is there any of the other matches that really stand out? to you or ones that we should really look out for or anticipate well this will be interesting because it's it's a it's a no holds barred show that's not explicitly a death match show i mean you're gonna have some right, technical right, wrestling right. and some brawling which they do a little bit in their pit fighter uh, shows which you, you previewed i think with paul um or whoever but um it's you know those are in the in the ufc style are the lions then style pit with weapons and this one will definitely have weapons and some of the matches but there's going to be some some technical matches in here as well and some brawling matches so it's a little bit interesting in that regard um, I think, you know, one person to keep your eye on, I don't know if you guys, if you've talked about this in other previews, but Nolan Edward, he's got some of the most mm-hmm. bookings um, around the whole weekend. And he's, I think more than almost anybody, he's kind of the most hyped indie wrestler right now. I think he's not necessarily on the level of Moriarty or Garcia or people like that, but he is working everywhere. Um, and he's, and he's, you know, um, he's getting booked in, in some of the bigger independent promotions too. Uh, and he can work like any style. Um, so I think he's maybe more than anybody, whether or not he's the best, I think he's the one, and I think he's like 21. He's the one most primed to, uh, you know, reach that next level and get signed somewhere. So, um, if, you know, he, he can work deathmatch, he can work technical, he can work all these different things. And, and he's, he's a blast. He's got a really good character work too. So he's mm-hmm. kind of a, a little prodigy, I think. Um, and, and, should be a lot of fun uh, to see him through the weekend. Uh, I think that the main event, the rejects versus New Jack and the Carnage Crew. So rejects is uh, Reed Bentley, John Wayne Murdoch, and uh, Akira. Um, so we'll we'll see. Uh, hopefully, it's brutal and it's weird. I mean, it's not going to be good, but it's going to be it's going to be uh, just kind of a spectacle. Hopefully, 
Um, and uh, I, I'm I'm actually really stoked for uh, Dan Maffer's Calvin Tankman. I'm not a, I've, I've kind of soured on Tankman. Um, he's kind of been exposed, I think, as, as being a little one note as he's worked like longer matches or things like that. Um, and Dan Maff is obviously not young anymore, but Dan Maff has been really good on ICW No Holds Barred shows because he is still a big bully. And so you have these two giant guys going at it. I think that will be a lot of fun for me. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Edward there, and he's a guy that we've talked about a, a, a lot in these previews. Is a guy who can do a bunch of different stuff, can do deathmatch, and will do. I mean, there's there's every booking that we've had. It's it, there's almost a different style. Like this, you know, we oh, talked about oh. shows where he's definitely doing a deathmatch, and this one where I don't think he would be. Maybe a little bit more of a plunder ball with Jay Chris, or just a straight wrestling match they can do as well. So yeah, th- it's gonna be a big weekend for him, and he has a real chance to leave as like one of the the you know the the people that a lot of people coming in do didn't know about, but now at the end of it will know about him and, and, and really appreciate him. And yeah, he's got a lot of opportunities. Opportunities uh, to do it throughout the week. So let's let's jump to the yeah, next. He's uh, working like oh, sorry, he's working ahead. like he's working like blood sport and stuff like that. So it's yeah, know, he's it's, doing everything. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. he obviously offered himself up to to everybody. I mean, he's doing yeah, he's doing every and any deathmatch show. He's doing blood sport. He's doing. I mean, it's just it's, it's amazing how much he got into. Cool. He's no peace underground stuff. He's he's traveling all over the place uh, yep. for for these shows. So uh, we'll move on now to the the next show. Uh, on our list, we're going to talk. Uh, you know, let's let's we'll stick with ICW. Actually, let's let's just do that to make things uh, a little bit easier. So we will jump now all the way till Saturday uh, at eight PM. That's probably the easier way to do it instead of uh, going by chronological here. Uh, we'll do Saturday at uh, at uh, t- uh, eight PM. Sorry, uh, ICW No Holds Barred Volume Ten. Farewell to the Pawn Shop. Here, this is obviously from Eighty One Bay Brewery. Also uh, from uh, Independent Wrestling TV. We got Brandon Kirk versus Alex Ocean. Neil Diamond Cutter versus Jeff King. Atticus Kogar versus Reed Bentley, Dan Maff versus Nolan Edward, Shane Mercer versus Schlack, uh, John Wayne Murdoch versus Eric Ryan, and Satu Jin versus Ruben Steele. So I admit, I know some of these names. I don't know a lot of these names. What can we expect from this show? This one seems like we're going to get a little bit... This is not going to be then, the same as the, then and now. This is going to be a little bit more brutal and, and a little bit more uh, plundery deathmatchy. I, I, this, will, this will be 100%. You know, King of the Death Deathmatch style Deathmatch. I mean, some of these ICW No Holds Barred shows are the bloodiest shows you'll see on on the independents. I mean, this will be one hundred percent not not necessarily your style of, of Deathmatch. I know you've 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 grown to, to like Deathmatches a little bit more in the last couple of years, but this is going to be classic like CCW. Uh, X, you know, not even XPW, but like just kind of some gross stuff for mm-hmm. sure. So, you know, a lot of glass, a lot of light tubes, a lot of uh, doors and things like that. And, you know, it, I don't know if you've seen, but I'm assuming they'll still keep it. But these these shows with ICW No Holds Barred, they they replace the ring ropes with with chains. So yes. that's even another kind of fun thing. So, um, yeah, it's definitely I'm not familiar with every name uh, here. You know, you got a mixture of some older deathmatch guys and some people who only work exclusively like on in areas of the East Coast. Uh, but you do have some of the, the bigger names still that, that travel to these different promotions. People like uh, John Wayne Murdoch, Eric Ryan, uh, Reed Bentley, and Nolan Edward. Alec Ocean's been Alex Ocean's been make, really making his name uh, recently. He's he's uh, come, you know he's not the best, but he uh, is definitely insane. <laughs> um, you know, and you got Shane Mercer, who's a lot of fun in the deathmatch style. Obviously, he can work a lot of different styles as well. Um, Schlack is kind of the He's not uh, John Wayne Murdoch's the main guy of ICW No Holds Bar. Like he's undefeated. I think he's like eleven and zero or something like that. Um, and but Schlack is is kind of like the face of the promotion, which is one of the the issues I have with him. Uh, but it's yeah, it, it's going to be uh, probably the bloodiest show of the weekend, I would guess. So <laughs> there you go. 
So that's, uh, that is ICW No Holds Barred, Volume 12, Farewell to the Pawn Shop. That's 8 p.m., as we said, on uh, the Saturday. So now we're going to jump back to Thursday again to talk about our next uh, show here. Uh, this isn't The Collective. This is obviously on Fight TV uh, from the Cuban Club, uh, beyond the Fight TV package as well. For the Culture, one of the more popular shows of last, uh, well, the anticipated last WrestleMania weekend, then obviously got moved over to the uh, the Collective thing in Indianapolis over the, uh, the late summer uh, early fall, but really the standout show, I thought, of that entire weekend. Uh, and now coming here in, and I wanted to ask you this question before we go over the the, the card itself. Uh-huh. Thursday, April 8th at 11.59 p.m., I think they did them a little dirty here. I, I get, I don't know whose choice this was, and obviously if they were going to be on Thursday, I, I understand that you maybe didn't want to go up against TakeOver and you didn't want to go over Bloodsport, but I think you got to find a better time for For the Culture than 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 midnight on Thursday. I mean, I just think the card itself, the the, the concept of the card, the, the entire idea behind For the Culture, I, I, I don't know. I just don't love it on this time. To me, I find a, a, a 7 p.m. slot for this. I find a 5 p.m. slot or something like that. I don't bury this thing at, like, midnight. I I, I just don't think that's a great idea in, in my R- mind. But Richard, what do you make it, of that? It sucks. I mean, it's it's one of those missteps that GCW makes so many times. That's just, to me, it's clueless, and it's, it's borderline cruel or tokenism um they are you know they get in a lot of trouble uh for political and social things uh you know kind of co-opting black culture in particular um and it it just kind of feels like oh we we should do this you know in the year of 2021 where (laughs) we have all these other promotions that are showcasing the amazing black wrestlers around the country and around the world uh we were the the first ones to kind of do this show uh and here we're going to put it where no one's going to watch it um it's it's stupid you know it's (laughs) they they continue to take these rapper uh names for their shows and, and album names for their shows and then they kind of co-opt the culture and, and, you know, they take this thing that could be this amazing experience uh, socially and culturally um, as, as it was in the collective, you know, that was still the highlight show of that weekend, I think. Um, and, you know, they just kind of shoehorn it in and there's like no hype around this one mm-hmm. this time. And it, and it really sucks uh, because it's a pretty great card. Yeah. Oh, um, it's, it's fantastic. <clears throat> and yeah, I look at, you know, obviously it's, it's tough to find time slots here. I mean, obviously with Thursday you have, you have blood sport yeah. and that's one of the more popular things. I think blood sport could work at, at, at like a 10 PM or whatever, but whatever, if you want to have that at eight, I get that for Thursday. To me, though, like, you know, Friday looks like a great opportunity to, to, to find a way. Yes, I know you have spring break and you want that. But, like, I think spring break can start at fucking 10 or 11. I mean, it's spring break. Like, people are used to watching spring break at like 3, 3 a.m. and stuff. I don't have a huge issue with moving that. The Essa Cup Day 2, that's at 4 p.m. That, to me, seems like another good slot to put this in. Like, I just, anything but midnight. Anything but, like, 10 a.m. or midnight is about what I would do with, for, for the culture. And, yeah, it just seems... It just sucks. Yeah, it's it's a really terrible time to have it on, and it's 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 a weekday too. It's a week. If it's a Friday at midnight, I even accept that a little bit more because it's like, all right, look, you you've anticipated, you've stuck with it. Friday or Saturday, you're like, all right, look, wrestling. I'm gonna watch wrestling all night. There's so many of us. Like, even if I wanted to, I can. I literally cannot watch this thing live. Like, there's just oh, no yeah. way for me to do it because I have to be up at you know <laughs> three hours later. Like, I'm not gonna do that. So it, it just well, it's sucks. So fu- it, it's funny what you know when we're talking. You know, in in the the work slack there you know the vow slack when when we're all live streaming these types of things or buying different things you can tell like even if a show that doesn't have a very exciting card if it's on at like you know three in the afternoon on a weekend or whenever we're all talking about it even though none of us follow the promotion right so a card that we're super excited for like for the culture or something like that none of us are talking about it because none of us are awake it's just like you know maybe maybe liam over in australia is awake or something like that. right right like, right you know it's it's a different it's just kind of a it's just a bummer um yeah and it's you know, and you get, we've had in the last week, we've had this GCW versus certain people, you know, talking about, you know, selling tickets or not selling enough tickets. And you have AJ Gray kind of coming out looking like an ass uh, in his tweets, uh, which isn't the first time. And it's just like, 
yeah, you kind of got screwed by having the show at this time as well. Like, who's going to come to to that? It's just a it's a tricky thing, you know. A- a- absolutely, yeah. It just it, it it seems like such a good idea that they have for the show and a really cool you know concept. And then yeah, it just seems like it's so lazily done. It's like, oh yeah, we'll just put you guys on whatever. It's just yeah, it, there to me there has to just be a little bit more care to this because I think it is cool and 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 like even if you know aside from whatever. It's a really good card. Like aside from yeah. any of the cultural aspects of it, it's a damn good card. And they worked their ass off to, to to get this card together because here's what you have here again: eleven fifty nine from the Cuban Club uh, for the culture. Rich Swan versus Two Cold Scorpio. I mean, Jesus Christ, that's awesome! Like, oh my god, <laughs> Lee Moriarty versus Leo Rush. Like those, two matches right there. Like if the card was just that, mm-hmm. if the card was just those two, it's already great. But then it just continues. Brian Keith versus Darius Lockhart. AJ Gray versus JTG, uh, Thinkin' Juicy versus Fire and Flava, Myron Reed versus Ken Broadway versus Calvin Takeman versus Andy Brown, and then Trey Lamar versus Eli Knight. I mean, that is strip everything yeah. away from it. That's one of the best cards of the entire weekend. Like even right. even without the idea that we're trying to do something to you know shine a light on 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 you know minority wrestlers, it's like even then it's just a really great card. So it, it makes it even more maddening that it's stuffed into a time slot that 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 no one has an opportunity to really watch or go to. Yeah, what I what I'm really hoping, if nothing else, is that that they can. And I know GCW is not keen on running big long stories other than around Ricky Shane Page, but is that something happens here that can really be you know brought into their main product? Because if this is just like a one off again or a two off, I guess, and it doesn't have any kind of relevance in the main GCW shows throughout the year, it's just, that makes it even a bigger bummer. Uh, because you have wrestlers here who don't work GCW who could be like really awesome with their promos and their wrestling style like Darius Lockhart or JTG even who obviously you know is a WWE guy but he's so much bigger than everybody else yeah. I don't know if you saw that for the culture show you know in Indianapolis but oh yeah he looked yeah. like Monster. he looked incredible yeah he looked <laughs> incredible and he had the most insane finishing move was basically a razor's edge but you know into a neck breaker it was it was awesome so it's just like <laughs> I don't know it's just the, this way where this show could be really really good um, I think there's a chance for for these matches to to make notebook, you know, with Rich Swan versus Scorpio, Lee Moriarty versus Leo Rush, Brian Keith versus Eric Lockhart, and AJ Grave with JTG could all be, you know, real, real good matches. The scramble match could be good. Uh, Ken Broadway is always a little bit of step step behind, I think, in the scramble matches, but um, could be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not familiar with Eli Knight. Um, Trey Lamar's obviously got a lot of bookings, um, and and <clears throat> Eli Knight, I think, is another younger guy who uh, is a little bit of a high flyer, so. Yeah, it just could be a, a lot of fun. So I probably won't be able to watch this one live, but definitely will be uh, watching it eventually. Yeah, it, it, yeah. There's some really cool stuff. And yeah, Two Cold Scorpio versus Ar Fox from the uh, For the Culture in September was like my favorite match of the entire weekend. So yeah, if you think Ah Two Cold Scorpio, he's a little old. Like no, that dude could still go, and he's an awesome mm-hmm. wrestler still to this day. So yeah, that Rich Swan Two Cold Scorpio should be great. And, and and those guys obviously know the moment and and understand their, their, their you know what they're what they're doing here. So I think that they'll really. Uh, uh, bring the good. So that is that's for the culture. Yeah, very disappointing. You, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Did you watch the Darius Lockhart promo? I I think I linked some people to. Yes, like I did. Two yeah, minutes, it's like two and a half minutes, and it's. I mean, it's probably my favorite promo I've seen around this weekend or just in a long time in general. And he's one of those guys that's been around forever and has had kind of like a, a Black Lives Matter uh, super. You know, this uh, basically a for the culture type gimmick for years, and he hasn't been booked outside of. Uh, a handful of places in the East Coast forever, and he's a really good wrestler. Uh, he's been this guy who's been poised breakout for a while. So I'm hoping that this is. I think this is the only thing he's booked for, which is yeah, kind of what the promo is about. So exactly, it's a bummer. Yeah, yeah well, it's just like, especially like you know, and then we'll move on to the, the Beyond Show here. But yeah, especially when the whole idea, the whole concept of the show is supposed to be you know shining a light on on these minority wrestlers that 
you probably don't get the same opportunities that they they deserve or whatever, and then you stuff them at 11 p.m. on a Thursday. It's just like you know what I mean. It's so yeah. it's, it it's, couldn't it's be so... more on the nose. And it's, yeah. just, it's, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, never never change, never change into wrestling. <laughs> so. Move on to Beyond Wrestling here, our final uh, one we're going to talk about here. This is Saturday, April 10th at 4 p.m. This is running up against, you have the Collectives running Planet Death at 3 p.m. Uh, Unsanctioned Pro is also running at 7 p.m. And presumably, we don't know right now when WrestleMania is going to start. But, but Do we actually not know when WrestleMania is going to start, even though it's next week? Rich, I could not <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't. I'm, I, I really don't know if we know when WrestleMania is going to start. I don't think they've actually I, announced it yet. Literally, the only thing I know about WrestleMania is that Daniel Bryan got shoehorned into the main yes, event again. Yes, yeah, well, you know, yeah, <laughs> I Which is great for me, but yeah. Yeah, just, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I honestly don't know if we know when it's going to start. Well, whatever. Even if, if by the time I record this, everybody knows when it starts. This might run up against WrestleMania. It might not. We don't know. But anyway, Beyond Wrestling, okay, Time Capsule. I guess, they have, I guess they have very different audiences. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think your you're, 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 you're normal WWE Fed fans. Uh, this is a very strange card. We're going to talk about it here in a bit. Beyond Wrestling, Time Capsule, 4 p.m. Uh, is also going on from 81 Bay Brewery. We have Facade versus Dave Cole, Gary J versus Herzog, Anthony Stone versus Chase Burnett, Dan Barry versus Eric Corvus. Also announced participants as of this recording. I'm sure these people, well, presumably these people will all get matches, but we don't know. Uh, Allison K, Anthony Stone, besties in the world. Uh, Eric Corvus, uh, Faith in Nothing, which is Ricky Shane Page and Vincent Nothing. Uh, Island Kings, Jaka and Sean Maluda. The Jollyville Fuckets, uh, Nasty, uh, Nasty Russ and T-Money. And Sugar Dunkerton also announced uh, for this show, this is a very strange card, Andy, and I need you to try to explain it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just it's it's people who used to work beyond. I mean, essentially, it's it's kind of the the non main eventers and some main eventers from you know the the early 2010s beyond. Um, and so I'm not for I again I wasn't watching wrestling at all at that time. So some of these people have been working regularly, or if they have, they've been in tiny little indies. So even those who are praised or I've seen getting praised on Twitter, I'm not super familiar with. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting show. I think it's kind of a fun throwback show. It has, I think, it also because of the nature of it and some of the names involved that I do know, uh, it has potential to be one of the worst shows of the weekend. Um, I don't think that's likely. I think because most of the things will be worked as straight wrestling matches, whereas you have some of these, you know, no ring shows or uh, hot girl shit or things like that, which could could be pretty bad. Um, but yeah, it's definitely one of those things where it's just going to be for someone like me who's you know, trying to go back and watch some of these early 2010s indies. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a, a discovery because I, I know some of these guys now, but I didn't know them 10 years ago or, or things like that. Um, you know, it, it does have everyone's uh, favorite wrestler facade. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, you know, so he, he'll get close to breaking his neck at some point. Um, but, you know, I have no idea. I wish that they had the matches lined up uh, more completely since we're only a couple of days out from this now. Um, I am excited to see uh, the return of the Island Kings, Jocka and Sean Maluda. Anytime Jocka shows up on a card, it's, I mean, what an exciting time. I wish that we could get him on more things and wrestling more regularly because, I mean, you remember when his, his last little run in Evolve, like, he was, uh, you know, amazing mm-hmm. uh yeah oh yeah, yeah. and uh, and and uh you want to see him on things and i don't know if you saw the picture going oh around. yeah he's like a totally different body it doesn't even look like the same yeah, thing it looks incredible ripped um and then the jollyville fuckets now being a chicago guy have you seen the jollyville fuckets live you know i haven't uh, which is it, it's strange so i don't know do you know what promotions they usually work in uh, i they know work freelance some of this, a little bit more right yeah uh freelance a- aiw they don't work very regularly um so they work some of the other midwest indies but and then some of the, uh, the east coast ones um uh, but they don't work uh, a ton 
Um, so yeah, you, they worked glory pro when I was reviewing that, when that first started rest in peace. Uh, I mean, obviously it still exists, but when, when it was a different promotion, um, but they uh, are, you know, I think I know, I think I may, I, I think I haven't seen them live, but I definitely saw them on old wrestling as I'm looking now. They were the jolly little yeah. jeepers <laughs> clean and jerk, yeah. which I do remember them from that. So yeah, I have seen them there, but I have not seen them live. Unfortunately. So nasty Russ is this kind of like, he looks like he works at like your auto shop. He's just like this skinny white guy, kind of gangly and T money. I mean, he looks like, like Monty Brown or something. I mean, yes. he, and he works yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Like he's, he's, in, he's incredible. Um, and, and, but nasty Russ is actually really, <clears throat> really fun and does like cool high fine moves. Um, and they're, I mean, they're one of my favorite tag teams, uh, going, they just work like twice a year basically where they make tape. So, <clears throat> um, I'm really excited to see them and I'm hoping that we get them versus besties in the world somehow. That would be an incredible match, I think. So, um, hoping for that. Um, but yeah, it's just going to be a weird show. Shug D sugar Dungerton has been on a, a tear on some of these Southern Indies lately. Um, he's really cutting this, uh, these promos and, you know, coming off of AEW and, uh, and stuff like that is what, what, what was his name? Pineapple P or yeah, whatever it was called. Pete, yeah, Pineapple Pete. Um, he's been cutting awesome promos and kind of almost like a cult leader on some of these things like action and sup and, and some of these other uh, promotions. And uh, yeah, so, so it's just fun to, see this and this is more of a discovery type show for me of seeing some of these guys and people to go back to absolutely yeah there's some really really cool stuff uh and, you know the, the names that like yeah you've never seen before or whatnot and, and and some good opportunities to check out some some uh, people that you maybe haven't seen in a long time or, or have never seen so yeah an, an interesting show from them and they I'll, I'll give it up to beyond they always try to come with something different and something unique on wrestlemania weekend and this is certainly i mean a lot of the names we said there are not booked on anything else like they're coming for this right. show and this is about it so that and i always well, appreciate that yeah it's kind of exciting because i, I mean they just beyond just had their back show as we record a couple of nights ago um they've been running these signature series shows which have a tag team tournament and they had the, the round robin tournament um but their their roster has been depleted over the past uh year uh, their 2020 roster and beyond is a company that's really good when they can build people up that you haven't really heard of or they're yeah. from smaller indies and so their their comeback show it was pretty good uh but you know their talent isn't the same as it was before the pandemic when they're coming off of uncharted territory and some of this stuff and and you know uh, with the wake of me too. And some of this, uh, or what was the, the wrestling one anyway, the speaking, speaking out, out yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hard to keep track of your similar thing. Yeah. There's too many of them going on. So, so they're, they're kind of scrambling to, to create some new, some new people. And, and some of the people that they've been showcasing are not my favorite. So it is kind of fun for them to, to go into the archives and pull some, some people out and, you know, it's, it should be a bit fun. And for pe- it'll be fun to follow Twitter when the show's happening. Cause people who have been around, you know, someone like a Dylan Hales, who's been around and, and part of the independent scene for a long time, it'll be really fun to kind of see what he has to say about this and, and give some, some context to people that I'm not super familiar with. Absolutely. So yeah, it should be, it should be a really cool, uh, uh, show to check out there. And as we said, it presumably, uh, relatively on its own on, on Saturday, but, uh, we don't know what WrestleMania is going to be. And then, yeah, other than that, like <laughs> yeah, planet death at three and then yeah, all the way until 7 PM with unsanctioned pro. So if you're skipping mania, uh, you, you pretty much have beyond, Almost all to itself, if, especially if you're kind of over death matches by Saturday, which you might be, given considering there's like four, <laughs> five or six other deathmatch promotions going on before that, you might uh, might scoot on over to uh, to Beyond Wrestling Time Capsule, and that will be also be uh, on independent wrestling TV, as we said. So, uh, Andy, I think we have uh, reached the end here. We've we've gone, we've talked about Family Reunion One and Two, we've talked about ICW, we've talked about Beyond for the Culture. Is there a show that we haven't talked about here that you and I that you're really looking forward to uh, at least checking out and and, and and watching from this weekend? Um, this, uh, one of the other really silly, uh, promotions that has popped up recently. And I have, uh, again, a love hate relationship because they're super inconsistent is VXS. 
and their lucid dream show is ridiculous i mean dr q versus jtg leo rush versus low-key i mean it's it could be terrible Uh, i could definitely do without jordan oliver versus jimmy lloyd (laughs) but you know cage versus dickinson i mean this is the closest to like uh i don't know not i mean a 2021 style pwg show in a way um it's just it could be a lot of fun and scorpio versus everfly is a bit of a weird one but it just you know Every most matches on there could be really really fun, so that's one that I'm definitely going to try and make time to to watch. Yeah, it's the most I, I think one of the most complete cards of the entire weekend, and that, mm-hmm. that's going on at uh, that's also a, a Friday at uh, at midnight type one from the Cuban Club uh, there. Mm-hmm. So uh, it'd be a little tough. I mean, it, obviously you got to, but it's fr- like we said, you know, when I talked about for the culture, like you can stay up till midnight on a Friday, and it's like yeah, who cares, whatever. That, that that's cool. So it'd been a, another good uh, an okay spot for for the culture, but yeah, Lucid Dream is a good a good spot. Uh, for them as well, and that that is a really really anticipated card for me uh, as well. So, uh, uh, good pull on that one. But uh, yeah, before we uh, <laughs> we'll oh, see if, we'll see if Loki shows up. Obviously. Yeah, that's you, also yeah. You gotta yeah, he's... <laughs> Rant, ranting at people forced to wear masks in the Cuban club. So that'll be, <laughs> right. that'll be fun. Calling people calling the crowd idiots and things like that. Yeah, so. oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, right before he does the uh, the Nick Hogan DJ set, uh, uh, yeah. Rose all day the next day. So <laughs> can't believe that's the thing. Uh, all right, so that uh, that is that wraps us up. So Andy, before we uh, we say goodbye. Uh, do you want to give your plugs and uh, and, and uh, where people can follow you? Yeah, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Trilly Robinson, T-R-I-L-L-Y. Um, and yeah, just keep your eyes open on VOW for uh, not just myself, but a handful of people who will be covering things. I know that, you know, I'll be previewing and reviewing some things. I'm guessing people like Jerry uh, will as well, probably John, probably Paul, uh, various people that, you know, some of us that really watch uh, and try and keep afloat the American independent scene. So uh, go out and support these people. Subscribe to IWTV, especially now that the network is a little tricky. Uh, so buy some of these things on Fight if they sound interesting. And uh, yeah, just support the indies as as well as you can. Yeah, and and, and you know the, the Fight Collective package. I think I, I don't have the total total for me. I think it's one hundred and thirty dollars to do the entire Fight package. But IWTV is you know ten bucks a month, and you get all you know right. all the things that we talked about on IWTV are all there, all streaming, really good quality as well. I've never once had an issue with IWTV. So if you're worried about you know ah, independent wrestling and streaming, like I. Never been a problem with IWTV. Like I, I can't say for certain that it's not going to be a problem on WrestleMania weekend, but you yeah. know, having it all emanate from one place, I, I imagine they have their shit together, and that's a it's a pretty professional operation there. So yeah, dude, if you're yeah. if you're not sure, you're unsure about it. Yeah, I, I get it, but you don't. Have, I mean, I have never once had an issue with IWTV. Ever. They they every now and then do on their live things, but it's kind of on their end, and and the people who run it are like the power goes out or their stream dies, and then they're really good about tweeting immediately mm-hmm. and saying we'll show that match that you missed at the end of the show, and so. You just have to, st- you know. So if something like that happens, they're really good at remedying the situation. Yeah. So past many weekends, people have been burnt by by indie stuff. So I get it for sure. But uh, yeah, yeah, no worries about IWTV and like you said, GCW on Fight and Fight, a very professional operation as well. So it's it's a good time if you're gonna if you're gonna be home on on these weekends and and, and want to watch these stuff. I mean, it's never been a better time. You can watch pretty much everything except for you know. GCW, Zawa, and, and and Crab Pro Wrestling. Pretty much everything else is going to be available for you to to stream and watch in, in, in pretty high quality. So we are we are definitely uh, definitely spoiled these days. But Andy, thank you so much for coming on here uh, and helping Thanks, us Rich. preview WrestleMania weekend. The madness of March has ended, but that doesn't mean winning season is over at mybookie.ag. It's April. And guys, they have WrestleMania odds. So if you want to get in on the action for WrestleMania, perfect opportunity to do so right now at mybookie.ag. Use that promo code VOICES. Again, that's promo code VOICES at mybookie.ag, and you'll secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Again, promo code VOICES, mybookie.ag, for a deposit bonus up to $1,000. 
dollars. College basketball is over, but the NBA is hot and heavy. NHL is going strong. MLB just got started, and as I said, WrestleMania odds are up there. No matter the sport, no matter the minute, my bookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. There's also thousands of lines, odds, prop bets, and all that stuff that you can do to turn game day into payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Again, mybookie.ag, promo code VOICES to secure that deposit bonus up to $1,000. And make sure, again, that you get in on the action for WrestleMania weekend. Promo code VOICES, mybookie.ag, deposit bonus up to $1,000. Okay, and helping us once again help preview WrestleMania weekend, it's Jack Beckman. Jack, how's it going? I am doing wonderful. I'm excited to delve into the world of the uh, U.S. Indies, uh, however great and plentiful they are nowadays. Uh, couldn't think of better shows to preview with you today. We have some we have some weird ones to talk about, and we have uh, well, they're, they're all weird. Actually, I was trying to say weird and, but they're all weird in, in their own <laughs> certain ways. So, mm-hmm. uh, before we get into the actual uh, 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 shows themselves, I want to give an opportunity to uh, let people know where they can follow you, uh, your work, your musings, and all that other fun stuff. So I don't. I don't tweet much nowadays, but whenever I do tweet Smart. about wrestling, uh, esports, that kind of stuff, uh, it's at, at Packerman120 on Twitter. Uh, that's about it. There you go. So uh, we we have been asking people as well, um, WrestleMania weekend memories, and, and we talked a little bit off air about uh, you have never been to a WrestleMania weekend, but the plan was always to go in 2020, and obviously gestures to the world. Uh, it did not happen. So yeah, tell a little bit about that story of how, how close you were to going to WrestleMania weekend uh, last year. So yeah, I was, uh, I've always wanted to go to WrestleMania weekend, uh, just never been able to pull it off, you know, financially. And you know, the fact that I'm still 20, uh, convincing, uh, you know, parents to let you go to Tampa or whatever city at the age of 17, 18, not usually a big fan of that, but, uh, last year, you know, I was planning on it. I had an Airbnb booked. I had a hotel book or not hotel. I had Airbnb booked. I had the plane booked. Uh, I got my WrestleMania ticket because I figured I may as well go once. So I still have that commemorative ticket on my dresser that I look at occasionally. Uh, that in hindsight, I'm very glad I got my $200 back for because, boy, that card was not looking great to me. Uh, but, yeah, I was I was very close to going last year. And then, actually, on uh, my birthday, because uh, my birthday is on March 12th, I that was the day where kind of everything hit, and I ended up canceling airbnb in the flight and then obviously you know things spiraled down from there but i i would like to get to one in the future although if they continue looking like this year's i will definitely be less and less inclined unless you know we have some cool international involvement whatever that's a thing again absolutely yeah i i've always said like now the nowadays i I don't think i'm gonna fly to a wrestlemania weekend but if it's ever like in the area like indianapolis is always the one that i have my fingers crossed because if they go there there's really no excuse for me to not go uh, that may be right. a good opportunity for you as well, because it's like, yeah, yeah, I can get in a car and drive for X amount, or you know, take a, a half an hour flight or an hour flight to you know in, in Indianapolis for for WrestleMania weekend. But yeah, it is. Uh, hopefully, you can you can get to one, and hopefully, it won't be uh, so bad, and there won't be a, a pandemic going on while the WrestleMania weekend's going on. We can only hope. Uh, but hope. Uh, yeah, let's talk about some of these shows here. You you chose uh, some some very strange ones, and I'm glad you did because we get to talk about shows that I did not think. Uh, we were going to talk about the first one we're going to talk about is Flophouse Wrestling's Booza Palooza from the American Legion Post number five, Thursday, April 8th at 6 p.m. So we talked with Taylor about this show as well. Uh, and the thing that we mentioned with Taylor is that this is running at the exact time as Crab Pro Wrestling, We Wrestle with Mania, also with the American Legion Post number five, 
also 6 p.m., also on Thursday, April 8th. We, in that show, figured out that both these shows are going to be outdoors. So I don't know if the rings are, like, on the opposite sides of a building. Oh. I don't know if the rings are next to each other. I have no earthly idea how the show is going to work, but uh, I don't know that any of us are really going to see it because I don't even know if it's streaming. But hopefully somebody is there and somebody can let us know what the hell Flophouse Wrestling Boozapalooza looks like at the American Legion Post uh, number five. What are your expectations for the old Boozapalooza? I'll start off by saying I didn't know that this was taking place at the same time as a different show. Uh, that's funny. I don't I don't know what the market is for two different shows that look like at the same like time shit. in the same place. at the same time at the same grimy indie venue uh, up against Bloodsport two hours after in the Acid Cup an hour two hours earlier. Uh, I don't think the attendance will be too great for these. Uh, the their big thing, uh, Booza Palooza, of course, is that uh, they're offering $10 all you can drink. Which I'm glad we had I, a 20 year old on here to, to preview this. Show. Yes. Uh, I just realized that. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> the uh, yes. The irony of uh, maybe the only person in the. I, I might be the person least qualified in the Slack to talk about <laughs> drinking. Because you know, I, I mean, even though I'm 20, I don't, I don't go out and party, even in non-COVID world. So it's not like I'm a big drinker, anyways. Other than uh, you know, but uh, yeah, ten dollars. You, you know you a drink. deal. You can spot a deal when you, and that's a deal. You know that. that I mean, depending even, even no matter I'm, what you're going to be able to drink, that ten bucks, you can drink a lot for ten bucks. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's a horrible idea with indie <laughs> wrestling fans, and this is six p.m. Um, so theoretically, this is like the show will get out around eight or nine. Uh, hopefully for those people in attendance and then they're just hammered like I, like i have to wonder like do they have disclaimers or anything or is like a limit or are they just gonna let them keep going but i mean this <laughs> i'll is remind Florida. you this is taking I mean, place in florida so that, that's yes exactly uh, fair point. Uh, it's, it's, it's perhaps florida, the thing so. i'm most most interested in about this show uh, is the ten dollars all you can drink um, because if you look at the card uh, as i'm sure you'll <laughs> okay, run it down on. for us Hold it's on not exactly good I, I don't want to interrupt here, but I I, I just looked up this uh, the location of this place, the American Legion Post uh, number five here okay. in Tampa, Florida. Um, there appears to be a very large parking lot, which I assume is probably where oh. things are going to happen on this show, uh, because the other side is like a yeah. FedEx office and print center. I doubt they're going to have it take place there. Uh, so there's a giant uh, 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 parking lot here. Uh, in the background of said parking lot is a cemetery. <laughs> so it's a cemetery, a fence, and then this giant parking lot that I imagine both Crab Pro Wrestling and Booza Palooza will oh, be yeah, taking place from. I so, am seeing that now. Yeah, so um, what I, better I place you can drink this is, double indie show yeah. than in front of a fucking cemetery in a parking lot. Unbelievable. This is one hell of a, one hell of a cemetery, too. It's, it's a, there's no way they're avoiding this. No, that that is going to be the hard cam. It's going to be a cemetery. So now I'm even more interested in this. God, I wish these were streaming live. Unbelievable. Uh, this, is an, this is such an allegory for the U.S. indie scene, too. <laughs> Just like <laughs> gravestones everywhere, yes. So let's talk about, let's talk about the names on the show. Uh, I don't think we're going to have a whole lot to say because I don't know who 95% of these people are. Uh, Hoodfoot versus Shug D in the Flophouse Championship match. That uh, is names that we are both uh, familiar with. Most people listening probably are, are, are somewhat aware of either Shug D or, or Hoodfoot. Apollo Star versus Lee Moriarty. Poor Lee Moriarty. I mean, I'm sure, I hope he's getting paid for this because this man is going to be on nine other shows defending these big titles, being one of the MVPs of indie wrestling, and he's here on Flophouse Wrestling's Booza Palooza <laughs> in front of a cemetery. Uh, there's a big-ass motherfucking elimination in Invitational scramble 
with uh, right now the names are Schwartzy, which I don't know if that's true because he's in another match now, but maybe it's true. Who knows? Uh, Anakin Murphy, Peter B. Beautiful, Vladimir Not Kozlov, actually Koloff, Christian Rose, Jordan Die, Chi Guzman, Mikey, Johnny Butabi, Solomon Stone, and Arthur McMurray. There's a Carver's Monster Battle Royal match with Satu, Cash, Zodiac. I had Leslie getting a booking here. That's pretty cool for him. Stein and Knuckles. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> How are these people? And then in a Flophouse Wrestling Tag Team Championship match. I know everyone's got their their their, their pens out circling this one. Schwartzy and Big Cuz defending the titles against the Bitcoin Boys. So, um, Jack... Yeah, <laughs> those are names oh, that are definitely going to be on that Bitcoin show. Bitcoin Boys with a Z, yes, of course. Of course. Yeah, Because um, yeah. if there's anything this show uh, just exudes is uh, E-Fed bullshit is immediately <laughs> what I thought of is that, I mean, if you just look at some of these names in this, uh, in in big-ass motherfucking elimination, eliminational as it's on the site, invitational scramble, I mean, you have Che Guzman, who sounds like a name that Joel Anza would use as a communist Twitter burner accounts. Uh, you have Anakin Murphy, who is uh, uh, he likes Star Wars. Uh, and then just a whole bunch of other guys who essentially just look like they used like an EWR to random name generator um, for their wrestling careers. And. Yeah, yeah, as an EWR is... fan, I, I this this reminds me of, and I used to always do this when I played EWR. This is getting get real nerdy here, so uh, I know you'll appreciate okay. it. And I hope other people will oh, yeah. as well. Oh yeah, there was always like the, uh, the the one challenge that the EW Battlegrounds had. It was the you know backyard to global challenge or whatever, and you would have to start your company and and mm-hmm. you know with the least amount of money possible and sign guys that would work for ten dollars or five dollars. Some guys would work for free. Half those guys that are listed right here, Peter B. Beautiful would definitely be like my world champion because he would you know he didn't need to get paid. It was zero dollars to to book Peter B. Beautiful, and then I'd build him up and build him up, and then, you know, somebody would come and steal him from me when I had him at a, at a certain point of uh, overness, and I had to then decide, all right, well, fine. Jordan Die is my new champion, and let's go. So, uh, or Satu and Cash are going to be my guys. So, yeah, these are these are E-Fetty as fuck. Uh, EWR, who are these guys as fuck? Just the absolute bottom of the barrel. PWI 500, like, numbers 488 to, you know, 492 mm-hmm. type guys where you're just like who the fuck like they just know somebody the guys the who pay so, for slots I mean, yes. right yeah without uh <laughs> without giving up the ghost yes the guys who pay for their slots so uh hey hoodfoot shook d and uh, apollo star lee moriarty those are uh, those are guys so yeah um, like lee moriarty working the show is just feels like i mean it's hard to be a star on the modern u.s indie scene but if anything he feels like the guy who yeah if he plays his cards right will probably break out as the star from this weekend and for him to be wrestling on this show uh, in a parking lot in front of a cemetery. Uh, I mean, hopefully he kills it. Uh, it's early in the weekend, so he won't be too beaten down yet. He won't be like this. Won't be like a Saturday night show where he's gonna phone it in for eight minutes and then go drive across the across the city across the uh, sea wave of toxic wastewater to get to the next show. Uh, I. I can't imagine that that match is going to be bad. I mean, I don't know anything about Apollo Star. I don't know if you do, but I mean, it's Lee Moriarty. He can get a three-star matchup out of anyone. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, for sure. And then and then Hoodfoot versus Shug D are both uh, both some decent names here. But yeah, I'd like to imagine Lee Moriarty shows up, pulls up to the building, and then just turns around and go and leaves and goes, actually, why am I doing this? I have so many other bookings. Why am I gonna bother with this thing? So uh or maybe he participates in the ten dollar all you can drink and, and, and says, Well, hey, can I get you know a free ten dollar voucher? And they go, sure, and he goes, Yeah, whatever, mm-hmm. fine with me. So, Spend his ten dollars in pay that he's getting from the promotion for the night and you're right, exactly. And and have a fun little night. Enjoy himself as, yes. as he gets ready for the rest of the, <laughs> the grueling weekend. Uh so that is Flophouse Wrestling's Boozapalooza again running literally head-to-head in the same building, in the same venue with Crab Pro Wrestling, We Wrestle With Mania. Somebody listening here, I got. if you are listening and you are going to Tampa, please go to these shows. Please go to these shows because I want to see how this works. I want to see. Somebody has to go to these shows and somebody has to report back. So uh, there you go. Flophouse Wrestling, Booze of Palooza. Also, let's know what booze is available for the $10 all you can drink. So, all right, it's probably going to be a bunch of shitty seltzers. Uh, yeah, probably. But, you know, hey, 10 bucks, you can... Yeah, do some work with, with even with ten dollars, but you're that probably is, right. That probably is just true. A, that is true. Probably Bud Light seltzer or something. You know, not even, not even, not even truly like you know. Really also, like the ten dollars all you can drink is going to be like five people. So I mean, there's no way they're going to make money <laughs> off of that. Oh, stop! Come on. There's two shows at once. It's too big for your buck. Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. With who's... remarkably little overlap, if you look at it, like they're they're using very unique talent in the I, show, which is I, kind I of just, incredible. I can't. Yeah, Taylor Taylor said that he wants the dream of uh, you stand in the middle and you can you like kind of swivel your chair one way. And watch crap for wrestling, and swivel your chair the other way, and you can see the other show, and 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 yeah, that would uh, that would be entertaining. And I don't know, yeah, we we also have the idea that they're both running at the exact same time as well. It's just pure chaos. <laughs> There's just one ring just with two shows happening at the same time, which I think I would also uh, I- enjoy as well. But uh, let's move on to our next show here, Friday, April 9th. Uh, it's going to be in the collective here. Uh, this one running pretty much by itself. You have Action Wrestling and Southern Underground Pro. Uh, have fun, be sad. That's going on at the exact same time at uh, the 81 Bay Brewery, but this going on in the Cuban Club, uh, the first show from the collective on Friday. It's Alley Cat's Real Hot Girl Shit. Uh, the uh, announcements here so far, the matches we have, It's Real versus Lady Frost, Allison Kay versus Faye Jackson, uh, Devine versus Erica Lee, Brooke Valentine versus Willow Nightingale, Faye Jackson's Gray Sweatpants Battle Royal with Mysterious Q, Daniel Garcia, PB Smooth, JTG, and Ricky Shane Page, Tasha Steeles versus Trisha Dora, Holiday versus Dark Sheik, and Alley Cat versus Billy Starks. So, Jack, we are two white men from the Midwest. So let's you and I talk about Alley Cat's real hot girl shit. So, yes, yes. If anybody is qualified to talk about real hot girl shit, it's you and I. So, who just got done talking about EWR backyard to to global challenges on the EW Battlegrounds uh, uh, forums? So, absolutely, absolutely. We're very qualified for this. What do you make of uh, Alley Cat's Real Hot Girl shit? Is this, uh, is this a show you're anticipating you're looking forward so, to or, or not so much? I After looking at all the cards, I think this might be the worst card of the weekend, um, naturally, which is why I signed up to preview it. Um, it it's essentially just Alley Cat getting the book of friends because while the U.S. Indies women's scene is it's not great, obviously with WWE and AEW taking most of the worthwhile talent as soon as they get, as soon as they get going, I feel like there's still some talent. I mean, I don't know who but I feel like there's still some talent that they could be doing on this rather than uh, just booking random Midwest wrestlers uh, who, um, for example, I I did some research on this as one does uh, Brooke Valentine, her her Twitter profile, uh, her profile name is Thicky Steamboat. Um, So that's, that's the kind of stuff we're getting here. Uh, And then of course the very fun aspect of Billy Starks, a 16 year old wrestling on a show, that's advertised as hot girl shit uh, to presumably within 30 minutes of a match where uh, men are going to be wearing gray sweatpants to show their dicks. So uh, that's fun. 
uh, just in general. Uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah, it's just pretty much Alley Cat, uh, Alley Cat and friends, you know, uh, getting money, getting money to book their show, and uh, you know, good good for Alley Cat. If any, if anything else, good for Alley Cat for getting this. Uh, I think she's the only person in this world who benefits from the show existing. But oh well. Yeah, it, it's especially glaring when you look at uh, on the same day that Ladies Night Out, uh, Midnight in Tampa, the, the midnight show from uh, the, the fake GCW <laughs> that's running, has a lot of really good. I mean, there's Eva Lee's versus Sue Young in there. There's Jazz versus Kira Hogan, Jordan Grace versus Alley Cat, uh, Rochelle Chanel versus Heather Monroe, uh, Roxy versus Rachel Rose. As I mentioned, Jordan Grace is going to be. I mean, Kira Hogan's going to be on that show. As I mentioned, there's a lot mm-hmm. of really good, really really good talent on that show and some really good matches on that Ladies Night Out Midnight in Tampa. And then this one just it, there's there's just a little too much kind of wink wink nudge nudge to this entire show that that yeah it just it's got me not super super excited about it and and you're right there there are other talents that i have seen and that are working this weekend as well that seem like they could have gone there but they just didn't have the right you know calculus of whether it's being friends with billy k or or, or, or sorry being friends with alley cat or just i, I don't know it, it, it's strange because there just definitely seems like there is more talent down there there is more women's talent down there we can see it in other shows uh but for whatever reason this just kind of appears to be just the, the same names you would see on any 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 other you know sort of GCW show or any other sort of women's show uh, at, at the time, and I think there was a real opportunity here to really kind of you know shine a light on, on on some some new really good women's talent, and I don't know that they did it here. I mean, none of the names here are are, are new or kind of unique. They're just kind of people that I think a lot of if you're if you're keenly aware of the, the the you know the American indie scene, the American women's indie scene, you know most of these names and and, and yeah, there there is there is to me better talent that, that is there this weekend that just is, is not booked on the show. And I should note that I mentioned Allison K versus Faye Jackson on the show. Uh Faye Jackson has uh, an injury, so she will not be wrestling on that show, but I don't know if they've as of this recording, we do not have a replacement for Allison K uh, as well, but she will still be partaking or at least, uh, you know, coordinating the, the gray sweatpants battle Royal, as you said. So, uh, there's definitely weirdness with the, uh, the Billy Starks thing, the real hot girl shit, the, the gray sweatpants battle Royal. But, uh, I just like to, uh, go away from it and just say, you know what? It's best to ignore <laughs> Whatever. that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's best to ignore that. It's similar to, you know, it's similar it. to the Joey Ryan thing many years ago. I, we were, you know, we were bad people for saying, <laughs> I don't know if I love that everybody has forced to touch his dick. And I was like, oh, it's good. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Maybe. A show I signed up to preview, I think, a year or two. You did. Either I previewed. Did I preview? I previewed it two years ago, I think. I think so, yeah. You, you definitely previewed it. I signed up party. to preview Yeah, you, you definitely talked to Which is. <laughs> well, hey. Boy, I gotta scrub that one from the internet <laughs> for sure. Yes, yeah. I'm really excited to watch. You know, I don't. I think even at that time, we we were all kind of like, "Yeah, this is getting kind of weird here." Like, does everybody need to hold his dick? Is that really like? Can, can we just have a normal match? Yeah. So I actually have a funny story regarding that. Uh, so I my, I went to All In as you did. Um, and Joey Ryan was obviously there with the penis druids. And my dad is a very immature man. Loved it. I like how I, I like how just matter of fact that you said like if any normal human being listened to this, you're like, oh, Joe Ryan, of course, was there with the penis druids. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes, as one does. Um. Anyways, <laughs> my my dad loved it, and uh, you know we were in the car the other day, and he brought up Joey Ryan. I'm like, no, no, dad, you yeah, cannot nope. talk about Joey Ryan anymore. He's a rapist. And my dad was like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Just, just funny that just that just came up. It's like, oh no, we we cannot talk about that anymore. It's like, yeah, oh okay, we're, uh, we're done, so, <laughs> it's yeah. like, and then he's disappointed. I'm like, yeah, that's uh, 
yeah, he's not a good dude. <laughs> but, uh, that, <laughs> no. That's how I think of when I talk about Joey Ryan. Absolutely. All right, so let's uh, let's move on to the next uh, two shows we're going to talk about here. ICW's No Holds Barred Pit Fighter X Battle of the Tough Guys Part 1 and Part 2. It's a mouthful, but Jack, these look like pretty fun shows here. The first one, Friday, April 9th at 8 p.m., uh, running head-to-head with the Spring Break Show from The Collective, as well as uh, the fake GCW rerun this town, uh, which has got a bunch of stuff going on that entire weekend as well. I, I, f- I can keep forgetting to mention their, their shows they're running up against, but I don't know if any of them are even streaming live, so it's probably not even worth mentioning. And, uh, well, people are, are dropping like flies from those shows anyway, because I guess they're not paying them. So uh, by this time, those shows might not even be happening. I don't know. No, who the hell knows? But uh, anyway, we're talking ICW here. No Holds Barred, Pit Fighter X, Battle of the Tough Guys, Part 1 and 2. As I said, Part 1, Friday, April 9th at 8 p.m. Part 2, also Friday, April 9th, but this one at midnight. So we're going to have two shows here uh, from ICW. Uh, the No Holds Barred Pit Fighter X shows uh, on this day. Uh, for people that have never seen ICW No Holds Barred Pit Fighter, what can they expect from these shows? Yeah, so it's it's just a kind of like blood sporty vibe, but like knockoff. I think in the grand scheme of things, this will be pretty cool. But if you're going into this expecting like a normal like wrestling tournament, you know, normal wrestling rules and all that, you you can't. It's going to be different, but I think at the end of the day, they got a lot of cool names for this for this tournament. And uh, assuming everyone tries, um, no one has the mania fatigue. I'm, these shows are also taking place, you know, on Friday, Friday night. So uh, hopefully, they won't be too burned out by then. Uh, this show has a very, very good chance of being one of the best shows of the weekend. Of course, I don't think it's making tape, uh, which is unfortunate. Uh, but there's some actually really cool matches on on this first round show, as I'm sure you'll uh, run it down. Yeah. So so the so this one is is this one on independent wrestling TV? I thought it was, but maybe I, I it maybe doesn't. I've... It doesn't say so on the on the uh, VoicesOfWrestling.com WrestleMania Weekend 2021 full schedule and map. No, well, I uh, think we it fucked up. I, I, th- I think I think it is. Yeah, so that's that's <laughs> on our fault. It, those are okay. both on independent <laughs> wrestling TV. So we'll, we'll, never uh, mind. I'm on uh, I'm on Wrestling Inc. Actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah There you go. Wrestling Inc. What are those, those idiots? Yeah, they don't those know what they're doing. Raj, what are you doing, Raj? Figure it out. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yes. So they are going to be both on independent wrestling TV. So you can watch both of those. Okay, that's awesome. So that's sorry awesome. about I'll, that. That's awesome. Shows then. I'll update that. Mm-hmm. So you can see both these. So yeah, if if you have never seen, uh, it is like you said, it's kind of blood sport meets. They're in a they're in like an octagon cage. There sometimes is weapons hung from the cage, and 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 mm-hmm. there's two different styles. Like sometimes guys just beat the fuck out of each other with weapons, and then sometimes guys do kind of blood sporty, you know, a paradigm wrestling style sh- work shoot type stuff as well. But there's a lot of different ways that people approach it, and you'll see on this this show alone as we talk about the matches here. Like so, sixteen man tournament, two shows, four rounds here. Uh, first round match: Bruce Santee versus Dan Math. Dom Garini versus Kevin Koo, which is pretty interesting as, as their former tag team partner, or actually, actually current tag team partners and 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 best friends. So it's a really cool uh, you know match to have right there. Kevin Tankman versus John Davis, Reed Bentley versus John Wayne Murdoch, Schlack versus now to be uh, decided because of Akira uh, having to pull out. Uh, Nolan Edward versus JD Drake, Brett Isom versus Daniel Garcia, and Justin Kyle versus Gary J. So just alone in those matches, you have Dom Garini and Kevin Koo. That is going to be more ground based. That's going to be more kind of work shoot technical, you know, kind of grapple game type stuff. And then there's Reed. Bentley and John Wayne Murdoch, who are going to you know take chainsaws to each other's faces and stuff, and and then Schlack, who mm-hmm. yeah, Schlack's not going out there and doing a top wrist lock. Like he's going to beat some ass, and 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 there's going to be some blood. So right there alone, run just on those first round matches, you can see how varied this show is going to be, and there's going to be quite literally something for everybody at some point, <laughs> you know, on one of these two shows. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, definitely going to be cool. I mean, I, you look at these matches like uh, Nolan Edward and JD Drake. You know, Nolan Edward uh, got a lot of people who 
you know, still watching the U.S. Indies have have tapped for a future breakout. Uh, I'm also a fan of his against J.D. Drake. You know, longstanding of all veteran, recently did some AEW stuff. Uh, probably the best pure unskill or pure skill unsigned talent on the Indies still. Um, so I'm looking out for that match. Uh, Greeny and Koo, as you mentioned, I think that'll be definitely a good match. Uh, Santee and Math, just two big guys going at it. That should be fun. Uh, the only match I really look at, and I think that I'm not really excited for it, would be you know Reed Bentley versus John Wayne Murdoch. But I'm not really into the U.S. indie deathmatch kind of stuff. But I'm sure they'll do their thing and it'll be fine. But you never have the match on this card. You know, you got Brett Ice and Daniel Garcia. Um, those are two two guys that a lot of people are high on. Daniel Garcia, oh, very talented. Brett Ison uh, does that Southern Indy stuff. He's pretty good too. And then uh, Gary J on the show, he's always been a under-the-radar favorite of mine, you know, doing stuff in you know, the Midwest, Missouri, although he'll drive anywhere scene. Like, he's super talented. Uh, yeah, overall, I think that this show, uh, if if enough people actually watch it and go to it, I think it could be it could turn out to be one of the more you know, show that we're not looking at going into the weekend, but could turn out to be one of the best. Yeah, it, it, there really is a, a real cool uh, uh, look and feel to the show. So it's definitely one that, that I'm going to check out. And, and 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 it's true of ICW. Like sometimes of what I've seen of ICW, some stuff really lands, and I really really love it. And then some stuff I absolutely hate. <laughs> There's like no in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I definitely see that from this 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 night. There might be a few matches that you really really are just like that's exactly what I want, and then a few that you're like that's absolutely garbage. I hate that match so much. But uh, that makes it kind of fun. You never know what you're going to get here with this. Uh, as far as the tournament itself, do you have? Any sort of thoughts or any predictions of who goes through in this tournament, who wins this tournament, or is it pretty much a, a, a coin flip for you? See, yeah, I don't. I, I would have. I would think that they would give it to like a guy like Dom Garini mm-hmm. or Nolan Edward, like a younger guy who probably. I mean, no disrespect to Dom Garini, isn't going to get signed in the next three to six months, so they can theoretically do something with him if they wanted to. So for that. For that, I'd probably say like Don Greeny or Nolan Edward or Daniel Garcia. I think one of those three would be the winner if I had a pick. Um, but it's also, you know, the US Indies, so Schlack could end up going on a terrorizing run and win every match in four minutes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, there's that could just happen. Yeah, and, and that's the reason I kinda asked is I think there are a lot of names on the show that I, I could totally justify and you could totally justify having them win a Dom Greeny, even a Kevin Koo to that that extent mm-hmm. uh, as well. Or yeah, you, you can do a Nolan Edward uh, who who could you know really really work. Or I mean you could really surprise it too and like a Brad Isom can, can really do it. Or you know, maybe you get crazy and, and you know have one of the deathmatch guys every Bentley go through and do it. I mean there's a lot of dudes that can can win this thing. Even a Gary J as well. We shouldn't, you know, under uh uh, oh, underrated yeah. as well. I mean, he's a guy who I absolutely love and and would be great. I mean, is awesome for this style, uh, this uh, this pit fighter stuff. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot to like in this, and I, I, I like that you can just pretty much say, hey, I don't know who's going to win this thing, and 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 kind of enjoy it. Uh, from that aspect. So uh, we don't know, obviously, what's going to happen on night two because uh, it all depends what happens in the first round matchups of night one. But as we said, uh, two shows, four rounds, a uh, 16-man tournament as well uh, to determine the the official tough guy, I guess. The Pit Fighter X Battle of the Tough Guy, Toughest Guy uh, in the tournament. So uh, we are also going to do the ICW. You want to do the, the No Holds Barred 12 uh, uh, show as well? Yeah, sure. Let me just pull up that card. When is that one taking place? That one is going to be, I figure, while we're talking ICW. Well, that, no, you know what? Hold on. I talked about that one with Andy. I'm good. You're good. No, I'm yeah, not you did. Yeah, I already talked about that one. I, mean, with I, Andy. I could do. I could do some, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. I'm sure we. I don't even remember what we said. I don't even know if... Uh, would people hear this by now? I record these all out of order. 
Um, yeah, I think they would have heard this by now. They know we already said great stuff about that show, so there's nothing more. Yeah, I'm looking at that card now. I don't have anything. Yeah, I don't have anything pr- fine, profound but... to say about Neil Diamond Cutter. <laughs> it's a great name. It's a solid. It's a great name. name. It's a hell of a great like, name. So hopefully he wins. I, every we match. need more of that guy on like the Flophouse Wrestling kind of, <laughs> yeah, kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Facing who was it? What, what was the pretty boy? It was uh, oh god, what's the name on this? Peter be beautiful. Peter be beautiful. Yeah, I want Peter be beautiful. Mr. Yeah, Neil he has Diamond. a charisma, god. so you have him cut promos for 30 minutes on your show to game the rating and then yeah. you gain fans that way that's <laughs> incredible perfect <laughs> yes oh Just my perfect. god yeah so um we talked about icw we talked about uh hot girl shit we talked about uh flop house wrestling booza palooza is there a show an event a block or any, anything that you're really kind of looking forward to that we have not talked about uh, on the show as well not, not anything we need to do an extensive preview of but uh any show that you're like hey i'm really looking forward to that show or any person maybe that you're looking forward to or event or block or, or whatever mm-hmm. it might be what, what, what's got you excited for this wrestlemania weekend um, so there isn't much, but there, there is some stuff that like, uh, on spring break, Ricky Shane page versus Nick Gage. I'm excited for that one. I could say for sure. Uh, rich Swan, Lee Moriarty on that same show. Uh, that should also be fun. Uh, and then, you know, there's some other fun stuff scattered throughout the weekend. Like this violence ex suffering show has some fun stuff like Dr. Cube versus JTG. Yeah. That's, uh, that, that's that lucid dream show is, is it's awesome. A, it's a low key, very Leo rush low key. If Loki shows up, that that's going to be fun. And even if he does, he's going to be pissed. Like, yeah, man. it's midnight. It's like, <laughs> he'll probably hit the ring at like 3 AM. Like that's grumpy. That's prime fun. for something yeah. good to happen. Yeah. For like in sure. that cage, like Brian cage, Chris Dickinson, Jack Evans, Tony Depp. And like, it's a low key, very good card. And end up, that could end up being a show of the weekend if, you know, Loki does something fun. It doesn't even have to be good. It just has to be, you know, you know, Loki, Loki special, which, you know, he's prone to do unless he's working under court Bauer. Yeah, there's 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 a lot to like on that show, and that that's a, I, I don't know if I could stay up live for that one. I wish I could because you know, just the, the way my sleep schedule goes, that's going to be tough to do. But <laughs> yeah, uh, it's going to be a very interesting show to watch at 5 a.m. when I wake up the next day. And go, all right, time for yeah. CXS Lucid Dream here, and you know everybody else in the crowd, all the wrestlers. It's you know 4 a.m. and they just got out of the ring like you know an hour ago, and I'm like, all right, let's go, let's watch this thing. So uh, cannot wait for for that one though. But yeah, that, that's a show that's a low key. We've talked about it a lot. We've previewed a lot uh, here, and that that's one that a lot of people have brought up that they're really looking forward to. So yeah, good on those guys for, for booking a really interesting show. I uh, just wish it was at a slightly better time slot, but there's that, you know, it's going to be on, on the collective package. So you can, you can watch it whenever you like, but uh, uh, Jack, before we go, do you want to get your last little plug out of the way? And then we'll, uh, we'll bid you adieu. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Packerman 120. I'll tweet about wrestling and, you know, esports occasionally. And uh, at the end of the day, I'm going to go into this weekend with an open mind and hope that it's either some good wrestling or we get, more stuff like Blackcraft, which is one of my favorite you know, shows and <laughs> things to happen in general for a long time. Uh, that was, so I'm hoping that we get one of the two. It was uh, an experience. If we get one of the two, yeah, yeah I, I, I will come out of this weekend happy if that happens. Yeah, so you, you want it to you know, be so bad? It's, 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 yeah, to, to the torture of all those people live, including myself <laughs> for Blackcraft. Yes. Well, so the the, the life cycle of Blackcraft wrestling for people that, I, and I've talked about this before, and I, we did a preview, we did a review. If you're if you're a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com uh, slash voices wrestling, you can get our, re- our review that we did immediately after. Uh, that show but it, it reached a point where like an hour in you're like this fucking sucks what the hell is this shit and then it got so ridiculous for the last two hours that it became like the most fun i've ever had at a wrestling show so you want that you want like this fucking sucks yes wait never mind this is actually the most incredible train wreck i've ever seen in my entire life so and it has to be at midnight there's no other way about yeah it. oh yeah it yeah. has to be at midnight 
Oh, man, Jack. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> We're done. That's it. We've, we've nailed yeah. it. So, WrestleMania weekend obviously coming up. So, uh, Jack, thank you so much for helping us uh, preview these uh, these very, very okay. odd shows. Uh, hopefully, again, somebody is at Boozapalooza can let us know what it looks like, what the $10 drinks are, and uh, and and who's buried next to this, <laughs> this American. I'd assume it'd be soldiers, right, next to the American Legion Hall, I guess. Is that disrespectful to have a... I mean, I was going to joke and say that some of the attendees of the show will be buried there when they get COVID, um, but I think that is a little crass, even though I just said it. But it's the end. No one's listening this far anyways. But Well, so no, actually, knows? I think you're going to be up pretty high. Uh, well, I might now, now I might have to fantastic. stuff you at the end here for this uh, <laughs> because of your untasteful jokes. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Fantastic. It's fantastic. Florida. Everything goes in Florida, man. So everything is Yeah, if you're, if you're going to this WrestleMania weekend, you kind of know it. You're, you're on the verge of, of – you're potentially allowing yourself to join the the, the, the gravestones there so you've taken that risk uh so uh you gotta go for it but hey g- yeah. good on them for doing an outdoor show you know covid friendly a little more out yeah they're so. one of the more responsible companies of the weekend <laughs> just saying a lot allowing, for crab pro wrestling uh, and flop house wrestling despite the ten dollars all you can drink, drink. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah literally uh trying to poison the livers of their five attendees but yeah <laughs> but hey good on them Good on them. Hopefully they make uh, more than $50 and somewhere between $100 maybe. All right. Anyway, that is it for us, Jack. Thank you uh, so much for helping us preview uh, these shows. Uh, We really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll talk again uh, next year. And and hopefully you're you're going to that WrestleMania weekend. And it's a fun WrestleMania weekend. So let's hope. And our guest at this time is Jeremy Sexton. Jeremy, how's it going? Good, good. How's it going? I uh, follow him at Twitter or on Twitter at Jeremy Sexton uh, on Twitter. But uh, we are doing our yearly, well, not last year, but <laughs> other than the, other than last year, our yearly uh, check in on the Bloodsport events here. Obviously, this is Josh Barnett's Bloodsport Six, Bloodsport Seven. If we count the Matt Riddle uh, lineage, are you, are you weirded out by the 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 the, the lineage, or are you okay with it being Josh Barnett's Bloodsport Six, even though it's technically the seventh Bloodsport? I mean, it's Josh Barnett, so this was the only way this was going to happen. Because <laughs> he gets like, really upset about it, too, which makes me that much more interested in hopefully that he listens to this and hopefully drilling home that this is, in fact, actually the seventh blood sport, even though it's called Josh Barnett's Blood Sport 6. So. Well, I mean, the man, as his Twitter profile says, marches to the beat of his own double bass drum. So <laughs> what can I say? That's awesome, yeah. And, and it works, too, because it, it does, you know, Bloodsport obviously being, you know, a, a famous movie in the 80s, it, it fits the lineage of, like, 80s movie canon, which is all over the fucking place with the Rambo and the First Blood, and then, you know, then you right. get to Legends of Zeldas, you know, in the video game world. So it's I to me, it's actually perfect that, that it is as confusing and, and, and annoying uh, as it is, so. Of course. Let's get into the show here real quick. But but actually, no, before we do that, before we do that, I am checking in with everybody that's uh, doing these previews here. Uh, WrestleMania weekend uh, memories, any WrestleMania weekends you've been to. Uh, so you, you, you have been to a WrestleMania weekend, but uh, you didn't really t- partake in the weekend, from what I understand. Yeah, at that time. So the last WrestleMania weekend I went to was WrestleMania 31. So it was the last good WrestleMania. So that was good. And was there in the building for WrestleMania. I had club seats at the new, like, it was brand new at the time, Levi Stadium, which was absolutely lovely. Um, But at the time, like, the whole indie scene wasn't quite what it is now. Like, you didn't have so many matches. You had, like, Ring of Honor was doing a show. 
Um, and there were some other stuff. I think NXT did their first ever WrestleMania weekend show that year. And it was like Charlotte had some match. So it was the talk of it or whatever. And uh, the thing was, is I went with my wife and we instead spent a whole lot of time in wine country before WrestleMania. That's fair. So it was kind of out of my hands. It's not, it's not, you know, Mercury rising, but <laughs> I guess it's, you know, I mean, it's, you maybe, you probably made the better choice than, uh, than, than going yeah. to be. I think Santa Clara Fairgrounds, if I remember correctly, where a lot of this stuff was, uh, was going on. Because if you remember, that was the weird year where, um, for the first year, really, WrestleMania and, and WWE were essentially like, you can't run in this area. You have to run outside of this right. area, except for WWN. And that was when the first little tip off of, wait a minute, what's going on with WWN and Evolve and WWE? Like, why are yeah. they allowed to run in Santa Clara? And ROH has got to go. I forget where they, I, I don't even remember where they ended up going, but they ended up going very far away uh, for for their show. Whereas, yeah, and, and Russell Conn, I remember being all the way in San Jose or whatever. I mean, not super, super far away, but far enough away that if you were staying in like the Santa Clara era, uh, area was a little bit of a, an issue. But yeah, plenty of. The, of, of WWN shows at that time, but yeah, you're you're absolutely right. That was a, uh, it wasn't really the bolstered weekend that it'd be, you know, in, in another year or two where where everybody was really basically doing stuff. So, yeah, the one additional thing that we did was we went to the Jim Ross Q and A. Oh, incredible! <laughs> yes, <laughs> the after I look at it here, afternoon with Jim Ross at the Rock Bar Theater. Yep, it said it, and, this uh, says it drew a hundred uh, eight hundred people. Would you? uh we're doing a head count uh, there. Do you remember the the count? <laughs> I would say I would I would believe five hundred. Um, I remember uh, Samoa Joe was his special guest there that he brought out, and Jr. predicted that that time next year Samoa Joe would have an important match that weekend. Still waiting on that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um i uh yeah i talked to i think uh brian alvarez for a little bit i remember michelle beetle randomly enough was there and uh yeah jr told some stories it was uh it was a thing <laughs> that's awesome so that is your your WrestleMania weekend uh uh history obviously not going this weekend as, as i don't think anybody in our <laughs> that I'm no talking to i was supposed going, so. to go last year uh that's all oh, that's right yes Florida. yes i do remember that and so we had done so because I'm currently not working because of my health and my wife works from home so she can work anywhere with an Internet connection. We did sort of a little, uh, you know, trip around the uh, southern states last uh, January, February, March. And uh, so we spent a couple months down in College Station right down the block from Joe and then uh, went over to uh, my in-laws place in Orlando and was like, perfect. Got all my tickets. I was planning on going to <laughs> the perfect so year. many things. 2020, the perfect year for Jeremy um, to travel the world and see all the yep. things that America can give you and go to WrestleMania weekend. And Yeah. Didn't, 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 didn't happen so much. <laughs> didn't work out very well. So, hey, you know what? You still got to travel and, and, and uh, see things. Sure. Not really people, but you saw, you saw some things, so that's cool. Things are cool. Of course. We went to Disney while, like, we were in line for Mickey and Minnie's Railway Runaway as Rudy Gobert was touching mics and whatnot, <laughs> so it was, uh, <laughs> it was it was something. Definitely an experience. You'll, you'll always remember. Yeah, always, always a story to tell for the rest of your life. So uh, let's get into this Bloodsport show here. Obviously, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 6 taking place on the Thursday, April 8th, 8 p.m. slot. Running head-to-head with a few shows here, 
Uh, ICW's No Holds Barred 11, then and now, uh, which is a pretty good card on paper, is running up against this. Uh, also, NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 2. So, Night 2 of the NXT offering uh, also at 8 p.m. But uh, this one, obviously, is a part of the collective, so it'll all be uh, available on, on Fight TV, and you can stream it live on Fight TV. And, obviously, there's tickets information if you are going to be in the Florida uh, area. But this will be taking place in the Cuban Club, like all of the collective uh, shows. So real quickly, before we actually get into the card that we have here for Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 6, uh, one question I did just want to ask you, because last time we talked about a Bloodsport was all the way back in, I think, the original Josh Barnett Bloodsport. If I'm, Am I correct? Yeah. So since then, one. obviously, with it being the upcoming Bloodsport number six, what do you make of, of this sort of breaking free from WrestleMania weekend in its own way? Obviously, Matt Riddle's Bloodsport Bloodsport 1, take place, you know, 2018, WrestleMania weekend. Josh Burnett comes back, takes the mantle from Matt Riddle, starts his Bloodsport uh, in 2019, the show that we talked about many, many years ago, show I attended live and absolutely loved. And then, obviously, this next year we had Bloodsport 2 taking place from Atlantic City. That was in, you know, September, October. It takes place at the collective pseudo weekend thing i forget there was a, a name for it i don't even remember what it was at this point and then obviously the two shows already this year in february uh, on back-to-back weekends getting us all the way up to this Bloodsport number six whereas the last time we talked two years ago we're at Bloodsport one like we haven't even gotten any do, do you think that it takes something away from it being a, a a more regular event or do you like this idea of it being a little bit more consistent and not just a once a year thing it, i don't know it's tough like on one hand, I do think it works better as an attraction, as sort of a, every so often it pops up. If you do it once, maybe twice a year, like the the way it's currently incarnated, I, I could see that being the way to go. Um, but it seems like they're, they're struggling and trying to figure out what it is. Is a path where they could turn this into something that runs more regularly, uh, especially with there not really being too many great indie spots right now. This could be something that's different. And I mean, of course, it's never going to be some like self-sustaining promotion or something, but it could be something that they could run, you know, every other month or something like that. But, you know, the last two that happened uh, this year, it seemed like they still don't really know, like they haven't found the it yet because you've got this like crazy eighties action film aesthetic, which looked really cool. Like the two shows they did back in February looked really neat. The problem was at the same time, you have Josh Barnett doing really understated commentary, which like doesn't match the aesthetic at all. Like either this needs to be, you know, just dudes rolling on the mat and we're gonna talk about catch wrestling and grabbing holds, or let's make this friggin' Kumite the pro wrestling promotion. And in which case, like I think that's a thing that you could run more often. Um, but I don't know. It's like they're they're stopping short of really pulling the idea off. And I'd love to see like Josh Barnett sort of has this duality where he's this weird metal guy. 
And then he's also a huge martial arts nerd. And I'd like to see him push this more to his weird metal sensibilities than his mixed martial arts nerd sensibilities, if that makes sense. Absolutely, yeah. And it, 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 I think it's a criticism that I, I talked about on the flagship with the, the, the two February shows. I, I enjoyed both shows. I think there was stuff on both of those shows that I really, really did enjoy. But to me, they, they've, they've failed to capture, I think, what made the Matt Riddle Bloodsport uh, the original one, great, and what made you know, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport uh, the first one pretty great as well, which was kind of like you said, it was it, there was this weird thing where I, they knew their identity then. Matt Riddle's Bloodsport was unabashedly a wrestling show that featured wrestlers, but they had to fight. You, you know, it wasn't like they weren't trained. Nobody really knew what they were doing, and that was part of the charm. It was like, yeah, hey, you know what, fuck it. It's this guy and this guy, and they're going to fight, even though they don't know how to fight, but they're going to figure out how to fight. And some guys would show off some stuff. Oh, that guy knows a little bit. Or, oh, you know, it, there was, you know, a few ma- show, uh, guys that would show up, and there were a few names that knew how to fight. But for the most part, it was, hey, the wrestlers that you're going to watch wrestle, you know, five other times this weekend, they're going to come to this event, we're going to take the ropes off, and then they're going to have to fight. And that was kind of a cool, different, unique sort of sideshow attraction, like you said. And then Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, I think, took that to another level where you had, you know, real, okay, here are badass wrestlers. Not just any wrestler we can find. Here are the baddest, you know, the biggest, baddest wrestlers that we can find. And they're going to go out there and they're going to fake fight and they're going to have fights and and, and brawl. But at the end of the day, they're still wrestlers. They're still guys that you're going to see all this weekend, with the exception of a few other guys. And, of course, there's Minoru fucking Suzuki. And that kind of changes the whole trajectory of the thing because then it's like, oh, well, there's some legitimacy, too. Because, you know, there are guys that actually know how to fight. And there are guys like Minoru Suzuki who blend that two together. Josh Barnett, who obviously blended the two together. And since then, I feel like they've kind of struggled, to, like you said, to figure out exactly what they are. I mean, some of the, some of the you know, the, the quote-unquote fights in on, on those February shows, they resemble just normal, like you said, kind of rolling, grappling matches. And it's like, I, I mean, I, I appreciate that. And I know that Josh Barnett probably likes it, but that's not really... I don't. I don't know who that serves. Like, I don't think your your MMA fan is really going to watch Bloodsport and go, "Oh, this is great!" Like, because most of the stuff that they're going to see on that show is not going to appeal to their sensibilities. And then your pro wrestling fans are going to see these, you know, two decently trained, you know, British Jiu Jitsu guys like rolling on the mat, and it's like, well, I, what does this do for me? That's a, so that is kind of what they're they're struggling with right now. And I I, I don't know that Bloodsport Six is going to fix that, but. I think the card on paper at least makes me think that they kind of understood what went wrong maybe with the February shows, but I don't know. What, what, what do you make of this card as, as we look at it and compare it to you know those February shows? Yeah, I, I, like, I think there's some interesting stuff there, and I think you're 100% right about sort of that MMA uncanny valley that it kind of leans into where it's like, I, I am a huge MMA fan and also is my wife. My wife is a huge MMA fan. And what's funny is that like when it comes to pro wrestling, like she finds nothing entertaining about like Zack Sabre Jr. Because she knows what real fight grappling looks like. Whereas like if you, if she sees like the young bucks or Phoenix out there doing something crazy, some flippy dudes or whatever, it's like, Oh, this is different. This is interesting. This is fun. Um, and so, you know, you see guys doing things in the blood sport matches that don't make any sense. Like they'll give up Mount for no reason. They'll get good positions, but then they're not throwing strikes. And so it's like, it's better off when, you know, it's just pro wrestlers clubbering each other hitting hard doing some submissions and stuff and getting kind of wacky with it and you look down the list here and there's some new names there's some other names kind of put in some different matchups and so i think 
this show top to bottom as i was doing my research i really think it's going to be a pretty good show i'll be really surprised if most of these matches don't deliver in some respect so let's let, we'll talk about these matches here and we're going to bring something back that we did a few years ago as well when we previewed the uh, the original josh barnett blood sport uh we're going to preview these both in a, a work sense and then also a shoot sense as well where we try to decide if this was a real fight if josh barnett came to the back and said all right guys we're not working. This is all shoot now. Today is a shoot, uh, which I don't know. I, I don't know about the legalities of that or whatever. I could see a lot of wrestlers going, ah, fuck it. All right, that sounds good. Let's do it, man. So I uh, might have to change around some of the match uh, uh, layouts here a little bit. But yeah, we're going to preview it both ways. We'll talk about what it's going to be as kind of the quote unquote worked uh, blood sports style. And then also, yeah, if Josh Burnett came to the back and, and completely lost his mind and said, Schlack and Super Beast, I want you guys to go at it <laughs> for legit, <laughs> which is, is fascinating. And then we're going to decide who would win uh, in a shoot fight. Uh, between these two men uh, but uh, here we go we'll start out with uh, uh, a match that just got announced as of this recording or just just a few uh, d- day before uh, we're doing this recording Chris Dickinson versus Shane Mercer I am very much looking forward to this for that reason that we were just talking about where I know that these guys aren't going to grapple I know that these guys don't really give a shit about mounting and then and, and don't give a shit about you know transitioning into a submission these guys are just going to fucking beat the hell out of each other for maybe three minutes maybe four minutes maybe five minutes but I, this is one of my most anticipated matches uh, of this year's Bloodsport, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I have absolutely no idea what to expect from Shane Mercer here. Uh, you know, Chris Dickinson's done a few of these. We kind of know what he does, and he's pretty good at the Bloodsport setting. Shane Mercer, I mean, I feel like every time I see him in the ring, it's impressive. Like, I'm a big guy, but I'll do a flying, you know, back body drop or whatever. And so uh, who knows what this is going to be like. Hopefully they just hit each other real hard and toss each other on their heads and go for some wacky holds. And it could be fine, but odds are it's probably going to be better than that. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't really exactly know Shane Mercer's background in any sort of combat sports. I mean, he looks like a guy who probably did like high school wrestling or something, but I don't actually know if that's true or not. So I'll I'll be very interested to see. Uh, what ends up happening on that. So as far as a shoot fight aspect between these two, uh, without knowing enough about Shane Mercer's background, I feel like Chris Dickinson could probably beat him, but I don't know. That's, that's a tough one. This is this is the closest one to me. This is kind of a toss-up between these two. Yeah, I, I think it seems like Dickinson has more sort of a submission game, and so that even if Mercer were able to get on top, I feel like he could sweep him sort of reverse position and either himself get on top or catch a hold and so i yeah i think i lean dickinson in this one i think i think it would be close though because i don't know if either of these guys have any actual combat training yeah that that i unfortunately don't know i know shane mercer is a very very strong man but chris dickinson also uh, a very strong man as well so yes in terms of muscles it's a pretty pretty even matchup maybe a little bit they of an advantage to mercer off the bus exactly that's that's and that's really i mean it's pro wrestling so that's what matters uh simon Grimm versus alexander james now this is a very interesting one uh, as both have some background, correct? Uh, they do. Um, there was uh, so Simon. Well, kind of like <laughs> Grim sort of. Grimm's, <laughs> right. Yeah, like I think Grimm's background is just kind of like he may have done some wrestling in high school or something like that. But because I, I feel like people have told me before, oh no, Simon Grimm. Yeah, he was. He's got this background, and yet I scoured the internet the other day. I sat <laughs> on my couch and I was just digging and digging. I can't <clears throat> find one peep about this guy actually doing anything. It seems like 
he just had an old timey wrestler look. So they gave him the gotch name and that's kind of it. Um, so I don't know. And now he's lost the mustache. So uh, maybe that, maybe he's, you know, Samson in that regard. And all of his strength was in that mustache. Uh, who knows? And then Alexander James, he's, uh, he seems to have like a Euro style, even though he's from Maryland. Um, and I know he wrestles a lot in WXW these days. And so, uh, you know, it, he's probably got some sort of catch training just through that. Because uh, what else do you do if you're wrestling in Germany for that long? Yeah, for sure. So I think on, on this one, yeah, this is an interesting... Grimm is a guy who on, on a lot of... On the early blood sports, I thought... I liked a little bit more of what he did because, like you said, he kind of took him a little bit more of the wrestler aspect of there and less of, like, the, oh, I'm a trained, you know, I know what I'm doing out there. And then in recent blood sports, it feels like he acts like he knows what he's doing, but I'm still not sure if he actually does know what he's doing, if that makes sense. Like, he looks like a guy who thinks he knows how to grapple and stuff, but I I, I don't know enough about it to know that he does know how to grapple, but I, I kind of think he doesn't. I don't know. It's very strange with Simon Grimm lately. Yeah, no, it seems like both of these guys are just kind of like pro wrestling technical wrestlers. Right, right. Um, and Grimm, you know, in the Bloodsport matches, it really, for me, seems dependent on opponent. Like, depending on who he's in there with, it's either going to be pretty good or it might just be kind of lackluster. And it is what it is. So I'm trying to look up because I'm trying to remember how many. I feel like Grimm's not done well in the uh, the Bloodsport results. Hasn't he lost every single match? Uh, that he's bad. Uh, okay, I no, he beat he... Matt Mikowski on Bloodsport three. But other than that, he is uh, he lost to Jared Kratos, uh, lost to Anthony Corelli, uh, lost to Tom Lawler, and lost to Rocky Romero uh, at Bloodsport five. So not uh, looking to well, get I mean, back on the winners course... column here. So of course they're going to put Santino Morello over him. So you know you just <laughs> right. Uh, as far as the real shoot fight, I, I guess Alexander James, I, I don't know. They're, they're, as you said, both kind of evenly matched in that sense. Yeah. I think this is one of those, uh, there's weight classes for a reason sort of situations. <laughs> yes. And I think Alexander James is just so much bigger than him that, you know, I think he beats him just by that alone. Uh, now we get a very uh, a name that surprised everybody when he was announced for the February shows, but uh, actually uh, acclimated himself pretty okay. Uh, Bad Dude Tito versus Victor Benjamin. I don't really know much about Victor Benjamin. What can you tell us about Victor Benjamin? So Victor Benjamin is the savage gentleman. He is uh, married to Lady Frost. Uh, they work together in Chikara as the One-Eyed Jack and the Red Queen. Uh, he's got a good look. Um that's what I can tell you about Victor. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, uh, not in a uh, not an aspiring MMA fighter. He didn't uh, he didn't work for Pancras or uh, K One no, or no none of those Bellator. He's got some sloppy looking kicks in <laughs> okay. his arsenal. That's good. So, All right, good start. Good start. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I saw a match of his. It was him and Alexander James, and then Ophidian actually teaming up against some trio of like dudes from the streets of maryland was kind of their gimmick or something like that and uh it was just a lot of like chikara nonsense because you got ophidian in there hypnotizing people and lady frost is freezing people and it was you know it was a match i don't i like i don't i'm not really sure how this guy why this guy's here uh maybe you know he's he's tightened up those kicks 
and uh, and he'll be tossing some at Bad Dude Tito. But <laughs> to transition to Bad Dude Tito, his one match in the uh, Bloodsport setting that I saw, his strikes looked real weak. I was surprised. They were decidedly not Bad Dude material. Yeah, the name, I, I I don't know if that's the heat with Bad Dude Tito. Like, I, I haven't seen enough of Bad Dude Tito. We'd have to... <laughs> like Macho Man? Yeah, kind of. yeah. We might have to We might have, to have uh because I know Joe Land's a big fan of uh, Bad Dude Tito. Uh, he might be able to, uh, uh, you know, give us some insights on that. But, yeah, I don't know if that's the heat, is that he's not as bad of a dude as he uh... says. But I've, I've got, I don't know. I don't actually know if that's true. So let's, uh, we, we, we can't say that officially. But, uh, yeah, this, um, I don't love this match. This match has a lot of... Uh, uh, I don't, I don't know what to say about this one. This, I, I'm not looking forward to this match. I, I'll, I'll say, I, on, on both a blood sport or even if it was a shoot fight level, I'd probably just wait and hope for it to be over as quick as possible because I don't, uh, I don't have too much faith. In, in I guess this my hope, my hope is that it's just like sloppy as I'll get out and last three and a half minutes, and it, it has entertainment on that level that they just go out there and kind of flail at each other and it's awkward. Maybe someone legit gets popped in the nose and you know, if they go home, it's a knockout finish of some sort. And uh, if they go out there and start grappling, this is going to be real bad. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope, I would hope that they don't. I think both these guys probably know their, their levels here and hopefully just uh, <laughs> make it look uh Okay, so we'll move on here. Matt Mikowski versus, and I'm going to butcher the hell out of this name. I think it's Hedy Carayo. I don't know how to pronounce that. Hedy Carawi. Carawi. Okay. So well, I don't. I don't know. I know nothing of French, obviously. <laughs> so that uh, did not do well. So what can you tell us about uh, the, the? Obviously, Matt Mikowski. I think a lot of people that are, are are listening to this are probably aware of him. Either you know, in ring in terms of uh, in the Indies. This is a, a frequent. Uh, Bloodsport participant as well, but uh, what about uh, Hetty here that we uh, or Hetty that we need to uh, know? So Hetty was trained by Anoki and Billy Robinson. Oh, oh, so uh oh, <laughs> here we go. Uh oh, uh, he's wrestled all over the world. So this guy has done stints in Japan. He's currently been in Mexico for the past like two years. He's wrestled in Europe. He did that show in uh, North Korea with Ultimo Dragon. He was on that wrestling Ultimo Dragon. Uh, match is not good. Uh, <laughs> don't watch it. I did. You don't have to. Uh, here's the thing. He's not particularly smooth, though. He's just this, like, thick, bald French dude. He's only 37, but uh, he's moving these days a little, like, he's a little bit older than that. Um and so, yeah, so that's Hetty. So who knows what exactly he's bringing here. Mikowski, uh, people know sort of from the indies and things like that. But Rich, did you know that he is a former MMA fighter with a 6-2 and two record? Ooh, I didn't. Okay, that changes everything because I was about ready to write down Hetty here winning this. I did not know Matt Mikowski was actually an MMA fighter. Okay. He's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And he has, honest to goodness, the weirdest entry on his MMA record that I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> okay. On May 31st, 2008, he defeated Nick Sarah, who I believe is brother of Matt Sarah, the guy uh, famous for knocking out GSP in the biggest upset of all time. He defeats Nick Sarah by, and I quote, wouldn't get up from butt scoot. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? 
So what happened was his opponent is a jujitsu guy, and Mikowski was piecing him up on the feet. Okay. And his opponent gets knocked down, and he stays on his butt, and he's trying to draw him in. Like, no, come in, let's grapple. And Mikowski says, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm piecing you up on the feet. Stand up. And so the ref tells him, you got to stand up. And the guy just keeps scooting at him on his butt to try to tie him up and bring him down, which I don't know if anyone's ever tried to do that to you. It's pretty easy to get away from. You back and... up slowly. <laughs> You're pretty much okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so he refused to stand up and the ref waved the fight off. Incredible. And is, is so and the so... official term is butt scoot? Are we sure? Like, is that what the... So it officially is listed on uh, SureDog, which is kind of the most official MMA website. They list it as a DQ win by wouldn't get up from butt. Oh, incredible. What a find. <laughs> is, this, this, is this available, by the way, as well? I don't know. It might be somewhere. I'd have to look. Uh, it did take place on a notable show, but it was in the prelims. So uh, it took place. Uh, okay, that could be tough then. Yeah, the show it was on was actually the first MMA show to ever air on network television. It was Elite XC primetime on CBS. Oh, was that the, the Herschel Walker? No, one this was one later? was, um, it was Kimbo Slice uh, in the main event against James Thompson. Uh, and it was Gina Carano's debut on a main card for mm, Elite okay, XC, okay. I believe. Um, well, someone's got to so, find this, hopefully, if they can. Because, yeah, that is an incredible... I, 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 mostly, I want to know if the referee, like, if, if the announcer... If, if that was the terminology used by everybody. It had to be. Because, like, it went into some official record as... And I'm looking at it right now, too. SureDog.com, Matt Mikowski, DQ, parentheses, wouldn't get up from butt scoot. So that's, like, that's the official... <laughs> you know, not DQ, and then that's it. Just, yeah, yep. I, I, I love it. I love it. it. I love that there's no referee wouldn't... listed as well, so it's kind of this vague, like, you know, some party or body said that, yeah, oh, this is this is incredible. What a find. Thank you. Let, let me check here. Oh. I got to type in my password here. I'm going to check UFC Fight Pass and see if indeed this show yeah, is Lead uh, XC primetime May 31st 2008. I'm looking yeah, unbelievable. That's awesome. Let's see here. And that was it. I look at that's it. That that was it for Nixera. He decided, "Fuck this. This is yep. stupid." And he's done. He he's like, "I'm again. done. I'm not yeah. doing this anymore." All right, here we go. Premier MMA. Somehow, ah, Elite XC not listed. Oh, damn it. I don't believe so. Unfortunately, it does not appear. We'll scroll a little bit more here because, of course, if this is available, you have to run and see it. But I'm not seeing it anywhere. And I don't know if that would have even aired. Oh, wait, here we go. Uh oh. Elite XC, Primetime. Ah, they only have the main card. Unfortunate. Okay, so I, if you look up, I will tell people, if you look up, um, wouldn't get up from Butt Scoot on, uh, <laughs> on Twitter, there is a uh, there is a GIF of it. It's weird. Okay, did you watch the GIF of this at all? I haven't, no. I'm even more confused now. So they're both standing up, actually. 
Oh. And Matt Sarah just falls on his ass. <laughs> and then the referee oh. just calls it. It's so weird. <laughs> I don't know anything about fighting. It it he like takes a bump. I don't I am I'm flabbergasted here, but yeah, if you look up uh you should probably just do this now. I need I need your you you understand fighting. I I need your type in wouldn't get up from butt scoot on uh on, on, on Twitter I'm... and I think you'll be able to find it. Or I you know what what's probably better? We're in a chat room right now. I will send it to you <laughs> as we speak. Much easier than me telling you to do this. Okay, it's from Mike's MMA Picks, uh, is All the right. Twitter account. Let's and see this here. I, I need your official. Oh, he just falls. <laughs> well, he took a bump. Like, <laughs> was there some like? So it appeared that what he was trying to do there was fake. Like he's throwing a kick. Like, oh, I'm trying to throw a kick, and he attempts to throw. A very lazy kick. And oh, then so your theory over. that like the referee's like, come on, you got to stand up. Yeah. So he stands up for half a second, throws a really weak looking kick, and then goes back into the. Yep. Got it. Okay. Because you can see Matt Mikowski at the same time, like puts his hands up in the air, like, come on, man, what are you doing? Like, let's go. Awesome. Yeah. Incredible. That's Incredible. Pretty amazing. And then Matt Sar- or Nick Sarah said, I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to go do something else <laughs> with my life. So. <laughs> All right, so there you go. So that, see the children. So. Who knew? Who knew that uh, this match uh, between a bald French guy and Matt Mikowski had so much background and so much history there? Uh, wow, I am actually now looking forward to this match a ton. And um, I, uh, man, I don't know who, who shoot fight wise. Oh, I, shoot fight Matt Mikowski, Mikowski for sure is like an actual fighter, line. yeah, and not just a yeah. Noki. Because Noki had this long thing where and, and people that you know. Where he liked guys that were like, oh, he's a fighter and a wrestler. But more times than not, those guys got their ass fucking handed to them in any real fight. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Matt Mikowski in a runaway going to win this one for sure. So, um, and I, I'm also going to guess Mikowski in the, in the, in the working sense too. But, uh, I don't know. Anoki I, is I on his deathbed though. So maybe if you want to give him one last, you know, <laughs> one last thing. Yeah, you might want to. Uh, oh, and it is Barnett. Oh, man. Hmm. That's true. Fuck, yeah. I think Eddie's might be winning this one. You can always build Mikowski back up. Exactly. On one. Right, right, right. All right, let's move on here to uh, uh, two names that should be familiar with a lot of people listening to this. Uh, Alex Coughlin and Royce Isaac. So Alex Coughlin, obviously the uh, New Japan uh, talent that's been over in uh, doing New Japan Strong over in L.A. Uh, as well has been participating in the recent blood sports. And Royce I- Isaacs, uh, former NWA wrestler, uh, also been pretty frequent in the more recent uh, blood sports. So where do you have this match going in terms of both a working and a, and a shooting sense between these two? Well, so working sense, this is actually a rematch from blood sport five. Uh, they're running it back. And so the story was Coglin came in with an injured neck. Now he's saying I'm a hundred percent. You won't be able to get me again. Isaacs is saying it was no fluke. I'm going to do it again. So the first match was exactly what I want from blood sport. It was dudes dropping each other on their heads, grabbing sick holds, slapping each other around. Uh, and this is this match work-wise is like perfect for me on this show where you've got a story. It's a very simple story of, hey, you beat me, but I was hurt, so you're never going to beat me again. And now the other guy's going to prove, no, I am going to beat you. And that's that. And the match is going to be good because the last one was good. With the pool of wrestlers and the shows and everything this WrestleMania weekend, honestly, I could see this match being a top 10 match of the weekend. I'd go that far. 
and, and they're two guys. What's and I'm right with you. These are two guys that try their you know really hard, like really work their ass off. Royce Isaacs always was that way, and Alex Coughlin is is the same way too. So I, I I'm with you. They they have some actual story here, like you said. There's a rematch. So there's that built in sort of equity there of like these two guys know each other. These guys have it, and, and yeah, there's no reason that you know, especially looking at this card, like there's not a lot of other matches that really stand out to me. So it's very possible those guys look at the card and say, hey, look, we have the opportunity to really stand out here and really bust their ass and make it this you know something special. So uh, I'm with you. I think this has a lot of potential to be really, really, really good. And I'm, I'm very, very excited uh, uh, to see what happens uh, in, in that match. As far as a, a shoot, um, I think Coughlin I, I would pick, but uh, they're pretty even, I'd say. Kind of a flip of the coin in, in a shooting sense. I, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go Isaacs on this one. Oh, okay. All right. And here's why. So Alex Coughlin and, you know, dojo guy for new japan out there training with shibata who i'm sure is kicking him around and he's getting some good work in however royce isaacs ncaa heavyweight wrestler at cornell oh i didn't know that okay never mind royce isaacs <laughs> in a runaway for sure okay <laughs> so i gotta think that uh you know they're they're rounds about the same size i think royce isaacs probably roughs him up there well i, I apologize to royce isaacs then i did not know yeah if you're any level of college wrestler <laughs> you could pretty much beat any human being um yes you know other than people that are above you in 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 you know division you know what division one and one NCAA titles but yeah if you're a a, a even a high school wrestler <laughs> at most points could <laughs> could more than more times than not but especially college <laughs> wrestler yeah forget it it's it, it's over here uh two men that I don't know that any of them have any uh shoot fighting experience whatsoever but a match I am very excited about nonetheless Rocky Romero versus Chavo Guerrero Jr this came out of nowhere with Chavo Guerrero getting booked uh, on Bloodsport. One of my favorite bookings of the entire weekend. Chavo Guerrero in a shoot fight. I love it. This is going to be so much fun. Uh, and you're actually wrong. Rocky Romero does indeed have 30 seconds of real fight experience. <laughs> you're right. I forgot. Speaking of Anoki <laughs> sending his guys in to die, Rocky Romero. Yeah. <laughs> he got knee barred in 30 seconds in Brazil for a promotion <laughs> called Jungle Fight in 2004. Jesus Christ. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Rocky, he's been everywhere. He's got that MMA submission kick heavy style. His match against Grimm is one of the matches where I would say, you know, the opponent really helped Grimm step it up for a blood sport match. A really good, fun, exciting match. Uh, and Rocky did so many little things in that match that no one else even thinks to do like the, he played into the fact that he's never done this before so grim gets him in a hold and what's rocky do he goes to reach for the ropes but the ropes aren't there and now he's got to figure out another way to get out of the hold and it was just like little things like that the don't necessarily think to do that i thought he did really well and i mean chavo what can you say about Chavo? He's a legend. Everybody knows who he is. He's as sound a fundamentals guy as you're going to find. Uh, you know, this has a chance to, again, be pretty good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think that a lot of it is going to depend. I have no worry about Rocky whatsoever. I think Rocky knows what he's doing. Like you said, if you look at what he did in Bloodsport, he was able to kind of adhere to the style very well. He's a guy who definitely gets it, understands the concept, understands everything. That would be my only reservation about Chavo is does he understand kind of what 
Bloodsport is all about. Is he is he aware of kind of what it's about? Is he aware of how he should tailor his game towards that? Or is he going to go out there and just try to work a normal match, but then also kind of try to, you know, patchwork in like a fake shoe fight? That's, that's my biggest thing. I don't know. We'll know pretty quickly. We'll know a few seconds into this match what kind of Chavo Guerrero we're going to get, and I think that will determine it. Because if it's a Chavo that gets it, that understands, oh, I get this concept, oh, no, no problem, or is aware of it, or watched the old blood sports, and has been talking to Rocky or whatever, this has a chance, I think, to be really, really good. Because like you said, that wrestling psychology could really work out in this sense. And these are two guys that obviously get that. Uh, it, it's it, A lot of it's going to be what Chavo, what effort Chavo is going to bring in and how, how much he gets the concept of blood sport. And if he does... I think it has a chance to be really, really, really good. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. We don't know how much experience Chavo has with the Yave style. <laughs> right. So, yeah, we don't know. He's, he's watching his tapes right now, of course. Yeah, he's, he's pouring through his uh, Negro Navarro tapes right now to try to figure out what to do here. <laughs> I mean, he might. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's Chavo. Maybe? Like, yeah, it's, it's, I wouldn't put it past Chavo. I mean, he's, he's a guy. And he's definitely a guy who always like knew where he was and worked to the level of where he was. Because you could tell in some yep. of those WWE days, he knew. He's like, they don't want me to do anything. I'm just going to go in there. And <laughs> I'm do, Kerwin know. White. Who right. Cares? Yeah, who, nobody you? gives a shit. But then you see him in other places, and sometimes he does put uh, some pretty good effort in there. So I'm very excited uh, to see what happens here. I'll move on to the women's side here. Oh, uh, wait, 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 oh. wait, wait. Oh, if shoot. Yeah, shoot fight. Uh, ooh, ooh. What do you think? I think this just ends with, like, after, like, 30 minutes, and then they just stop, and then they just get drinks together or something like i don't see these men ever really fighting like you know what i mean chavo seems like a very nice guy and rocky's like way too nice as well like i i i don't know i can't imagine these men fighting i just can't like i, I don't know how much like cardio rocky's still got in the tank like you've only ever seen him do things in short bursts so this might just be like two uncles fighting at the family barbecue right and then eventually and then like everyone's just like a... all right guys come on and then they get up and then they just drink beers together without their shirts <laughs> exactly. on and it's like yeah cool they <laughs> end up in a double headlock and they're both just too tired to move who knows that's yeah unfortunately i can't give a winner the winner is all of us for for you know watching them and, and <laughs> yeah you're right the the old uncles you know they they shirts are off it's like you know an outdoor barbecue and then yeah 20 minutes later they're just back you know chilling sitting talking about the fight you know type stuff out of it. so uh let's move on to the women's uh one of the women's matches here uh allison k versus masha slamovich we can tell us about allison k versus masha slamovich so allison k has been on a few of the blood sports shows uh, she was part of that tournament. Did she win that tournament? I don't remember. I th at the super spreader event. Think, <laughs> I think she did. But let me let me clarify that. Oh no, she didn't. She lost to Lindsay Snow in the final. Oh, interesting. Huh. Okay. So um, yeah, she's done a few matches. They've always kind of underwhelmed me because mm -hmm. I, I like she's you know she's this bigger gal that seems tough, and so I always want her to be this you know, serious butt kicking bully. And I never feel like I really get that from her. Um, and then kind of in the same vein, I, I don't know. I I've only watched a little bit of Masha. I, I watched one of her matches with Layla Hirsch and it was a 10 minute match that felt like it was 20 minutes long. Uh, but what was interesting was Layla ate her lunch in that match. Like, Charisma-wise, work-wise, Masha sort of got this strong woman vibe, but then nothing that she does actually looks that mm -hmm. tough. Yeah, the name and the look is awesome. And you're like, oh, she's going to rule. And then she comes out, and it's just kind of 
I'm right with you. It's very, very underwhelming of what I've seen from her so far. But it, it seems like she has all the re- like she's got all of that part of it. Like she understands the 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 look. She understands like the name. She understands like the the you know she carries herself that way. But like you said, the second the bell rings, it's just kind of like oh, all right. it just kind of gets lost uh, a little bit. So that that is worrying. That is definitely a little worrisome uh, in this match. And I, I'm right with you on the Allison K thing as well. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. This would be a good opportunity for them to both kind of prove us wrong and just go out there and and, and really beat the hell out of each other and and, and show what they can do. But um, I I have the same thought that you did. So I'm I'm going in very, very cautiously optimistic about this one. I could see this kind of being, you know, it's modern Kojima versus modern Tenzan, but then also in slow motion. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm Yeah. It's kind of what I'm thinking. It might and look like. the thing with Allison K is, I know that she she like trains MMA, but it's like to me, and and I I don't mean to disparage anybody who does it. I don't mean to disparage her at all. But she definitely the way that she participates in these blood sports, it looks like somebody who like you know trains MMA for cardio and for workouts and kind of does what she would do in like a a class or whatever. But she does it in in this, and I think it always it always looks weird. It always looks like she's kind of thinking her next step. While the the mat or the fight is going on or whatever, and it just it comes across looking as you said really kind of slow and plodding, and it's just kind of yeah you 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 can sense like her trainer telling her okay now transition to this okay now we're gonna do this type stuff where it never feels like it's natural for her when she's in these yeah exactly totally agree so uh, as far as a shoot fight uh, I don't know <laughs> I think. I mean, Elson K obviously has the size advantage, but like you said, I think Masha, uh, I, I don't know. I, I really, I'm honestly not sure. I know Elson does train a little bit, but uh, I, I don't know nothing about the background of, uh, of yeah, Masha. I, so. This is just going totally by feel. I feel like Allison would have more want to, and so that 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 would be my pick. All right, move on now. A few more matches here. Leo Rush versus Yoya. What can you tell us about Yoya? I, know, I think everybody knows about Leo Rush. We understand Leo Rush. What the hell can you tell us about Yoya? So, Yoya is very tiny. Leo is going to be significantly larger than this man. Yoya is 5'2", 118. Uh, so, he is too small for any weight class that the UFC has. Um, he is I, capable at the technical part of wrestling, but he's still obviously a little green. He's only been a wrestler for two years. So, you know, things like putting a match together and things like that, he's not quite there yet, but I've seen him, like, he does moves and they look good. Uh, but here's the thing for him. He has a background in Taekwondo going back to eighth or ninth grade. Oh, and so, okay, okay, yeah. So he's kind of, this is a show perfectly set for him and Leo Rush is his dream opponent. Out of everyone in the world, he was like, I want Leo Rush. <laughs> it's awesome. And that got, he didn't even tell that to like Josh Barnett. He told that to someone else. And then he saw GCW tweet out the match graphic for him versus Leo Rush. And that's how he found out that this match was happening. That's an awesome story. That's really cool. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at him right now, and yeah, he is a tiny, tiny man, a very small, very skinny man. Uh, but yeah, I'm actually. Oh, so if, if if you know, would you tell me that? Which I did not know. If he's going in with a bunch of effort, and Leo Rush knows that this is a guy that really looks up to him, I could see this being awesome. And I, and and Leo Rush is is definitely a guy who can sometimes be hit or miss. Uh, but when he's not doing the black heart thing, when he's not doing his kind of over the top, you know, I used to be in WWE gimmick and he's just Leo Rush, the independent wrestler, he usually brings his A game. So I am very much looking forward to this match now, knowing uh, that Yoya 
uh, you know, looks up to him in that way. And that, you know, he's got a real background as well. So it's like, it'll be an interesting thing that Leo Rush can probably put the match together in a way, but I think Yoya might kind of lead the the charge because he actually knows how to make it look, you know, natural and look good and, and, and do all that sort of stuff. So uh, I'm into this now. Uh, I'm into this. And I like Leo Rush playing the heavy here <laughs> role. He could very rarely right. play, but as the big man, Leo Rush, uh, I'm interested to see how this works out. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of a sneaky contender for match of the night. They both have good for, uh, good footwork, so they're going to use a lot of that. Should be fast-paced, a lot of counters, a lot of kicks. I could see this looking like a, you know, match from the actual Bloodsport movie or something like that, where just sort of totally unrealistic Taekwondo or something like that. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be really fun. Uh, and a shoot fight sense, there's no doubt that Yo-Yo would, would destroy Leo. Oh Rush, yeah, right? I think he wrecks him. <laughs> I, I, I don't think Leo Rush has any background at all. I don't, I don't think so either. So, uh, three more matches here: Schlack versus Super Beast. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. So Schlack is here. That's that's a a thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this about Schlack: I have seen death matches where he's used amateur wrestling holds before. So you know that's kind of weird, but there's that. Um, he is a little more athletic than he looks, I guess. Uh, got a feeling he's going to gas here because every time I've seen him, he's gassed. <laughs> 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 Will a light tube be used in Bloodsport for the first time ever? Yes or no? <laughs> That's it. Ooh, it would be interesting. If anybody, I feel like Super Beast is the guy to kind of bring it out of him. Right, yeah. And you can totally see, like, yeah, Schlack, like, you know. Is like no 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 it's it's blood sport it's a fight and then super beast comes out with a light tube which slacks like all right I didn't know we were doing that let's do that and they just hit each other with light tubes for <laughs> a few minutes and then you know a, a, a Fujiwara armbar or something like that to end the match or so um, yeah I don't know I have no idea about any of these men's history I have no idea what to expect here uh, I'm very very curious what this is going to be and and and, and how it's going to look. It's going to be sloppy and awkward in a way that could either be terrible or it could be very entertaining. Yes, we'll with see. no in between. There's like literally no chance yeah, that exactly. it's just like a boring, ah, yeah, that was a match that existed. It's either going to be absolutely awesome, the best thing on Bloodsport, or the absolute worst thing and absolute, you know, just th- flies in the face of everything that Bloodsport speaks uh, speaks tape. for. <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> we'll see here. Uh, moving on now, uh, KZT. Oh, wait, but oh, then sorry. Uh, shoot fight. Uh, between the Schlack and the Super Beast. Mm. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, maybe the Super Beast. It's tough with the mask, but he looks like he's just more fit. So yeah, I, I like think from a, from a pure fitness standpoint, yeah, I don't think, like you said, I don't think Schlack can actually like move more than like, <laughs> you know, two feet or for move for more than like three minutes at a time. So uh, I think Super Beast would, would by, by mere attrition, would, uh, would probably win that one, so. All right, uh, KZT versus Johnny Kai, or Janai Kai. So this is an interesting one. It was so freaking hard to find anything about this KZT person. Uh, What I ended up finding was I know way more about her career outside the ring than I know about her career inside the ring because there is no trace of her. Cage match has nothing. She was in Women of Wrestling, the new uh, incarnation of that, owned by uh, Jeannie Buss, owner of the Lakers. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, So she's in that. She's part of a group called Exile, who is led by Malia Hosaka. Throwback there. Uh, She works under the name Exodus there. But as far as I can tell, she's only appeared on one episode. And that was an episode where their group did a run-in on the tag champs. 
and that's it. And I can't find a, even video of that run in. Like, there's nothing. Um, but I do know that she's a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt. Mm, okay. Uh, okay. And is fairly accomplished at Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So she has won. She hasn't won anything at black belt, but she does have some legitimate wins at purple and brown. Uh, and so this isn't Dom Guarini rolling out there with his purple belt. This is a legitimate Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. So she's got that going for her. So that's that's pretty good. And uh, Janai Kai is a martial artist as well, correct? Yes, she is a Taekwondo black belt. Okay. Uh, oh, all right. Actually, yeah, she's actually in, in an intergender team with Yoya. They're called like Yokai. Um, I did find out in my research, Janai Kai once competed on the sexiest show ever uh, <laughs> in a battle royal. <laughs> she was in a battle royal. Is that royal. an official claim? Can, can, can they officially say that that was the sexiest show ever? Do we know that? I don't know, but that was the name of it. Okay. Right. Uh, but this battle Bold royal. Claim. Bold claim, but okay. Right? I don't know what it did to, <laughs> I, I don't want to know what the main event was. But the uh, the battle royal included... Rich, have you heard of the Puerto Rican hound dog? I have not heard of the Puerto Rican hound dog, no. <laughs> well, I can tell Apparently you that sexy, one of though. his... Right? One of his signature moves, though, decidedly unsexy, is the pooper scooper. Mm, okay. uh, <laughs> 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 uh, so basically, she does a lot of really showy kicks in the ring, and they look pretty good. Uh, what is really interesting is that her look is perfect for blood sport because her normal ring gear she looks ready for the kumite like she's got the tassels and the wrist tape and the whole deal and the headband and all of it uh and so this is like this is exactly meant for both of these women they're perfect for this uh for this space yeah, looking at looking at both of these these women now I'm very excited about this match cuz yeah, I, uh, KZT looks pretty awesome it looks like somebody who's definitely going to take this seriously uh and janai kai that is an awesome look yeah she looks awesome right. i am went in with zero expectations of this match and now I, I i absolutely cannot wait for this one and this is this is one where i think it'll be interesting to see and, and, and test our theory that we were talking about at the beginning of do you make it do you do you try to tell these women hey make it look as close as possible to what you would do in your actual training or do you say hey do what you would do in a pro wrestling sense but turn it up to 10 or yeah th i'm very very interested in this one because these these are like two of like legitimately look like the the better best looks and and potentially like the most accomplished you know definitely of the women's side definitely the most accomplished of the of the actual women as well with both being black belts oh yeah absolutely it's you know this is as striker striker versus grappler as it gets that's sort of the age-old mixed martial arts you know combat and uh so i expect you know they're gonna work it that way for sure the question will be how realistic do they try to be do they try to have some fun with it what's exactly that gonna look like uh and then our main event oh sorry uh shoot fight between these two i don't know uh Jiu-Jitsu versus uh, karate. I'm probably going to go to the Jiu-Jitsu person instead of the karate. I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for that. People are going to get upset. Or Taekwondo. Sorry, she's Taekwondo. Um, yeah. I'm probably going to get some, – some Taekwondo person is going to get very upset. But if I said the Taekwondo girl, some British Jiu-Jitsu guy would get really upset too. So I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> presuming that Janai Kai doesn't have any Jiu-Jitsu or wrestling training, then – 
Yeah, KZT is going to maul her in a real fight. Because she do like a jump because... kick and then she just grab her leg and fucking <laughs> submit her yeah, in two like, seconds, right? <laughs> we've seen what happens. Hoist Gracie was out there choking everybody for just UFC after UFC when the whole thing popped off. Like, of course, it's the jujitsu player. Uh, and then now, finally, our main event, the uh, very, very highly anticipated match between Josh Barnett and John Moxley. What are you, uh, what are you looking forward to in, in this match? Oh man, I mean this is this is so good. I'm so mad that I'm not going to be there live for this one because I was supposed to be last year. <laughs> and it's going to rule. Like I don't know how this could possibly not be awesome. And I'll say this about Moxley, and you've already seen him now in a couple blood sport matches and they've been pretty good and he let Davy Boy Smith elbow just the blood right out of his forehead in that one match which was crazy. Um, but John Moxley, even in AEW, I've found his grappling and all of that to be sneaky great. Like, I know he's training at Extreme Couture out there in Las Vegas where he lives. And man, give me that sort of realistic violence that he brings over a bunch of goofy holds any day. Like, man, I even... I'll admit, I will own up to this, I liked the Hager match. I know almost no one else did. I went four flat. I really liked that match a lot. Uh, and it's because there was like a lot of good, realistic grappling, but it wasn't, I didn't, at least for me, I didn't think it was too just, you know, MMA uh, simulation out there. Um, but, you know, his Dickinson match that he had, at first, it kind of started that way, and then it, you know, it got a little intense. And I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, this is all right. Oh, this is pretty good. Okay, actually, this match rules. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was in the same incredible. life cycle uh, in that match. And yeah, I think the the thing that Moxley gets it gets Bloodsport, I think, more than almost anybody else. Even even probably more than Josh Barnett does as well. Like, because yeah. he goes out there and he just tries his ass off. And nothing, like, technically, like you said, nothing looks technically, like, perfect. But it, you, you, you believe that when you're watching this, that it is Jonathan Good, the, the man playing John Moxley, that's just like, all right, let's fucking, let's do this thing. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it, he, yep. he pretend he's, you believe that in his mind, he believes that this is kind of a shoot fight. But also kind of, you know, he'll, he'll rear back on some certain... But, like, yeah, he's not out there, like, really being technically sound, but he knows enough to make it look pretty good. And he knows enough to kind of try and, and, and work it. So, yeah, he... He more than again anybody else, I think, gets blood sport, understands blood sport, and just excels at the style. And 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 even though the guy probably isn't that much of a real badass because he's such a badass pro wrestling character, that he's able to kind of make it appear as so when he's in these kind of pseudo shoot fight things. So yeah, Moxley is just the, the best in these. I, I I anticipate every single match that he has in blood sport. And this one, I mean, especially against Josh Barnett, who who is probably going to be kind of the the try hard and 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 I mean this in a good way. I mean this in definitely the the best way possible. The guy. Who's going to go out there and be the tryhard, you know, John, you don't know what you're doing out here. You don't know what you're doing. And Moxley, you know, will take him down or something just by pure guile. And that'll piss off Josh Barnett. And then things will kind of go from there. And that's that I'm way looking forward to. Well, and both of these men are insane. Like, yes. I think just legitimately <laughs> have screws loose. And so it much like the Suzuki match that Barnett had, where they just were legit just hitting each other in the face as hard as they could for stretches of that. I see no reason why that's not happening here. Like, if they both come out of this bleeding, I'm not going to be even a little surprised. Uh, they're just going to go out there and just go to war. It's going to be complete insanity. 
I cannot wait. Yeah, great main event. Highly anticipated. I, 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 you know, it sucks that obviously last year happened, but but now we're like you know a year and a half in the making on this match. Moxie chomping at the bit to, to do this match. Barnett obviously trying to do it as well. So yeah, I cannot wait. Uh, to see this main event, and I'm not even going to dignify the who would win a shoot fight <laughs> question with the response here because it's clearly John Moxley, Jonathan Good, you know, former deathmatch wrestler, of course. I mean, he's a, you know former AEW champion. Yeah, he's a world champion. <laughs> like you know, recently Josh Barnett he won his IWGP title years ago. So yeah, there's there's no doubt in my mind that uh, one John Moxley would uh, <laughs> wipe the floor with uh, Josh Barnett. But uh, yeah, we don't we don't even need to mention that one. I think Barnett would win in about I don't know four seconds, maybe. <laughs> like, it would it would be short. Yes, yeah. it would be very short. <laughs> Not be very long. Uh, so that is Josh Barnett's Bloodsport Six. I think we've we've discussed every possible angle uh, of this show, uh, Jeremy. What uh, overall, like, what, what can we? Let's say there's somebody listening that has never watched a Bloodsport before. What do you think? At least with your best guess, that we're gonna. What, what will you take away from this this Bloodsport Six when you're done watching it? I think the takeaways are going to be that be, with some of the names that are on this show that we're talking about and saying, like, actually, this match sounds really fun. They were people that I had never heard of before I started researching this. So I think one of the sneaky takeaways from this show may be actually there is some hope on the indies that there are some people floating around still even after the talent raids now granted after this show they're probably all going to get signed by aew or wwe so maybe that won't last too long um i think that will be one and then i think too that i think this show's just gonna be fun is what i'm hoping that if you're looking for a show that you can just enjoy this hopefully is going to be it it's hopefully going to have the hottest crowd this will probably be the largest crowd outside of maybe spring break although now who knows what's going on with spring break uh and so yeah like i think this blood sport's going to be the show that you watch and there's going to be a whole bunch of people there getting covid and you're going to feel like man wrestling's coming back yeah it, it, on paper i was actually a little bit you know i've always i always anticipate a blood sport especially during wrestlemania weekend i think it's one of the the, the more fun events yeah i went to one live and it was probably my you know second or third favorite show that weekend only because you know i saw a freaking new japan for wrestling at, you know madison square garden <laughs> or whatever so it's like it's hard to kind of compete with that and i saw a really really good takeover but right after that was blood sport it's just a totally different atmosphere uh and a really really cool thing that these guys do and even in light of like in the last year you know the pseudo shoot work thing that's kind of been popping up with a lot of indies as well with paradigm and and what's actually interesting about this weekend as well and we, we did not talk about it uh yet is that you have a few ICW doing their no holds barred pit fighter series here and and uh, and they're doing two shows uh, with that and, uh, and 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 some other companies that have kind of started to to dabble a little bit in this style it, it it's it's still to me uh Bloodsport does stand out above those and I think the production values the the names and all that sort of stuff does stand out to me and does kind of differentiate themselves from the competition the like paradigm and, and and as I said ICW doing this no holds barred pit fighter stuff and a few other companies but yeah there's definitely there's definitely a pressure now for Bloodsport to continue uh, to deliver on these shows because there are so many other companies kind of doing the same sort of style and the same sort of thing uh, that Bloodsport is. I mean, it is it is in, it indicative of them to just continue to bring the A game and, and, and make their shows blow away show. So I, I'm hoping that, you know, this one on Thursday, April 8th uh, is exactly the same as well. So Absolutely. Uh, so, Jeremy, before we go, do you want to uh, get your plugs out of the way and then uh, people can uh, follow you and uh, read your, your work or your musings? Yeah, so I'm on Twitter at Jeremy Sexton, where I will only disappoint you. Uh, and 
Yeah, I you know write intermittently for Voices of Wrestling, um, and occasionally repair the website. And uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you by the way for that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's if I'm if I have something, it'll be on the Twitter, and I'll share it all around, and you can see it wherever it goes. Um, that that's my plugs. There you go. Anyway, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport Six, obviously a part of the collective, streaming on Fight TV, also on the Fight Collective package, Cuban Club. Uh, Thursday, April 8th at 8 p.m. Jeremy, thank you so much. Thank you. Support for the Voices of Wrestling WrestleMania weekend previews also come from our friends at ExpressVPN, the world's largest premium VPN service provider founded all the way back in 2009, one of the most reliable VPNs you can find. Over 3,000 servers in 160 VPN server locations in over 94 countries. Easy-to-use apps for Windows, Mac, Android, and iOS, as well as platforms that other VPN companies do not support. Linux, Android TV, Amazon Fire TV, routers, browser extensions for Chrome and Firefox. It is the only provider that unblocks streaming services, not just on the VPN, but also using media streamer on devices like Apple TV, PlayStation, Xbox, and smart TVs. ExpressVPN has best-in-class encryption and allows you to access content anywhere free of geo-restrictions. Use it on Disney+, Hulu, HBO Max, Netflix, and most importantly, WWE Network. So if you're ready ready to ditch Peacock, you're not really loving what you're seeing out of Peacock, ExpressVPN can help you. VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Express is how you can sign up today. Access WWE Network from anywhere in the world that's not America because well, we're stuck with Peacock right now. <laughs> so uh, anyway, Blazing Fast Speeds, 24-7 customer support through their live chat. Unconditional 30-day money-back guarantee. So if things do not work for you, you can't get it to work. Their support chat can't help you. Unconditional 30-day money-back guarantee. You can also have five simultaneous connections as well. A huge network, as we said, of VPN servers, works on every device, works on Netflix, world-class privacy and security, unblocks popular services. You can stream sports directly as well if you're an LB fan. Uh, obviously, we mentioned this with LB you know, kicking off hot and heavy. Great opportunity to, hey, you're, you're in your local market, you can't watch an MLB, MLB TV. That's not true. You can watch with Express. Uh, VPN. They also have a wide range of payment methods, including international credit cards, PayPal, Bitcoin, UnionPay, Alipay, and all the other good stuff as well. You can sign up on your terms as well as they have year plans, one-month plans, uh, additional shorter plans as well. So whatever you want to do, whatever plan wants to work for you, they will make it work. Again, as we said, 30-day unconditional money-back guarantee and 24-7 customer support through live chat. So ExpressVPN uh, can get you back to your normal WWE network and can do so much more for you as well. Voicesofwrestling.com slash express is how you're going to get started there. Voiceswrestling.com slash express is how you get started on ExpressVPN. We thank them, of course, for their support of the WrestleMania Weekend Preview Series. All right, and our guest now is Kevin Hare. You can follow him on Twitter at Stan underscore underscore Hanson. Kevin, what's going on? How's it going, Rich? Not too bad, not too bad. So uh, as I'm doing with all of these, uh, I want to uh, get your experiences with WrestleMania weekend, actually attending a WrestleMania weekend. And with you, I, I know that you've been, like a lot of people, I'm saying, hey, have you ever been to WrestleMania weekend? Uh, I'm fairly certain you were at one because I sat next to you at a show for <laughs> four hours. So <laughs> yes, I know for a fact you were in New York. So I know you were at that <laughs> WrestleMania weekend. Did, did you go to any others except for that one? 
Yeah, so I've been to five. Whoa, okay. Um, I thought you were going to say yeah. two or two or three, five. <laughs> Damn, all I, right. I think it's – so it was the first New York, um, Dallas, Orlando, New Orleans, and then the last New York. The last New York, I, I didn't – I was only there for two days, so I didn't – it wasn't quite like the other weekends where I did everything. But, I mean, it counts. Absolutely, yeah. So that's uh, what, maybe. What are some of your favorite memories of, of actually attending a, a WrestleMania weekend? You were not going this year, right? I, I don't think anybody. Right. I, I don't think I, anybody I, we I know was, going, is going. Right. So. I, I was going to go to last year. I had everything sorted, but um, obviously, I nobody went. And then this year, a friend of mine lives there, so he he. I think he might be going to some of the stuff. So he was like, "Hey, you should come." And I'm like, "You know what." I'm good. 2020, 2022, baby. I'll be there. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. And that's California. So maybe not even that one either, because that's a whole different, that seems like it would be a, a bit overwhelming, but, but yeah, I mean, it just not even that. Like, I just don't want to, the WrestleMania weekend is like so cool to me. It's been such a like great that I don't want one that's like halfway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So even though like I want to go back to things, even beyond just the obvious, just on a selfish level, like I don't want it to be halfway. So, Absolutely. but my favorite, my favorite, uh, Dallas and New Orleans were both incredible. Um, Dallas was kind of peak as far as like a perfect storm of a lot of guys that were about to break out or a lot of things that were about to break out, just all convalescing, and everything was NXT, Evolve, and Ring of Honor and high spots were all within like a five to ten minute walk from each other. So it was incredible where you could just camp out there, go see everything, and then it was awesome. Um, I think that New Orleans was better. New Orleans was the coolest town ever for WrestleMania. I think everyone should be there. When this is all over, I think WWE owes it to everybody to go back there. But uh, I don't know if they will. But uh, perf- like cool city, obviously. And then the shows were all – it was the peak spring break show. It was the um, – kind of the last hurrah for Evolve. It was the biggest high spots weekend with WrestleCon and stuff. So it's just like everything just kind of, it feels like a lot of ways, like we're two or three years on and it feels kind of the peak of the Indies. Mm-hmm. If not the, if not the peak of the Indies, kind of like the last stand as we are right now. Cause you had progress when it was still around and you know, you had Walter there. You had it like, it was kind of, it kind of felt like the last one where everything was just like, important and big where last year was a little bit more watered down and then this year's or sorry 2019 was a little more watered down and then this year's yeah absolutely no no that's i I, what i remember vividly about that wrestlemania weekend is that yeah the progress was there i think rev pro was there evolve was there ring of honor you know i mean it was just like the absolute and then you also had like kind of this growing other scene with Game Changer Wrestling and with Joey Janela's yeah. Spring Break. And it's like, oh, you have, like, the established indies that have been doing this now for four, five, six years or whatever at this point, or in some cases, like, a decade uh, with Ring of Honor. And they're all putting on big shows. And now you have this other little guy that's now kind of growing and growing and growing. And like you said, that 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 one year, that felt like, you know, that 2018 yeah. year felt like the Joey Janela Spring Break. I think it's and, 20. God only knows what year it is anymore at this point. I know. 2019 is ridiculous. Yeah, you're going to say last year a bunch. He means 2019. Yeah. I'm going to say last year a bunch. I mean 2019 yeah. as well. But, uh but um, yeah, and, and I all I forgot with New Orleans, I did not go to Ring of Honor, but it was the biggest Ring of Honor show of all time. And I did go to NXT, which was one of the best, if not the best, NXT shows of all time yeah. too. So it was just like all sorts of. It was just kind of the perfect storm where, and at the time you like, oh yeah, this is a big weekend. And then in hindsight, you you just kind of step back and be like, 
I can't believe how crazy that weekend was. Yeah, that Joe Jones spring break too. You know, kind of lo- you know looking at the the card now as as we're going through here. I mean, the main event obviously the the Janela great Sasuke. I mean that that just stands right. for itself. The clusterfuck, which was a hell of a lot of fun this year as well. PCO and Walter, like one of the one of the bigger indie matches that entire year. Really, kind of a game changing, uh, you know, for for that guy. And then you know Nick Gage versus Penta, you know Pentagon Junior Penta L Zero M or whatever the hell. I, I I think that's what he was called at that time too. Yeah, I don't even um, remember. What there's also called. a David Starr and Mike Quackenbush match, but we'll just we'll just pass over that. One. Well, at the time it was. <laughs> It was great. <laughs> Fantastic. Was cool, two, two tremendous wrestlers, two uh, not tremendous human beings. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was thinking here, I'm like, yeah, I'm about to I'm about to tell Rich that like the first half of that show was like one of the best shows of all time. Like it was the second half wasn't great, but the first half was special. But I kind of forgot one of the reasons why. Yeah, right, you, right. Uh, it was also Matt Riddle you, versus right. James Ellsworth too. So there, I mean, there was right. you know, <laughs> wasn't the best. I mean, great, good. A lot of good wrestlers that we uh, have have come to find are not maybe uh, right. uh, the best human beings in the world. But uh, so speaking of you know, we're talking spring break here. Let's let's jump to the 2022 uh, version of spring breaks. So now this is the first year, if if I'm remembering correctly, because the first year out of 2017. That was Joey Janela's spring break, and every other one since then has been officially Joey Janela's spring break. Mm-hmm. They're breaking from that branding on this year's show, and I would say for a pretty decent reason. But but I'll I'll, I'll see you know what you think uh, about it as well. We're, right now we're doing our spring break five, and if you actually look at the graphics, you look at everything, it's RSP spring break. So it's 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 for Ricky Shane Page, and it says it's sponsored by or presented by you know four four Ohio. So you, you you got that in there. You got all the kind of the RSP. Uh, branding around there. What do you think about it not being Joey Janela's spring break anymore? Moving away from Joey Janela's spring break. He's on the show. Like, he's on the show. He's still yeah. an important part of the show. But what do you think about going the direction of making Ricky Shane Page and, and, and you know, just kind of taking it, not necessarily taking it away from Joey Janela, but at least going in a different direction with, with the well, branding? Well, they did take it away from Joey Janela because the reason why it's RSP is because Janela and RSP had a match last month for the belt. Mm-hmm. And the stipulation was if, um, Janela lost, then Ricky Shane Page got spring break. So at least kayfabe wise, that's why they, that's why it's RSP spring break, RS spring break, whatever, however they're branding it. So um, I feel like it's going to end somehow with Janela getting it back, but I don't know for sure. Um, I think it makes sense this year. Um, you know, maybe to the casual fan or somebody just dropping in, you might not really realize what's uh, like understand why it's RSP or know who RSP is or anything like that. But I think that really within the canon of GCW and with the one major storyline they've really had for the past few years, I think that it does make sense that, you know, the last thing that RSP could take away from the fans is spring break. So of course might as well do it, especially this year when who knows what WrestleMania weekend really looks like and, you're probably not worried as much about fans being there. Um, if there was ever to be a year to kind of change the direction a little bit, you might as well try this year. So yeah, um, and and yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah, I, I kind of agree as well because one of the one of the points I was going to bring up here is you you know you go and look at past you know Joey Janela's spring breaks and you know the original one was like you know Dan Severin and Matt Riddle and Marty Jannetty and those sort of guys that were in there it was it, it kind of established from the opening you know uh, of, of the entire series that you know gonna, there's going to be you know good indie matches matches that you know kind of fit into the GCW you know family or whatnot but they're also going to bring in some old stars they're going to have some fun like that and like you said the Apex probably bringing great Sasuke in there and having you know Joey Janela and Sasuke go to twenty five thirty 
30 minute match or whatever after you know four hour show or whatever that right. at 4 a.m which is like he, a pure you know whatever joey janelle yeah, spring race gonna the be hotel at 5 a.m <laughs> right but that's you know that's kind of what it is you know it's, it, it, right. it feels like it belongs there uh and then spring break you know obviously in, in in 2019 had you know it's ups and downs i think you know doing it as a two-part show maybe hurt it a little bit but you know you had takamichi noku there you had uh you know virgil who showed up as you know Starman for, for a brief moment as yeah. well shijiro otani was there like there was enough of the older guys in yeah, there to make it was, fun and... especially that one was a lot of the like kind of the um appealing to the cool internet like japanese wrestling fan especially the first night of it so they brought in and then the main event was had takeda in it and that, that was also the invisible man versus the invisible right, yeah. stand match so <laughs> so it always kind but of felt like had, yeah oh sorry go ahead oh no i was just gonna say going back to what you're saying then the one last year during the collective it was more of just like a what we would expect like an indie super show from a few years ago to be like it wasn't really as much like the other shows with bringing in weird matches and stuff. It was just kind of almost like a PWG type of show. Right, right. And that's, and that's, I think, why I agree with you that it's probably the best year to do this story. Not only because Ricky Shane Page, obviously, and we'll, we'll talk about the main event here uh, right now. Not only is he like the one of the biggest stories and in part of the biggest storylines of you know GCW and of the independence right now, arguably the top story going on in the independence, the longest running story uh, going on in the independence. So it works from that level too, but it also kind of works because this show on paper, it doesn't feel like those other Joey Janela spring breaks and it really can't feel like that. You know what I mean? There was always that right. a little bit of an international flair to the old other Joey Janela spring breaks. There was always a little bit of the throwback flair to the other spring breaks. This one doesn't have that. There's some fun matchups on here. There's some interesting things, but again, it just feels like kind of your run of the mill indie show. So it might be the best year to kind of say, Hey, well, this is kind of weird, so it's like not necessarily Joey Janela's spring break. It's a spring break show, but it's not him. And like, there's ways that in kayfabe you can kind of play it off as well. To, to, to so people know that the lineage of the Joey Janela spring break will ho- hopefully still live on after this, but that this was kind of a one year weird sort of break thing. And 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 I don't mind that story if that's you know how they want to sell it because it's it this card's good. I like the card. Like on paper, there's some stuff that I'm really excited about. It doesn't feel like a Joey Janela spring break though. It feels like a totally different right. show. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It doesn't – I mean, Joey Janela, um, it wasn't as much like the New York year because that was when he was coming back. But generally, it was built around a Joey Janela dream match type of thing, and this year is not that. So um, even just that right there is kind of a different direction. So let's talk about a few of the matches on this show. So uh, one match that, that recently uh, just got announced, I know we're, we're pretty excited about this one, uh, Gringo Loco, Black Taurus, and Arez versus uh, Laredo Kid, Dragon Bane, uh, and Aramis. Uh, that sounds awesome. That seems that that to me feels like a little bit more of the Joey Janela Spring Break throwback, where you know you would have your ha 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 fun matches, but you would also have like, oh, this match is going to be fucking awesome. Like it's just going to be a bunch of guys that do shit. Uh, and this is certainly your bunch of guys do shit match <laughs> of the Spring yeah. Break show for sure. Yeah, this is not just a Spring Break type of match, but like, um, you know, the WrestleCon Super Shows, they would always have like one or two like just crazy lucha matches or multi man matches. It's the same type of thing. Um, this is kind of the version of it. So I think that this really fits into the lineage of the WrestleMania multi-man match, like from Dragon Gate and Ring of Honor to through the WrestleCon shows, through everything there. Like this is the type of match that you go to WrestleMania weekend for. Absolutely. Just to see, you're not going to see these guys anywhere else. A lot of them, um, people know their names, but especially after 2020 where nobody's really able to see them live, they haven't quite... Um, journeyed into the indie mainstream yet so um this is going to be one of those matches that is just going to be crazy 
Yeah, and you usually look for every every uh, every WrestleMania weekend, like you mentioned. Like, there's going to be those guys that, yeah, like you said, your hardcore hardcore fans, your people that watch everything, know those guys. But like, there might be somebody that's watching, you know, a, a indie show just to watch an indie show that finds out about Black Taurus and goes, "Holy shit, who's this guy? This guy's awesome!" Right. Or you know, sees a Laredo Kid for the first time, or sees an uh, an Arez for the first time. So there's a lot of real fun that can come from this match. So yeah, I'm right with you. This feels this this match belongs on any WrestleMania weekend. This feels like a very right. pure WrestleMania weekend show. So I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, to see that this one is a very interesting one as well this is a uh, the combined age of the two components i believe about 25 years old i think here <laughs> uh with starboy charlie and billy starks here uh this is arguably the youngest match i think even remotely possible that you could book for wrestlemania weekend right like you couldn't book yeah. any younger other than booking like literal children and and they're pretty close to literal children if if not actually literally children so right right and they did in at the last uh clusterfuck they did have some interactions um, and they actually look pretty good. So I don't, I mean, I haven't seen either too much to be honest, but I don't, I don't know. I don't really, it's very difficult for me to like see having two pretty green wrestlers just being on a show where the wrestlers are always left to their own devices and sometimes can, um, for better, or for worse. I don't know how that it's going to work out, but. Maybe maybe they'll kind of just go in there and be like, all right, we're going to show everybody, but I don't know. I'm not yeah. sure. I mean, I'm if, I, if, if I were them, or at least I was kind of involved in that match, but I would I would definitely tell these two, I mean, this is a huge – I mean, you're going to be a story no matter what because you're, you know, literally like 16 and 17 years old or whatever. I mean, right. I would have those – I would have – I would go out – I'd be doing it right now. I'd be planning our match. I, I don't maybe not do it the move for move thing. Maybe you don't have to do you know Ricky Steamboat, uh, Randy Savage style move for move. But I would really be just like, hey, let's let's like absolutely make sure. Don't show up to the arena and go, hey, what do you want to do? You know what I mean? Like they right. they should have this planned out, ready to go. There should be people in their ear. There should be people kind of getting involved because this could present a huge opportunity for these two as as kind of the the up and coming stars uh, of the industry. Right. No matter what you think of them, like a great WrestleMania weekend match. I mean, then they're pretty much set for a lot of years. Uh, after right. that so i would yeah if i'm them I'm, I'm really sitting down and trying to make sure we plan out uh, a great match and don't just yeah show up to the arena and, and and try to figure it out or figure it out in the ring or whatever try to maybe get things going a little bit uh earlier there no. one other thing with it i'm not saying this is a prediction however for the um 24 hour gcw show in january starboy charlie was used as a decoy for a, a ricky chain page title match on the last night in, where instead it was uh, Blake Christian's final farewell. So I'm not saying that this is a decoy match, but maybe there's a slight possibility that it could be a decoy. <sighs> I'm, I don't know, but Starboy's Charlie specifically was a decoy before, so... Could be <laughs> trying to ruin the fun already. No, it's fine. We'll see. I know. <laughs> uh, anyway, some other matches here. This one uh, on paper, man, that could be really hit or miss. It could either be really, really good uh, or really, really bad, depending on these two people, because they're 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 very polarizing uh, folks in indie wrestling these days. And sometimes I like their matches, and sometimes I don't. But uh, Leo Rush versus Jordan Oliver, and 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 Leo Rush is a person. You know, obviously Leo Rush, tremendous, tremendous talent. But there are times where, to me, he can kind of come in and be a little too. I, I don't know. The style doesn't always kind of work for me. And Jordan Oliver is somebody that's really hit or miss. Where sometimes I really, really like what I see out of him, and sometimes I really don't love what I see out of him at all. Like at all, I think he's terrible sometimes. But there's enough potential there where where I I look at that match and I go, okay, this. Could could be pretty good, but I could also see it being, you know, Leo Rush in, in side headlocks for 20 minutes playing like, you know, the, the main roster, you know, WWE guy versus Jordan. I, I don't know. I have no real concrete expectations about this match. Where are you with Leo Rush and Jordan Oliver? 
So I don't know if you saw, but they did a video a few days ago, um, adver- like as a you know ad advertising for this match. And if you weren't sure before, Leo Hart is going to be Blackheart Leo Hart mm. Rush for this. Well, so, <laughs> okay. Well, then it's yeah. on the side of I don't think I'm going to like this, but we'll see. Yeah. yeah. So I and if you haven't seen Blackheart Leo Rush, it's kind of his like NXT version of Leo Rush, like the kind of dark character. He was doing it before. He left. He was. It was a CCW gimmick. He left, and now he's kind of his own devices, especially in GCW. He's doing it again with the. It's actually a cool entrance with a black and white entrance, and they have like a contortionist come out with him and stuff, and it's really cool. But then, kind of once the match starts, it's kind of slow and mm-hmm. over dramatic sometimes and stuff. And the Blake Christian matches were. I I wasn't that big of a fan of those. So yeah, I'm right with you. So yeah, like I I don't know. It's it's a big spot for Jordan Oliver and he's always a guy where I always think that he's close to like getting it all together, but it's never quite there yet. So I, I hope that like, this is the type of match he can do it with, but I'm just not sure Leo rush as the black heart is the right gimmick for it. Like last year he was going to be in a multi-man tag against um, Jurassic express. And like, that would have probably been a really good match for Jordan Oliver at WrestleMania weekend. And now this one's bigger for him, but I'm not, I just don't know how it's going to go. I'll move on to uh, what is surely to be a, uh, <laughs> a hardcore, uh, uh, brutal death match here. Atticus, Kogar versus Masada name that I have not seen or, or seen Masada, uh, in quite a while. What, uh, what can I expect from Masada in 2021? So he, he was in the Nick Gage invitational last fall. I was going to say November. I think it was September. Um, he was, and he did go pretty far. I think he even went to the final, which I believe I'm just going off of memory here. You can read my review on uh, voice of wrestling. If you want. There you go. But my boy. I, I think, I think that he got hurt in that last match and it was cut early. I can't even remember who he, I'm trying to think who he lost to, but um, it, it was hurt. He looked, uh, he was hurt. He looked all right. Um, He's kind of typical old deathmatch guy. Doesn't bump around that much, but does do crazy stuff. He does have an aura as a deathmatch guy. So um, I think that putting a younger psycho like Atticus Kogar against him right, WrestleMania weekend is a good move. Um, Kogar is really crazy. He just doesn't have any fear, and he'll do whatever. So um, if if Masada works with him a bit and doesn't just swallow him up, this could be a really good like high profile death match because Kogar will absolutely be game. Then we move on to uh, the two uh, top two matches as of this recording here, Joey Janela versus Chris Dickinson and Ricky Shane page versus Nick Gage. We'll start with Joey Janela uh, and Chris Dickinson. As you said, you know, past Joey Janela spring breaks have, have often been, you know, Joey Janela dream matches, you know, a Ricky Morton, a great Sasuke, a Mario Giannetti, those sort of types of matches. This is just kind of Joey Janela versus one of the top indie guys and in Chris Dickinson. Yeah. So a little bit different, and, but yeah, it has the potential to be really damn good. Right. And, and uh, Dickinson has turned into a major GCW guy. Um, he's not just somebody who's um, coming in. He's he's a a real part of the roster. Is on a lot of the shows and and is kind of part of part of the um, I don't I, I'm part of the real infrastructure. I don't know. I'm I'm losing drawing a blank on what I want to say. But um, and he did turn on Janela at their last show. So during the Ricky Champagne Ricky Shane Page match. So um, there is a lot. There's some backstory here. 
and it's two of the real aces of the promotion. So um, I think that they're both going to really try hard in this, and they should mesh together pretty well. So it's not like a spectacle Janela match, but I think that maybe, especially with how his career is going right now, I think that this is one where he can kind of just strap in, take a step back a little bit, and just kind of get back to the basics a bit and just have a really good match against one of the real aces on the indies. Yeah, and I think that's important for Joey Janela too. I'm I'm glad you bring that up because you know so often we've you know at at, at prior spring breaks like we're saying they're kind of fun little matches and it's him kind of t- you know having to try to you know carry the load of an older guy that maybe not can't go as much anymore. Or they're a little bit over the top or they're a little bit fun. But you know what we've seen from Joey Janela and obviously in AEW is like he it really seems like he's getting passed by by a lot of people. It feels like he's kind of in this weird spot where you know once one of the best stars of the Indies, one of the top stars of the Indies, and now he just kind of feels like a, a small fish in a big pond. So I'm with you. It might be a great opportunity for him to go out there and be like, no, you know what? I'm, I'm still pretty damn good. I'm a great wrestler. Right. Uh, and I can go yep. out there and have a really, really good 20 minute match with Chris Dickinson or 25 minute match or 30 minute, whatever it might be. But that's that's definitely one that I circle and say, OK, these guys are going to go out there uh, and, and really work their ass off to try to make this really, really good. And one other thing with this, and this is complete speculation on my end. I have no clue. But just the other day, Chris Dickinson uh, debuted in Ring of Honor. I think debuted. I know that he appeared. Yes, yeah, I, I think that would be his debut. I'm trying to remember if he ever had a shot. I don't think so because he was he was an early Evolve guy, and then I don't yeah I don't know if he's ever actually had been in Ring of Honor ever before. That's a great question that I'm going right. to actively look up right now. So there we go. <laughs> right, so I don't know if that plays into this match at all. So I don't know if, it, if what his future on the Indies is. I I really don't know either way. He might stay. He might not. I I have no idea, but. I feel like since that was a big thing that just happened the other day, it has to at least be taken into consideration. All right, 2015, January 2015, he appeared uh, in a Ring of Honor event in Dayton, Ohio. So just a house show here uh, versus Michael Elgin. He lost to Michael Elgin in 12 minutes and 56 seconds. And then they said, eh, there you go. We're not bringing you back, kid. <laughs> Learn how to work, right. kid. And it's like, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that was, that was established Chris Dickinson, but not. Chris Dickinson. Right, not not the Chris Dickinson, but a Chris yeah. Dickinson that was still pretty damn good. Yeah. Not the skinny evolve number one guy, but right. uh, you know somewhere in between. Somewhere in between, yeah, where he was pretty solid. And then our our main event here, uh, which you've kind of alluded to a little bit here, but for people that don't know, uh, Ricky Shane Page versus Nick Gage. I mean, this is a feud. What two three years in the making? It's actually, basically, it's actually a lot longer than you would even think. Um, it's two or three years in GCW as a real feud, but really the seeds are planted like when. Uh, Nick Gage came back the second time um, and was back for good. Ricky Shane Page was in CZW and was was one of the main guys in CZW. And this was when he was kind of smiling. Ricky Shane Page was the varsity jacket, but would still, you know, major deathmatch guy, was would do all sorts of crazy stuff. And at Cage of Death, I want to say 2017, but years are meaningless at this point. I think it was 2017. Ricky Shane Page won the Cage of Death. And after that, Nick Gage, this was right when the CZW and GCW were really um, going back and forth, kind of between the fans. It wasn't a real feud, but GCW was alluding to CZW a whole lot. And after the match ended, Nick Gage and Brett Lauderdale stormed the ring. Not not as part of the show. They actually just stormed the ring. And um, it was it was pretty crazy. I was in the building, and all of a sudden I turned around, and Nick Gage is there. And DJ Hyde came into the ring, and... It was almost a real fight. They cut it off of the DVD. They didn't show it. Um, it was taken down from YouTube. So it was never used like as a storyline going forward, which didn't really ever make sense to me because it was money. 
But um, so, yeah, Ricky Shane Page was the champ and was kind of overshadowed by Nick Gage there. He still wasn't a GCW guy for a few years. Um, after that, Gage won the – actually, it was right before that maybe that Gage won the GCW belt. But he held it for two years, 700-something days. He was the GCW champion, the GC, base of GCW. People think about Joey Janela as like because of spring break. But really, Gage was the guy. Every show was kind of built around him, if not every show, almost every show. And then uh, Ricky Shane Page finally debuts in GCW, and he has a different – he's much more of a, a dickhead. Nobody's supposed to like him, complete heel. Um, steals Nick Gage's belt pretty early on. Um you know, says Nick Gage is ducking him, whatever. And so finally there was a show, I think two, 2019, where um, uh, RSP finally said that he would give the belt back. He just wanted a title shot whenever. Gage agreed. The main event was AJ Gray versus Nick Gage. Uh, AJ Gray actually beat Nick Gage for the belt with help from RSP's um, cronies. After the match, RSP comes out, challenges AJ Gray, wins it right there. And now he has the champ and starts ducking Nick Gage. So that's really when the feud starts to get very, very hot. A few months later, they have a match at Run Ricky Run in New Jersey at GCW. And it's the crowd. It's a packed show. I was at this one. It was a packed show. Um, the match was really crazy. Big spots. Um, Gage was killing himself. It was just major. There was a lot of run-ins from 440. Um, uh, Ricky Shane Page's crew and it's had some turns some ups, ups and downs and finally uh rsp beat beat nick gage not really cleanly but he still won when he was leaving people were actually trying to fight him like i'm not <laughs> saying i'm not like oh people were yelling at him like he was almost getting in fights as he was leaving like it was when you hear about the old type of riots i'm not saying it was exactly like that but it was absolutely the closest thing that I could ever think of to see him like that. Yeah, people, there's legit people that do not, like, there's fans that buy tickets and think this guy fucking sucks and hate him. Like, you know, yeah. it's not like, you know, a fake, yo, boo, uh, you know, it, it, there are literally people there that think he's a pile of shit and, and would, yeah, like yeah. you said, would not mind taking a punch at him, which is, is fantastic in 2021 to get that level right. of heat, so. Yeah, the ring was just, tons of garbage was just thrown right into the ring. It was just a really crazy atmosphere. And so this was February 2020. And of course, weeks later, COVID hit. So I don't know if they were going to do the rematch at WrestleMania last year. It seems obvious that they would have. But at the same time, it they easily could have done another big show in New Jersey and done it there. I don't know. But uh, regardless, it didn't happen. And then so finally in the summer, um, when GCW, they did a kind of a soft start with um, a show or two in Indiana. But really, their kind of reboot weekend was in July in um, in New Jersey on the boardwalk. And uh, Nick Gage was in the first match. First night, he challenges, um, I think it was 440, guys, I'm drawing a blank. But on the next night, he says, hey, if, uh, if I pin, if I win, whoever wins this match gets a title shot. Of course, in the more, the, there was an afternoon show before that second show. And Nick Gage blew out his Achilles. I think it was his Achilles. Yeah, it, he, it, was, uh, it was Achilles. Yeah. yeah. So he blew out his Achilles, and that just kind of ruined everything. So Schlack had a handicap match, but Nick Gage came back and got the pin. 
he just limped in. He could barely walk, but he still got the pin just so they could, you know, keep the story going. But then since then, he's been hurt. So this is really – it's kind of bunged me out a lot because this was really one of the only few well-booked feuds really on the indies, um, especially in GCW. One of the major complaints is how they handled their stories. This was really the only one that they've really tried, and it just keeps – stuff keeps happening. A global pandemic, Nick Gage injury. So finally, we're having the blow-off here, and – I'm, I'm not going to lie, I, I would have been more excited for it last year. I'm still really excited for it, but it's just not where it was before. But, um, and you know, on a weird WrestleMania weekend when nobody really knows what's going to happen or what the atmosphere is going to be like or what it's going to be like. But still, this match has been years making, so I'm really excited for it. Um, I think they're going to go really over the top with just culminating years of GCW storylines, like everything from the company, I think, is going to kind of convalesce into this match. Um, there's probably going to be a lot of interference, lots of big spots. It's probably going to be long, I would expect. Um, I don't know. It, it kind of depends on if this is going to be, the, if they're going to do this again. Um, I don't know if they're going to do a cage of death or something. I could also see that happening at some point because they haven't announced anything like that for this one. But regardless, it's it's going to feel pretty big, and there's going to be a lot a lot of moving pieces. I think to it. Yeah, and I think there's actually a, a little bit of benefit to me in in this match. You know, and, and I hate to say that, like you're you know, I'm not happy that Nick Gage got injured, but I'm kind of glad that this is kind of that first moment that he's come back. Uh, that they can kind of build it all up for this, but I'm, I'm absolutely with you. I, I think this is a good opportunity to have like a really, really, really cool match. But I, you know, when you think about the business of this, this is a match you can definitely bring back later in the year uh, under, on, uh, like you said, Cage of Death, some other circumstances you can have. I, I would not end this feud here, but I would have it be an all out, you know, gigantic brawl. Like, you know, those two guys go out there and absolutely kill each other and do all that sort of stuff. So I think there's a lot of potential for this to be a, a lot of fun. Uh, and and yeah, you might need to know the history of the the, the the story a little bit, and and hopefully the commentators do a good job. And and I don't know what video production obviously they're going to have here, uh, but it's a really it's a pretty easy story to tell, and you you kind of just told right. it there in about five ten minutes or whatever. Uh, yeah. But I would hope that they would do the same too, because I I hope if you watch this with no context and it's just Nick Cage versus you know Ricky Shane Page, you might think ah yeah whatever. But yeah, like you you laid it out there. I mean this is decades, <laughs> you know, it's essentially yeah you know in, in in the making and at least two or three years is like legitimately the best story being told on the indies or one of the few stories being told on the indies especially in a in a, in a you know uh the indies where, where that just doesn't happen anymore there's just very very lack of of long-term stories told and this one's been told to perfection for 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 two three years now and then even longer if you want to you know uh add in the other stuff there as far as uh, nick gage though uh he has not wrestled correct me if i'm wrong since the achilles right this would be his return this match is, technically he, yeah he just he just came back at the um at their last show in march so um, not wrestling, just came back. Right. And so. and so there's a little bit of a worry there, but it's also Nick Gage and like he doesn't have to run or really do much. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. I assume he will be fine. I'm assuming he's going to be, you know, good to go. But there is that little bit of worry there that, you know, having not had any matches before this, that that hopefully, you know, he, he he's in good enough shape or whatnot but it's also nick gage and it's like who cares you know right. what i mean like uh, can he, hand, can he whip say, a weapon can he hit a you know light tube yeah. then sure he, he's fine yeah uh, on one hand i want to say that i think that for this match he wouldn't come back unless he was ready but on the other hand i feel like he's been fiending for it so i don't i don't i don't know at all 
I mean, it's I, it's, I really, it's Nick Gage, so I, I mean, I, as long as he can come yeah. down and call somebody a pussy and everybody cheers for him, it's it's pretty. But you're you're already like seventy five percent of the way there, so you right. know, what I mean, the rest yeah. is kind of you know dressing after that. Yeah, and you just and really all Ricochet and Page has to do is just. I mean, they're they're gonna kill each other. And oh, they're, they're just gonna bloody. bleed all over each other like fucking crazy. Yeah, for sure. But even before that, Ricochet and Page doesn't have to do anything. He just has to walk around, and people will absolutely be despising him. So it's pretty. It's from a character standpoint, it's an easy match. Nobody likes Ricky Shane Page. Everybody loves Nick Gage, so it, that's in their favor already. So we'll we'll just see if they can how it all goes. There's a lot of pieces of this match. Like it's there's like feud stuff, real stuff, injuries, meta stuff. Like there's all sorts of stuff that is kind of built into this, and I really have no idea really what to expect. So that is spring break number five, starting at 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern time from the Cuban Club uh, in Yuber City. Or, yeah, Yuber City, right? I don't know how to pronounce it. it it's yeah, Yuber City. Yuber City, whatever. That's fine. We'll go with that. Streaming on fights uh, as well. Tickets are available if you are going to be in the area uh, for that. I should notice that is on uh, Friday, April 9th as well. So Friday, April 9th at uh, 8 p.m. That's kind of, the I would say, the main event of that week. Uh, you're up against ICW No Holds Barred. Uh, which is a pretty fun show on paper, but yeah, this should be if you're if you're if you're watching WrestleMania weekend stuff, eight PM, I you should probably just drop everything and and, and check this show out for sure. Unless, you know, uh GCW We Run This Town uh is, is really doing it. If Timmy Lou Renton versus Mr. Grimm really kinda pulls you away, then maybe. But uh I would I would probably go with Spring Break Five uh, on that screen. night. So uh let's double get screen. Yeah, let's. Uh, true, yeah, their their picture in picture exists uh, for a reason. But uh, let's go to the next day here, Saturday, April tenth. Uh, this show is at three p.m., which is a little aggressive for a show called Planet Death at three p.m. on a Saturday here. Uh, also from the Cuban Club, also streaming uh, on Fight TV. This is the Alex Cologne produce show uh, from the weekend. It is as of right now on its own uh, on Saturday. Uh, Tony Deppin's Beer House starts at twelve. Uh, but this is so far kind of on its own. Beyond Wrestling is going to be at 4 p.m., so uh, we'll cut into a little bit of Beyond Wrestling. But uh, as far as Planet Death, what can we sort of expect before we kind of get into the matches that, that are announced right now? Uh, what do we know about this show, and what's kind of the background of, of uh, Planet Death or, or, or Alex Cologne produce shows? Because I believe this is the is this the first he's ever, quote-unquote, Alex Cologne's produced show? I I can't. They had a show like they had a block like this at the 24-hour show. I can't remember if Alex Cologne branded it or not. I would assume that he did, but I honestly, I can't remember. But they did have a block at like one or two in the morning uh, of deathmatch stuff, which honestly, the fact that this is taking place at three in the afternoon and not 12 o'clock at night is kind of, I, they, I think they dropped the ball on this. This is like a late night grimy type of show. Right. It's called Planet Death and it's like, you know, yeah. three PM. It'll be like it'll be like light out. Like I don't want Planet Death at three Yeah, like I that was one of my favorite parts of the twenty four uh, hour show is they did I thought they did a really good job of having like your wrestling during the day, but then at like one AM it was like, all right, yeah. here we go. And it was just like five straight hours of death matches or whatever. And that to me, that was kind of appealing and that was kind of cool uh to see that. So I'm right with you. Yeah, I would have put this one definitely uh, somewhere in the the midnight or whatever. You got no peace underground, shallow graves. Uh, that's going to obviously be probably a little, but yeah, th- there's no reason not to put this up at, uh, <laughs> you know, 8 p.m., 9 p.m., somewhere around that time. But right. anyway, 3 p.m., uh, Planet Death from the Cuban Club, of course, on Saturday. Uh, we know some of the matches as of this recording. Obviously, we're hoping a few more things uh, do get announced. The, the most notable one, and we won't get into details about this because we're assuming, hopefully, that uh, 
Alex Cologne will have a match on Alex Cologne Produce, right. but unfortunately, as of this recording, we do not know that match. That could either be really, really good news uh, or potentially bad news. And I guess we'll we'll right. probably hopefully find out by the time you guys listen to this. So yeah, and and going back to about the show and Planet Death and stuff, Alex Cologne is really, for my money, the best American Deathmatch wrestler, uh, without a doubt. Every time uh, for years, he's kind of been the guy in CZW that they've, or sorry, GCW. In CZW too, but especially in GCW that they've relied on where like if they have somebody coming in, an international guy, a new guy they want to put over, whatever, they put him in there with Alex Cologne because they know he's going to be the guy to get the best match out of him. I mean, Nick Gage has, has the more of the reputation as the deathmatch GCW guy, even though sometimes he does it and sometimes he's not really like that. But Alex Cologne is like the real deal, actual psycho deathmatch guy who's just delivers every single time so it's very cool that they're giving him his own show and that um he's getting his due a little bit for it because i really do think that he deserves it um he's just incredible at the the style like he's he's one of those guys where you always talk about where he's a solid good wrestler anyway and then can incorporate deathmatches into that and so it's not just the i'm gonna hit you with this and then you're gonna hit me with this he has a lot more to it than that. So, um, so yeah, I, I really hope that he's on this show. I hope that it's not an injury or something. I, I really think that he hasn't really done, um, been on like the GCW WrestleMania weekend shows before. So I'm really hoping that this time he's, he's on it and, and can really shine. But, um, but yeah, so hopefully he's there. Absolutely. No, and I'm right with you. I think, uh, you know, I, I don't consider myself kind of a deathmatch expert, but having gone to a few GCW shows and watching a, a pretty decent amount of GCW uh, and, and deathmatch wrestling over the last few years, uh, he is a- absolutely death one. Deathmatch that- rich. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I, that was a, it's a great live experience if you've never gone. It is, <laughs> it is something else. That first moment where you realize, oh, my God, I'm watching a deathmatch show is, is pretty awesome. And it, it starts to wear on you about two, three hours in. You're like, all right, I, I think I kind of get the, the whole idea here. Right. But uh, it is something else to be to, to to be sure, but no, Alex Cologne to me has always stood out, and and he reminds me a lot of uh, you know Takeda, Masashi Takeda from uh, Japan, in the sense that I've always said he's a good wrestler who also excels at deathmatches. Like Alex Cologne, it's it's not just like you said, a guy who walks in and hits you with shit. The 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 impact that he hits you with shit, the the amount of stuff, you know, he 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 bounces off the ropes. He does. He, there's enough there that's like, oh, this guy's like actually like a pretty decent athlete and pretty decent pro wrestler but then he mixes it in with like you said being an absolute psychopath which is is exactly what you need to be great but no i'm, I'm right with you he is and, he's a guy who will never skip an alex cologne deathmatch they, they almost always yeah. deliver of what i've seen over the last few years and you mentioned takeda in chicago a few years ago they had a match in which there was a actual tree branch brought into the ring and it was one of the mo- cool spots of all time <laughs> right oh yeah yeah so. that was i mean yeah that was awesome that was that was something to be uh, to behold for sure. But uh, as far as Planet Death right now, uh, we do know on the show, we know Jimmy Lloyd and the very dangerous TBA is going to be facing G-Raver and the very de- dangerous uh, TBA. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll we'll skip that because obviously as of this recording, we do not know who the uh, TBA and, is. The and question there, marks has, are. there has really been a G-Raver versus Jimmy uh, feud in uh, GCW for a while um, before G-Raver got hurt and then especially after when he's come back. They've kind of been together, so this is a continuation of that. Uh, we have Madman Pondo, a name from the past here, versus Matthew Justice. What can we expect from Madman Pondo and Matthew Justice? Yeah, Pondo uh, shows up uh, once or twice a year on kind of like the bigger deathmatch shows. And uh, 
he just kind of he's older now, but he has his spots. Like he'll have the stop sign with a bowling ball and that type of stuff. And uh, he still like knows how to structure a good match and a good death match. So this will be like pretty pretty fun, I think, from that perspective. And Matthew Justice loves taking unprotected chair shots. <laughs> yes, he does. A, yes, he yeah, does. Where that's pretty much his gimmick. Like it's it's his gimmick is that he'll take unprotected chair shots. So, um, so yeah, I I expect that this will probably be a pretty fun, pretty basic match. Kind of just kind of go through the motions. I don't mean that in a negative way, but just kind of like you know what you're getting from it, and it, it'll be good. Uh, other ones, a uh, match that I'm not sure. Maybe you can sell me on this one here. Schleck versus Nolan Edwards. So Nolan Edwards I've seen, and I, I do enjoy uh, Schleck. Eh, there's times where I've enjoyed Schleck, but uh, not a lot in the recent years. Uh, what can we expect from Schleck versus Nolan Edwards? Yeah, I'm with you. Like Sometimes Schleck has really um, been great, and sometimes he just kind of, I don't know, he's not as good as I want him to be. So I just kind of expect this to be another um, – pretty straightforward match to be honest i don't even know how much nolan edwards i've seen so you maybe have seen more of him than me yeah it'll be an interesting i i don't know that i see him necessarily in this role as much like he seemed to me like of what i've seen of him just kind of a a little bit more of a straight wrestler or a little bit more of kind of a, an early early like a, a little small kind of like a small scale death match guy like not not you know i i use matthew yeah. justice in that sense that like matthew justice is gonna I go know. out there and bleed buckets like he like you said his yeah. thing is yeah just hit me in the head with the chair as hard as you can or whatever but he's not gonna like bleed buckets like these other guys but in a match with slack you kind of have to right like that's kind of the gimmick is you can't just go right. in there and, and just like right. work it's not a match like it's 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 a right. slack match so and I, I do know that he's been in some death matches recently, but I, I don't think that I've seen them. So I'm curious. It's always, especially with how things are these days, whenever there's new guys that are coming in, I'm really excited to see them because, you know, death matches aren't necessarily the most in vogue thing. They are more now than they were a few years ago, but still, like, it's harder to find guys who actually want to do them. So whenever there's somebody new, I'm kind of intrigued. Absolutely, and a guy who uh, recently just kind of got into the uh, the deathmatch game here and really started to embrace it here. AJ Gray versus Akira is our uh, apparently our semi main event here. Uh, but AJ Gray is a guy who's kind of dabbled in it a little bit, little, and, and I, I guess he seems to enjoy it because he's uh, he's back. Yes, uh, he he was in Nick Age Invitational a little bit as well, and um, yeah, I mean he's he's pretty good uh, in the deathmatches stuff. He's done them a few times, so this is another match that can be should be pretty good. And uh, while you're saying that, I actually just remembered that we we did the TBAs, and it actually has been announced. Oh, there you go. Well, you can break this news here on this uh, show. (laughs) And I'm trying to a few weeks later. So yeah, go ahead. So it is. Let me. Sorry, this is terrible. So here it is. It is. um, Jimmy Lloyd and Jason Gorey, who I'm not familiar with. Jason Hmm, Gorey. I don't know the name either. Versus G Raver and Brandon Kirk. And uh, Brandon Kirk and Jimmy Lloyd actually do have a lot of history, especially in CZW. They've uh, done a, I think it was a cage of death, but um, they kind of came up around the same time with each other and they were kind of linked together. So there actually is a lot of backstory between Jimmy and both of his opponents, G Raver and uh, Brandon Kirk. So he hasn't been, Kirk hasn't been in GCW as much over the past few years, but um, yeah, there's a lot there. So. Could be a pretty good match. Could be. I, it's as of now, especially with what we've, we've talked about. It's definitely the showcase match on the show. 
so they could be they could kind of uh go big with it and, and try to make it a very big type of uh, violent and dramatic match absolutely and then uh our, our presumably our main event here but obviously well TBA with Alex Cohen alone there, who I imagine hopefully will right. be in the main event of his uh, his own produce show. Because I mean, hey, if if we've learned nothing from Japan or, or America, if you're going to produce the show, you got to put yourself in the, the top bill, man. You got the main event. That's right. the whole point of doing it. Uh, but what we know right now, uh, Eric Ryan versus Masada again, our second Masada match that we've talked about here. Uh, and Eric Ryan, an absolute psychopath as well uh, in death yeah. matches, and this should be a bloodbath. I'd imagine yeah. between these two. Eric, so. Eric Ryan loves to bleed, and he loves to stick people in the head with forks. And Masada loves to sick people in the head with skewers. So I expect a lot of that <laughs> in this match. Um, Eric Ryan, as you said, is just a complete maniac. Um, there was a match a few years ago where I saw him versus Ciclope, I think. And they had they brought out a, a shopping cart full of light tubes. And they it was the shopping cart wasn't there to bring light tubes towards the ring. It was there so that Eric Ryan would flip into it when it was fully standing up full of light tubes on the outside. And it looked, it was truly one of the most dangerous looking things I've ever seen. And he survived it. And that was like three or four years ago. So yeah. Cause if I remember correctly, wasn't he on the top rope and he got like flipped into the shopping cart. And and by the way, shopping carts don't move. It was like, it wasn't a working shopping cart. It was a, uh, it was a shoot shopping cart. And yeah, I remember. And like, yeah. And think about like the wheels of a shopping cart, how they're not really supposed to move. No, but they do. It's really bad. It was that type of thing. Yeah. So it's just like, brutal. And I, I remember another at one of the tournament of survival. He was in a a, ma- a light tube match, and I I can't remember who he was against, but they were just breaking the light tubes again over each other's heads so fast. It might have been Alex Colon, but I I don't remember. And uh, there's been a lot of I don't remember terrible throughout this whole thing. Terrible on my part, but uh, they were just hitting each other with the light tubes so so much that the people in the front row were just had their shoulders scrunched up as light tubes were just cascading over them. <laughs> and I was looking from like, I was elevated a little bit. And it looked like a water tube, uh, a waterfall just of light tubes. Jesus. So, yeah. so, I'm so expect something yeah. similar to that. <laughs> yeah. He, he, if you've never seen Eric Ryan before, uh, get, get ready for this one. This is uh whatever, if you're a little squeamish about death matches, might want to uh, go in the other room for this one. Cause yeah, that absolute yeah. psychopath and Masada, uh, also a psychopath in his own right. So that uh, that is Planet Death, the Alex Cologne Produce Show. Again, 3 p.m., uh, the Cuban Club, streaming on fights. We also have the GCW uh, Collective Bundle on fight as well, if you want to watch all of these shows, uh, both ones that we've talked about and everything else going on uh, on the Collective. So that is going to be Saturday, April 10th. Uh, and, Kevin, before we uh, depart here, is there another match or an event or a sh- anything on the social media weekend that we haven't talked about that you are looking forward to watching uh, this year? Not really. Yeah, hey, you know what's hey, it's, 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 hey, it's a 2021 WrestleMania weekend. I'm with you. Yeah. I am vaccinated. I, I could go if I really wanted to. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm fine. <laughs> I, I'm thinking about taking off work just because what else is there to do? I don't know if I actually will, but maybe the Friday just to sit down and watch it all because you know how many weekends have there really been like this? But it's not. I mean, and and even beyond all sorts of flaws um, with the indies and stuff, just. With the way the world is, it's just really hard to really like set and be excited about sure. anything. So, especially this year when with WrestleMania, it's bringing in people, it's big time matches, it's all sorts of stuff. And this year, all the stuff that makes WrestleMania weekend cool, you can't do. It is cool that the Luchador guys are there. So maybe I say that the uh, Trent Acid Cup looks pretty interesting, it does. and yeah, I kind of yeah. want to watch that. 
So that's probably, um, other than the gauge uh, RSP match, that's probably what I'm most intrigued for because that could be really good. But um, but otherwise, like the big things like WrestleMania and NXT, those don't, don't look cool at all. And then who even knows what a lot of the shows are. So yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think in all things considered, I think a lot of a lot of the, the the companies I think brought a pretty decent lineup as as good a lineup as they can. I mean, all all things considered, this blows away like obviously the September collective weekend. It really blows away a lot of the other things that we've we've seen attempted over you know the last few last year, last you know twelve yes. months, thirteen months or whatever. It's just I'm with you. It's just like. Even despite all these best efforts, despite kind of some of the issues with the indies, it's like there's just a little bit missing that makes it super, super special. But there's enough in there that I think I'm, I'm going to enjoy the weekend yeah. all in all. And there's so many different yeah, options. I mean, and I think the, getting, the inclusion of IWTV, I think, really, really does help as well. There's some stuff that I'm really yeah. excited to see from those guys. And, and getting the Mexican indie luchadors is a real victory. So yes. that helps a lot. Yeah. But even like last year, you you go from like having Kavanaugh in, in June Kasai, and you can't have guys like that this year. So it's just kind of like. Ah, I, on one hand, it's good that people are left to their own devices, but still, it's like some of the some of it's gone. But that means that next year, or whenever, it's going to be crazy. So yeah, oh, I we can all wait. look forward yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty two. We'll all hopefully be there, and we all uh, will enjoy it so much. So, uh, Kevin, thank you so much for doing this again. You can follow Kevin uh, on Twitter at stan underscore underscore uh, Hanson. Uh, you can follow are, are, the, the your Instagram is still uh, pretty active, right? As well, the Pearl Hate one. Yeah, I'm on there sometimes. Uh, I need to do it more, but it's called Puro Hate. It's got a lot of uh, old Japanese wrestling pictures. And even if I don't post new stuff, there's got a lot of old cool stuff on there. Yeah, so, so you can go back and check a, that out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't done it in a while because it's a little bit of a pain to scan everything, but I need to because those magazines are truly so cool. <laughs> they so. really are yeah so that, that'll be the insp- hopefully i'll inspire you uh to sit down and yeah. do it but that's at uh, on instagram uh puro uh, underscore underscore hate uh as well for that so kevin thank you so much for joining us and uh well enjoy wrestlemania weekend yeah thanks rich thank you support for voices of wrestling's wrestlemania weekend previews is brought to you by manscaped the best in men's below the waist grooming manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, and we have an exclusive offer for Voice of Wrestling WrestleMania weekend listeners. 20% off plus free shipping with the code FLAGSHIP at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off plus free shipping with the code FLAGSHIP at manscaped.com. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower. 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is also waterproof. My favorite aspect of this entire thing to make your show uh, your shower shave clean and easy. And uh, the Lawnmower 3.0 comes in their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which comes with everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. The Perfect Package 3.0 includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, as well as the Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, will keep your balls from sweating, smelling, or sticking. Manscaped also throws in two additional gifts to this perfect package, a pair of high-performance Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day, as well as a travel bag to store all of your grooming goodies. So let's, come on guys, let's trim that junk of yours, get 20% off, plus free shipping with code FLAGSHIP at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Once again, 20% off, plus free shipping with code FLAGSHIP 
at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code flagship. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped.